And we're live, PKA episode 381 with our guest, Matt Eisman. Kyle? Yeah. Yeah, a couple sponsors tonight, Squarespace and Movement Watches. We'll get to those guys later on in the show. There are links down below if you just can't wait. But yeah, let's get into it. So we have Matt Eisman, who you host the show American Ninja Warrior. And I watch that occasionally. And what percentage of the time when you see someone go up there are you like, I have to really put on a face, but there's no fucking way they're completing this? <laughs> <laughs> well, Is it like 50%? It's, it's, it's funny. Honestly, I used to be much, much cockier about the idea that I could predict how people were going to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other than if it's a, uh, I mean, we've even, last year we had a guy 77 who got through at least one, maybe two obstacles who'd oh, suffered a okay. stroke. <laughs> what? And, and so, you're, wait, wait, wait. You're, Did he have the stroke before or after? He, he, he had it before. It was oh, amazing. I literally it thought was it was remarkable. after the obstacle. It was, <laughs> we haven't had anyone have a stroke on the court, course yet. Honestly, the worst injuries we've had, I shattered my foot trying an obstacle, which is one of the probably top 10 worst obstacles or injuries we've ever had. It's been shocking. But, but usually most of the people – um, are reasonably fit, and I've learned. I've been surprised enough times to where I just am. I am, am usually. I, I just say they're going to do better than I am. So let me at least watch and see what happens. Can you make money as a competitor on that show? I mean, like obviously the winner, winner makes something, but yeah, not not uh, well. This is where NBC loves loves uh, loves loves this point. We we don't pay anyone. Um, we're starting to we're starting to pay them. So whenever we do qualifying, mm-hmm, we don't mm-hmm. pay we don't fly them to the city. We don't put them up in a hotel, and we don't pay them. Um, there are bonuses if you're the fastest, and we've added something this season, um, another way to earn cash that hasn't been announced. So I won't spoil it, but it's uh, you can get ten thousand dollars on the course. Um, and other than that, if they go to Vegas, they'll get like a stipend. But no, so no one's making money off competing on the show. People have opened up gyms and are starting to make some successes that way. But by and large, uh, you know, for, for the most part, these are people who compete, who are competing their their own passion. And when you, uh, again, it's the the time that they probably sink into training or building a course or joining some of these ninja specific gyms. I don't imagine there are a lot of people coming out in the black on it. This is, which is what makes it even more remarkable, is the passion, dedication, and sacrifice. Not just time, but they're not. They're not making millions of dollars off this. And we have a handful of ninjas who've been able to get endorsements. Jesse Graff is now Under Armour mm-hmm. uh, sponsored. She's done ad campaigns for them. Megan Martin does stuff for Athleta. Um, it's like Joe Morovsky, I think, has a deal with Macy's or something. But even still. I don't think they're moving into mansions. So yeah. it's it's I it's amazing. Like, I feel that like they as they it. progress from like stage to stage, there should be it should be like who wants to be a millionaire? Like there should be an increasing dollar amount that's on the line and getting in the water and they lo- they lose it all or something like that. <laughs> like there, it, there are uh, so many of yeah. those competitors that you see come up and like you know the little little vignette they run of their backstory. Yeah. Like you'll see them and it's like you know, I quit my job at the post office. I sunk everything I have into this $24,000 yeah. 
makeshift uh, office equipment, <laughs> uh, makeshift office equipment and tires from the junkyard, and like You're halfway through me that, here, like, Taylor. They, no, right. they they like put sad music over it, and I'll be like <laughs> buying into it, and then I'll be sitting like, wait, you, so, you chose to do this, like the, well, you know. Yeah, no, we did. We had to get Brian Arnold was the guy who quit his job to do Ninja Warrior full time because he thought he was for sure going to beat the course and he didn't. And he's ended up making a living and it's 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 gone on well. He's he's part of the Wolfpack. But but some of those you're right. There it's a questionable financial investment to try to be a ninja warrior. I don't think I don't think you know, <laughs> well, again though, but like who am I to say? I, I I sunk all this money into becoming a doctor. And quit that to end up moving out to Hollywood, which seemed like probably not the best financial move. Yeah, but, it's but you're still out. a doctor. It's well, right? But but I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not Worst case it. scenario, I'm not. Just go back right. to being a doctor. Uh, right, that guy's right. That is post true. office. Very good point. He like, can't <laughs> stumble back into TGIF Friday <laughs> and put that flare back on. They're gonna be like, "No, go jump on those tires more, bozo." Uh, you lost your space reference. You lost your tenure here. Yeah, it's no, over. it's you guys. I, I can't. We can't point this out because you guys are gonna really make people question why they're competing on our show. <laughs> right, right, oh, right. Every 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 one of the competitors is going. You're right. This is a this is a we'll cash proposition. <laughs> I was asking because I have some friends who I know could who could do well. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're parkour coaches for a living. And I'm just like, why don't they go oh, on yeah. the show? Right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 it is one of those things of, but, but so it makes sense in that case. If you, if you have a gym or if you have a career, you go on there and, or if you're a trainer, you know, the best commercial you're going to have is doing well on the show. Then people will want to come train with you. So for a parkour coach, but a lot of these people have ended up kind of backdooring that where they competed on the show, did well. And then said, Oh, Maybe I'll make money being a parkour coach or being a trainer or opening a gym. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it seems like yeah. a little risky. <laughs> it's, it's a lot better to host the show than it is to compete on it because I can, I'm, I'm in Nashville and I'm going out for barbecue for the second night in a row, which none of our competitors get to do, I don't think. Yeah. They seem to yeah. eat very healthy. I don't. Yeah, Are there any the... game shows where it's better to be a contestant than the host? That's a good point. You're right. It is a like lot. Joe, there, at no point so, was Joe Rogan ever like, man, I wish I had a, a quart of donkey semen. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with Joe Rogan. He's probably like, you know what? That's great for brain development. Oh, and I like, my isolation yeah. tank with a horse cum. I, you know? <laughs> that was amazing. It's funny. You mentioned the donkey semen. I think is what ended yeah. up that killed the second run of Fear Factor. Because at that point, the ratings were doing pretty well, but every advertiser pulled out over that. And it's amazing now when when we watch how, you know, probably for charity, there'll be the donkey semen challenge. Like, drink a quart of donkey semen to help children with leukemia. And now people <laughs> will do it. I don't ask questions. Just put it on your Facebook page. As right. soon as your competitors have to swim through that stuff, you'll know you've jumped the shark. That, that's oh that's the end God. of the show. Now, if they had a show where they're like, oh, you know, coming up next on ABC, so-and-so is going to drink a quart of donkey cum. You'd be like, this is benign. I'm going to go watch something bananas on the Internet. Right? <laughs> like, I don't know, like, man. That, I feel once like you've that's... seen, like, chainsaw beheadings and things like that, like everything uh, else, you know, yeah, nothing gets to this was on, like, it. NBC, like, like in primetime. There's, 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 there's beautiful women drinking donkey cum. All right, right? You have to go to dark corners of the Internet to find that normally. And all of a sudden, it was just right there. Which dark corners? It was there's right so there. And I, I, I never like wanted you. to be a donkey so much in my life. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they were drinking it right from the tap. We should specify. Yeah, yeah, they had, had no. Oh, they had these giant beer mugs of it. And it, it was, you know, 
What we didn't talk about was the really tough job is the guy who had to collect the donkey semen that they drank. The, that the, guy. The procurer. <laughs> yes, the guy over there like with a, a blisters on his hands. From <laughs> right. 60 cents a day. <laughs> he's, he's, he's going through Luba Jergens like crazy. The I don't only know guy winning much. in this scenario is the actual donkey. <laughs> I don't know how much. What a strange game. The only way to win is not to play. How many donkeys did they have to milk to get that much semen? Someone did the math. You guys, you guys might be a little young, but I grew up, you know, this was pre-internet. There were those rumors that went around like Richard Gere, but it was Rod Stewart had his stomach pumped. And and someone tried to do the math because they said it was like, whatever, like how many men would have to ejaculate for someone to choke on <laughs> this is really spiral and actually as a medical question that was those are the things that that are important when you figure out someone did it i, I think it was actually you guys know uh i don't know if you know dr steve weird medicine from opie and yeah. anthony oh yeah um he always talks about fluids i think he actually did the math oh. and calculated the average human ejaculate is <laughs> however many cc's is that dog dead in back <laughs> he seems to sleep yeah he's a great day and all they do is sleep and run Oh, that's know, it good. would really depend if how many of the gentlemen had been zinc supplementing, you know, because you could <laughs> right. really load up. Or if Peter North is time. involved, it could or, have been uh, just one. That would cut your just one. Or, or more. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, it, it would have to be a lot of men in quick succession. Because if you were waiting too long, you're to digesting the same guy over, over you're digesting the comedy fast. <laughs> they all have to so be around. Have to be There's no minimum. way it's the same guy. No way. You're going to need a funnel. Be a line. And I, I don't think it would be because of a full stomach. I think at some point your body would just be like, how, wait, by the way, a how, lot of how quickly did this podcast start before we got to this topic? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, is, this, this has to be a record. We Welcome get. to the show, man. <laughs> right, right. We, we usually right. start with, we just kick right off with the semen. <laughs> Donkey come. It has to be at least, I, I bet 50. I bet you'd have to blow yeah. 50. Yeah, I, I'll tell you the, your, your question originally, Taylor, was which show would you rather be the contestant than the host? I think there's there's like, all right, who wants to be a millionaire? Like, it'd be really fun to go for that money. Right. Whereas the host of that's usually some smarmy jerk. And uh, I always thought that, like, first of all, it's the most capitalist show of all time, but it's also, like, a bit quite trash. But uh, The Price is Right. Mm. I, I would love to be on The Price is Right. Well, like, how the guys about that who guy win? who calculated it, who they were so suspicious they thought he was cheating? Yeah. Who'd done the math, like, figured out the games and cracked the code on it and ended up bidding within, like, $12. One both showcases was the highest total ever, and... Drew Carey called him out as a cheater, essentially on air, and then they aired it anyway. I thought that guy, that guy was great. Wasn't yeah. there a you show remember, called uh, there, Taboo there was a video. Island or something like that? Do Temptation you know, Island. Temptation Island. Didn't all the contestants right. get laid repeatedly? Well, that was. I think that was the first. You know that, and now that'd be again. That would be tame. So much of it is timing. How a show like that. You know, essentially, it's Bachelor in Paradise. And how amazing was that to have that show get shut down? with accusations of drunken rape in this hashtag MeToo era, mm -hmm. and then to have had such concrete proof apparently on tape that, that, that Corinne was a willing participant, that they then resumed production within a couple of days to, to have a network be so sure of it. That tape must have been uh, pretty, pretty explicit, right? She, <laughs> she had to be, and had to be obviously sober enough to be making coherent decisions, because it's, it's amazing how 
how you just see networks then well understandably in this climate you would want no part of yeah. something like that and and uh for them to double down on it was i would love to have seen that day <laughs> they should have called it whore island and just gotten it over with right right i mean well that's what we're headed towards it, it really it's funny uh i just saw ready player one and they make this whole thing about this oasis and kind of how you would go in and play video games and like we all know how it would devolve like nobody would actually be playing a game they would all be having that demolition man virtual sex but no absolutely absolutely right. all the the demolition man virtual sex hole. looked terrible though right terrible. it was all it was all flashy and glitchy right. it looked like you were being electro rectally ejaculated or something i with sandra bullock i'd be with willing Sa to do that yeah that sounds okay so far i feel like i'd be emotionally <laughs> scarred after that it, right yeah. By, oh, oh not after donkey come but but after a little <laughs> virtual sex it, it just didn't it just Kyle, your standards are curious to me well, yeah, no, I, 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 i'm numb to the donkey come at this well point. that was that was great when john spartan goes we do it the old-fashioned way and then pulls her in for a kiss <laughs> She's like, bodily fluids. right 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 <laughs> fluids <laughs> did you guys ever we were talking about game shows and which one would be better this guy named uh michael larson of the show press your luck in uh oh, yeah i remember that uh, one yeah big yeah, bucks no whammies yeah it big yeah. bucks no whammies and this guy apparently this is before you know they thought that anyone would take the time to memorize shit yes and he memorized yes. every the place where the yeah. pattern would go and so he would watch and say like oh when it hits the free vacation at the top that means next it's going to go to a five thousand dollar square and, a, and another roll and this guy for like an hour plus was just sitting there because you know usually one person hits it right you, or maybe you get two in a row and then oh whammy you lost everything he would like say stop before or or after he hit the right. button to stop it because he was just putting on a show he knew exactly where he's gonna put it just screaming right. stop 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 he kept going and the, right like they went to commercial multiple times and they were like talking to the the guy who was hosting it because like if you were really good at this game or really lucky you'd make like six grand this yeah. guy was up to like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars <laughs> oh in 1984. God. Yeah, yeah. What he did they is he recorded the, the show. And they kicked him off. He recorded the show on his VCR, and he would watch hours of this shit. And he cracked the code. He was like, "Oh, it's not randomized at all. It's a set I, I pattern." I love that. I love that. Well, that's like Pac-Man, right? They figured out like those guys who who just spend enough time. And I don't know if they, if the Pac-Man was someone figured it out or if they actually went into the code and realized there was a pattern. But I do love that, that people will be that impassioned about it, you know, to to do that. And and it, it's funny, we actually, so with Ninja Warrior, you know, we don't, we don't tell them what they're gonna face, they don't get to practice. But what happens is um, ninjas will come out because we're setting up the course and it takes about a week to set it up and get the obstacles in. And so for like the last three days, essentially the course is up. And what ninjas will do is start filming it and filming we have testers going through and they'll film it and some of them will take photos and then try to recreate the obstacles in a local gym and start training and so what our stunt guys have done which is funny this was on their own this was not nbc didn't tell them to do it they started putting up fake obstacles just to, just to mess with them and then pulling them down um to get at them but but again it's like if someone is willing to do their homework or to come up with the the it's almost like they're the ones who are stress testing your game and if you you didn't see it they're not you know, cheating they're trying harder they're, right it sounds yeah. to me like That's they're putting it. in the extra they're effort that these other people are not 
But they're missing the point, right? Like, what would you prefer to see if you're watching the show? Someone succeed triumphantly or fail miserably on, like, the third to to last challenge, right? Right. I Like, like I grew up watching MXC, Most Extreme Challenge, where the Japanese ridiculously dubbed over, like, uh, challenge show. I'm watching for concussions. Those are the good episodes when someone face plants, does a full vertical nosedive into mud that they thought was three feet deep, but turn it out to be three inches deep. And right. you just see the back of their skull <laughs> hit their spine. You're like, oh, that's a so, good one. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because, again, so I shattered my foot two years ago. Just a week ago, we were in Dallas shooting. And at the end of the shoot, I'm a little loopy. And I try uh, one of the obstacles in reverse and end up trying to do a backflip and just tore the ligaments loopy. in Are my you ankles. Drunk? No, no, it's just because we do back-to-back tapings at night. So you're, okay. you know, you've, you, and, and it's, it's Akbar and I are there for, you know, eight and a half, nine hours with like a half hour lunch break other than that where you're just, you know, it's very high energy, obviously, where we're yelling at it. And so by the end of it, you're, you're exhausted and you're just kind of loopy, you know, because it's five in the morning, you've been up back-to-back nights and you're not drunk. So you, you, uh, I, I just, I thought now. I could pull it yeah, off. Yeah. 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 It just, it was, it was, my judgment was clearly impaired and, and, uh, you get around the ninjas and you watch and you think I, I can do that. You just watch it enough where you get a little cocky and then, <laughs> and then, and then gravity takes over. That's it totally was great. true because sometimes when you're watching that show, you'll see a dude who looks like, you know, chiseled out of marble and you're like, of course I couldn't do what that guy's doing. But then right. other times you'll be like, this guy, you know, it's Steve Whitaker from yeah. Nebraska. He's 5'6", 142. Right. And you're like, oh, that this guy, the guy just made it. This guy who's shoving a locker. I could yeah. beat him. Yeah. <laughs> if he can do it, yeah. he works at a bank. And he's it, just a teller. He's not even middle management. What do you want as a teller? I could, I could jump on the ladder thing and fuck it up. The, uh... In Japan, in the original show called Sasuke, which which our show is based off of, the only the only guys who've achieved total victory are under five five and under one hundred and fifty pounds. And That's some of them of are pretty shredded, but right, right. But uh, one of the guys was a shoe salesman, and he was he's not doughy, but you look at him and you're just like the he's he was an underwhelming Yuji Urushiara, this underwhelming physical specimen, who is just and who trains, but just doesn't have the the genes to get shredded and so he just looks like this little guy who sits in and plays video games all day but is one of the greatest athletes who ever took on the course the only guy who's gotten total victory twice it's it's absurd and so again it's one of those things where you see people we've had some you know nfl players and olympic athletes come out who are these more traditional built people and you think they're going to crush it and they fail on the very first obstacle and and so that's why i have no idea how anyone's ever gonna do i'm really Who's the best uh, professional athlete that's ever done it like of like people in the cam wembley cam wembley came out from the nfl who was a defensive end he, he was on the titans and i think the only reason he was able to do it he was in between contracts because usually they'll have clauses where they you know they can't do something that risks injury and he's six four two fifty five and he completed a city finals course in Miami in season four. Uh, I mean, he was on the salmon ladder and it looked like the bar was going to break under his weight. We'd never seen anyone close to his size do well, let alone, I mean, of the professional athletes, the problem is most of them 
A, don't have time to train or B, have a little arrogance of I'm an athlete, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And you realize, again, you could, but but so much of it is obstacle specific training, you know, agility or grip strength or just learning how to do the warped wall. It's not something. But, you know, again, he's six, four and a ridiculous athlete. So he just took two steps and then leapt. You know, he's got probably a 40 plus inch Mm -hmm. vertical leap, just leapt up and pulled himself up. And it was one of those things of just someone who physically overpowered the course, which was amazing. But that, you know, the, the course has gotten exponentially more difficult as our ninjas have gotten uh, better prepared. So when we look at previous seasons, what used to be difficult now would be, you know, we'd have like a, 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 over half the competitors could clear it because they're prepared. The warp wall used to be a hard obstacle at 14 feet. And now we had, to, you know, we had to raise it. And it's still something where, you know, we'll see, a handful of people even miss, let alone not get up at all season long. See, like, it's my only opportunity. You need to pass this to the top. So when they do the half pipe wall, you jump up, yep. they grab it, pull up. All they have to do from there is run over and hit the buzzer. Right. So it's a totally physical challenge. But what if you added, not to, like, rip off Fear Factor, just one roach? <laughs> you have to eat one roach before you can hit the button. And he's, and he's climbed the wall. Oh, he's just crazy. one roach away. Honestly, now, P- PETA would probably shut us down. Like, those roaches have feelings, too. PETA uh, has well, lost his cloud. Shooter, so. <laughs> right? PETA, right. PETA has lost its cloud. It's amazing. It, it'd be funny. It'll be funny to see, you know, at some point, everything becomes obsolete. And, and in the same way... You know, I think we kind of came along. Wipeout was so successful, but we were a little more serious version of Wipeout. And I think we kind of made them obsolete. Eventually, something will come along and make us obsolete. And it'll probably be something where... The running man. You know, that's the running man. So, you know, I'm on Apprentice with Schwarzenegger. And we were airing in 2017, which is when Running Man was set. And I, I, I pointed out to him, I'm like, you realize you've become Damon Killian. And I'm Richardson. <laughs> I'm the running man. He, he was like, I, yeah, that's a good point, Eisman. <laughs> that's a pretty good accent. It's he. It, what's what's so funny? Uh, not funny. It's it's. I, I'm first of all, I'm a pathetic ass kisser when I get around people. Like I'm a star. I'm a you know. I when I'm a fan of somebody, I'm a total fanboy. And so, like with Schwarzenegger from the beginning, I I I, I grew up. You know, Predator, Commando, Terminator, Conan, those were those were my my Bible. And and so I, I couldn't have been a bigger fan. And I just couldn't. You know, I was constantly quoting his movies to They're him. They're so quotable. They're so quatable. And Conan, what's funny what is, is in life. Like, uh, to cross your enemies and see them before you and hear the lamentations, hear the lamentations of their women. <laughs> All right, you don't get the race. <laughs> and so it, it, it got to the point to where I realized the only person who loves Schwarzenegger more than me is him. And so he loved it. And so I was just with him at the Arnold Expo, the Arnold Classic in Columbus, which... No. Sorry about that. No, oh, am you. I back? Am yeah, I back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just with him, and it, at, right before I, I go out on stage to introduce him, and he goes, Eisman, go make fun of me. <laughs> and so he just has me out there doing him, and it was, it was so much fun. He's a, he's a good sport about it. Uh, yeah, he seems like a really nice guy. Dude. Like, like um, I, I see him post on Reddit a lot, like uh, in the in the weightlifting um, subreddits and stuff like that. I remember there was some guy who was he's like he was really lanky. He was like six four, but like one hundred and thirty right. pounds or something. And he was 
he was talking about going, getting the courage to go to the gym and falling over and spilling the weights and how people pointed and laughed at him. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, I think I'm just going to give up. And then Schwarzenegger replies to his comment. He's like, oh, no, yeah. you already showed so much courage. Like, you've already done the hard part that most people couldn't do. Get back yeah. in there and do it. And it was, it was, it was really, he's, it was really cool. He's a force of nature. It's amazing. I mean, he just turned 70. Obviously, he just had the heart surgery. But, but the guy keeps a schedule that, you know, traveling around the globe and the energy he has and, like, how much the, – the guy is just relentlessly positive and a guy who – refuses to take no for an answer, whether it's raising money for a charity or running for governor, whatever it is. And it's a guy when you're around him, it's infectious. But what's great is it's not like this Tony Robbins rah rah, which again, I you know, I think is great too, but but he's just he's also a ball buster. Like he is, and that's kind of the way off camera, one of the things I that that I was really bummed that nobody got to see because the show kind of, you know, there's the business of the show that you have to do when you're introducing these things. But when the cameras are off, Schwarzenegger was with his buddies or with with us, just relentless ball busting, and it was it was funny. It was such he's such a funny guy, and what he loves is when someone finally gets up the nerve to give it to him. And so it's kind of one of those things like when you know you, you like you tease the girl you like when he's going after you, you're like oh. This is kind of his way of saying, you know, you're good. Mm -hmm. You're good by me. You're a made man. And it was, uh, I just, any, it, but still, anytime I'm around him, like at some point I'm, you know, I, 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 my dad's birthday happened to fall on the day I was with Schwarzenegger. We're driving around and I'm like, would you mind just saying happy birthday to my dad? And he just starts singing, happy birthday to you, <laughs> happy birthday to you. And I'm like, dad. That was short. He goes, that wasn't you. I go, that was short. And, I, and I, you know, my dad, I don't think he was impressed, but he could see. How <laughs> my, my dad was not a big, you know, uh, your dad's a big Trump fan. supporter. So yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's like, Hey, when you've really made it, you'll have Trump. Just saying, uh, right. Yeah. Down. I mean, it yeah. makes sense that he would be really cool. Not, well, really into ball busting. Cause what are you supposed to say back to Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's like yeah. he's won Mr. Universe or Mr. World, Olympia. whatever it was. Mr. Olympia, Mr. Olympia. yeah, everything. He's, he's won a, everything. He's a, a, one of the biggest blockbuster actors of all time. He was a governor. Like, what yeah. can you really say other than, like, ah, you, you fucked your maid and made a yeah. really physically well, <laughs> impressive kid out of it. I, wow, he was going to be I, in the NFL. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I've never said. That That's the one I think that would be crossing the line. But even, that, like, his friends, that's what Tom Arnold Tom, so uh, Tom Arnold has is, is remained one of his really that's and that's the other thing I think that speaks volumes about Schwarzenegger is when you're around him, you see the, the people he has in his life are friends he's had for decades. He's not one of these people who, like, you know, just goes through people and churns them out like he's got friends from when he was, you know, a kid who he stays in touch with, who he surrounds himself with. And Tom Arnold and he said Arnold at one point, Tom, um, we he has a charity after school all stars so arnold tom arnold was doing the auction and started making jokes about the maid in front of all these people and only tom arnold could get away with it but apparently it was one of those things where schwarzenegger was you know he's still friends with him but but i think that's one of those ones where you got to you got to make sure you're in before <laughs> you go to that one and i'm I, i'm not i'm not there yeah so. i've heard I just that, the stupids i've, yeah. I've heard <laughs> tom arnold talk about arnold's parties and how he'll have all these exotic animals there. You'll be, be at like a house party, and all of a sudden there, there's like an alligator in the literally in the kitchen. No. A, the, yeah, at a Tom Arnold party. No, no at a Schwarzenegger's, Schwarzenegger's house. Party. I was just I was just there, and so 
it's the craziest thing because this alligator's still. And so you could go up and they're like, you can get a photo kissing the alligator. I'm like, you're fucking with me. And I'm like, no, 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 go ahead. And so I go up and I'm like right there and I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then Johnny Knoxville, who's at the party, comes up and just like pokes me. And I'm, I'm just, you know, just, just fucking the bitchiest noise that could have come out of anyone. But he does. Like you show up, you'll walk up. Sometimes there's a camel at his house or a bison or a bald eagle. And he'll have otters in his pool. And this is apparently tame because he, he, he was a tank driver in the Austrian army. And at one of his parties, he had his tank there. And like you could ride around in the tank. And I'm like, that's... That's the one I want, but the, the tank <laughs> now is like at the from like Romania, whatever the fuck. So <laughs> from from Austria, Austria. and you Austria. couldn't, you couldn't, you know, the, obviously there are very strict rules about this, and you couldn't get a tank, even though obviously this was just for his museum. But you know, he was buddies with Bush, and so I, I think it was uh, Rumsfeld or Cheney had to like. S- personally sign an order allowing an exemption for this tank to be imported into America. But that's, you know, we're, we're sitting there, I'm sitting with Schwarzenegger at the table and I'm, I'm next to his stunt double from true lies. And he's telling me stories about how he nearly crashed the limousine in that scene <laughs> with Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. nearly crashed her off the edge of the bridge with Jamie Lee Curtis and James Cameron in the limo. <laughs> and, and next to me, Schwarzenegger's talking about meeting Mikhail Gorbachev. And you're just like, uh, like this guy, the it's just ridiculous to think of of like all that he's done and the yeah. the world impact he's had um yeah which is yeah, fascinating uh, it's yeah. great it's, Anybody it's great sells in like one of the areas that he's made it right. high in is like a success like if you become right. a governor you're pretty successful if you become mr olympia you're pretty successful if you you know star in what a dozen blockbuster movies like, and like his third that? role was Conan. have a tank. His <laughs> third role was like Conan the Barbarian. Ah, uh, don't forget and Hercules like, in New York. That was the real right. breakout role. <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing because he was like, I want to be a movie star. And they're like, no, you're going to be the bouncer or the bad guy. And he's like, I'm going to be the star. And he, yeah. so he, third or fourth I'm role. saying no to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's enormous. <laughs> you know who they were considering as the Terminator before? OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. And yes. they turned it down because OJ was, quote, too likable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. The that 80s were a be. different time. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Well, who was that? They said uh, it was Howard Cosell interviewing OJ Simpson and Bruce Jenner. There's a photo of him between those two. And it was like, and somebody put the meme was something like, I've seen the future and you guys aren't going to believe what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Fucking OJ's a scary motherfucker. Like, like although I, I say it all the time, I'm like, look, he, it's a double murder, okay? You know, he, he and a right. terrifying individual. But, but boy, is he good in the naked gun. <laughs> right in the naked gun. He kills it. He can, that, that man could do slapstick. When he, it makes when up for one the bus, of the murders in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it really is amazing when you. Yeah. To And, and again, uh, to, to look at the life he was leading to that point and, and then to get away with the double murders only to screw it up. Like you're out. You 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 did it. You got away with it. And then you commit another crime and end up in jail. It's uh, it's these. Who would believe it if it were a movie? You 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 just wouldn't. If he if he wouldn't believe it. 
if they told you like we're gonna do a new spin next uh, next season, you're gonna have a co-host. It's OJ Simpson. <laughs> well, so you know, uh, I I love Anthony Cumia and and Artie Lang and and when the Juice was released, Anthony was like, I would give him a show on this network tomorrow. Yeah, and it was one of those things where I'm like. I'd probably listen to at least the first episode. I yeah. mean, you feel awful saying that, but but at the same time, there is this. We have this morbid fascination. Hey, okay, I didn't know Nicole. All right, right, let's get real here. Like like like, I don't know. I, I didn't know Ron Goldman. Like like like, I you know. I hey hey, they were running around town with that man's money. They were fucking in his house. Uh, uh, he shows really up one the, night. The damn near beheading that put it over the edge. Yeah. Right? Right. Well, I mean, like he said in that interview where he murder. fake confessed, he just got a little oh. carried away and blacked out. And when he came to, there was blood everywhere. You know, I like, mean, like it's. Tell me, you haven't had a Saturday night like that. He won the Heisman. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. It's, yeah. You see that man run? Come on. He's got this bad to, knees to now. Well, that was. When I moved out to L.A., I moved out in September of 99. So it was still relatively fresh. And I drove a white Ford Bronco, which was fantastic to be driving around the L.A. highways in that. Uh, really good to pick up a girl in a white Ford uh, Bronco back then. Yeah. I, uh, I saw a lot. one on the Internet. It was a white Bronco. And the license plate says, not O.J., which yeah. I thought was fucking <laughs> that's, hilarious. That's good. That's good. I should see. I wasn't smart enough to come up with that. It was yeah, my, my, yeah. As, I would. I, I'm fascinated by O.J. Simpson. I, I would love if, like, if he did an interview now, or if he had his own show. Man, if right. he had his own show, I would watch that shit relentlessly. Well, it's it's what they said. Where we're you know we're getting to this point of what's next. We we you do get so dulled when you can see anything on the internet of the the shock value. Just what you were saying, how the Donkey Kong, whatever, seven years ago was you know enough to get a show off the air, and now. You know, probably like a 16 year old would do it on a YouTube channel and get a million hits. Yeah. And it would go viral so you're right. as you're, the Donkey Kong challenge, right? The it, Donkey right? It'd just challenge. be repeated again and again by or everyone. Or autism. Be... Yeah. <laughs> <Or> autism. <laughs> right. the yeah. They don't even get it. This is actually a, a program to identify the autistic people drinking cum. You know? <laughs> right. We're very literal. Yeah, we're it, uh, very yeah it's amazing. I'm sure. I'm sure it's only going to, as we look back in 40 years, I think that. To figure out what what will entertain us, what what will surprise us or shock us. I mean, you know, the idea that you can you can watch videos of people people's lives ending, yeah, and, and on the internet, and to think and and it is like those beheading videos, those ISIS beheading videos. If you've ever made the mistake of watching one of those, those are things that are so haunting, and yet probably kids, you know, I'm sure like we used to watch Faces of Death. If you remember that movie where 99% of it was fake, but they had one that was like a train crash killing a family or something. And yeah, it was, I remember those things would like scar me. They would, yeah. they would scar me. And now you can, you can look up anything on the internet. I remember when really, bum fights was really edgy. Like, like yeah. we would, we would go and rent bum fights and, uh, and watch the bums fight. And then of course there was uh there was an off shoot of that called the bum hunter, who, which was this guy who would, <laughs> he would dress up like Steve Irwin, do his best Australian accent. Right. And and literally stalk homeless people in back oh alleys. He has, he's got a camera crew with him with lights. It's the dead of night. He's like, all right, there's a big buck over here. Yes, <laughs> yes. All right, everyone stay down, stay down. He could get violent. And he literally attacks a homeless man 
And the guy's like, what are you doing to me? He's like, hold on there, big fella. It's all right. We're not going to hurt you. <laughs> and he zip ties the guy up. Like, duct tapes his hands behind oh his back. Oh, my God. He's like, all right. Committing and the guy's felony on camera. Yes, total felony on camera. And the guy's like, what are you doing to me? Why? Who are you people? He's like, hold on there, big fella. This one's getting rowdy. <laughs> and he, he's like on the guy's back. And he's like, gets oh. out a tape measure. Going to take a few measurements here. He measures the guy's forehead circumference. He's like, oh, 16 inches. All right, all right. Yeah, just going to mark you here now. Calm down, <laughs> calm down. And the guy's struggling. <laughs> He writes like a number on the guy's face with a with a sharpie oh marker. Oh my god! And wow. like and, and there's another guy over there with a with a clipboard. He's like, take this down, take. And he's like taking down the measurements just like you know someone would do that for Steve Irwin when he ever ha he had a big crock. They're like, all right, 17 feet long. Oh Eight. my god! <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, all right, I'm gonna turn you loose now. It's all right. Go back into the wild. It, it, it is. <laughs> it's, it's it's horrible. It's wrong, and it's hilarious. And. <laughs> It's it's hard to admit. Like you you watch it and you're entertained by it. It's it's yeah. uh, I, I sometimes do feel guilty. And you're kind of just yeah. like borderline kidnapping, likely a yeah. combat veteran. This poor yeah. mentally, likely mentally ill combat person who now is going to have nightmares. Like someone zip tied me. Like sure they did. Sure we're <laughs> aliens, right? Never believe him. That's right. the thing. He's gonna go the next day and try to extend, like tell this tale, well, and they'll be like. And that uh, you're, the crocodile hunter right. kidnapped you last night. And you know you Steve Irwin died is. years ago? How dare you disrespect his memory? <laughs> but then you one guy online. will like look over him and see the number and be like, yeah, yeah, 16. Yeah. He got me last week. <laughs> <laughs> and you're number 31, you, so he's amping it up. You know how <laughs> It's amazing how you go online to watch like an Aladdin video or something and you end up watching The Bum Hunter or Behead. Like it just... The YouTube sinkhole that just the, this downward spiral you go on when you're just clicking videos late at night. It's amazing how inevitably it'll, or it'll lead to porn. One of the two. And yeah. like, uh, like the, the gifts of death you'll see like on somewhere like Reddit where it'll be like oh. that's not the name of the forum gifts of death or anything. But you'll see like people dying. You know, some guy gets you know falls yeah. off a bridge and you see him land and it's just a gif of that. And like you'll scroll between like for me like a hockey score, a guy dying. And then, like a cat right. trying to catch a bird, and you don't even slow down anymore. You're just like, right. that wasn't even a good one. He died for nothing. You think about God. it for a second. You're like, God, if I would have seen that when I was like ten, like that would have been pretty, you know, that would have ruined my day. We, we need to address right. that YouTube murder. Well, you check. wonder, you right? You wonder, like the, the the fact that children do have this access to anything, and that no matter how good a parent you are, the fact is, if they have internet. You know, they, they can they can see these things. They're growing up differently for better or worse. I don't know. I don't know what the impact will be. But probably for worse. Yeah, for probably. Worse. Right. You know, they can't they're be. Like, they're like the children in The Walking Dead. They're growing up very different than uh, than than their forefathers well, did. I will tell you, I, for, for me, I know I I spend way too much time on my phone, like social media, how you become a slave to it. And I, and I know like at night. Like when I put it down and, and I can feel, I physically like feel my eyes scrolling. I can feel like that urge to check it. And I'm like, this is, this is so unhealthy for me. And to imagine in your, while your brain is still forming to, to have this constant stimuli, like where you're, you're, you don't have to go out and entertain yourself. You just have it in, in the palm of your hand constantly. You, this thing that can entertain you to no end rather than having to go out and be creative. I, I look at how, it's, I mean, it's a tool, you know, it's how you use it. And if you have discipline, I don't have discipline. So I'm, <laughs> I'm on it way too much, but I, I, I do fear for our, for our next generation. Uh, uh I mean, like, like if, if there ever were a power to... outage, 
No, go ahead. Well, no, I'm saying, like, just sitting here, like, yeah. have, struggling to have internet in a hotel, and I'm like, what the, what is this? How, how am I supposed to, wait, wait, wait I, I should be on Instagram right now. I can't go into live. This is awful. One of the worst like, things that happens is... to me, if, if I'm off it for a while, right, I'm not on Reddit or Facebook or what have you, it's like, huh, four hours has gone by. I bet there's something new, you know? Right? I wonder what happened while I was gone. Well, it was Ari Shafir made such a good point when, uh, I don't know if you remember, he released two specials, and one of them, he 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 mentioned another comic by name who he didn't like, and people were calling for his head, and I talked to him, and uh, I'm like, you know, how did you how did you handle that? Because we all see people who who end up in the barrel on, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of the end of a social media mob, and he's like, you know what I did? I took my phone and I went like this, and I walked away from it for a week, and by the time I came back. Someone else was in the crosshairs and I just moved on. And I thought it's such a good lesson how we feel, how you know, you, you, you feel, oh, my God, someone's yelling at me. And you're like, well, n- now they're not. Now they're not. I'm, I'm only if I'm giving them that that opportunity. And it's it's funny how you you see people get drawn into it. To trolls and and so many trolls, I think, are just looking for attention or whatever, or, you know, and they see a response and you see it like you see these people like Artie Lang or Anthony Cumia, who often will. Some of them love to engage trolls. And you're like, you're only you're only inviting this bad behavior when you do that. Like Uh, you're just making it harder on yourself. Like you call out the girl who had one arm. Damien, oh. yeah, 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 he did. Oh. It, it, but it he was said, brutally fun. Brutal. He, he, he's, was... he's like, I met this chick in L.A. She's, she's got one arm. I knew her when she had two arms. She was, she was just as annoying them. So, <laughs> so, so her annoying to annoyance to arm ratio has skyrocketed. <laughs> also, Jesus. she smells. You know yeah. that fat people smell? Not all of them have it, but some do, and she has it. It was uh, brutal. Now her left side folds are even worse. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I, I love Ari. I think he's he's such a funny and fearless comic, and he's he's great, and he's willing to he's willing to risk consequences. Well, to make and it's fun great of a that he's lady. it's yeah. great that he's finally hey. sober. Yeah. Is he sober now? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, he's, a, he's a drug addict. I'm like, he's yeah, they, they, all those guys. But did you see, like, he, he hijacked the Skank Fest, the announcement of it. Like, Louis J. Gomez had worked and was like, you know, Sunday night at midnight, we'll announce it. And Ari was part of it. So Sunday at, like, 6 p.m., he goes, hey, Skank Fest is coming on these dates and stole the thunder out of it. And, you know, it's probably one of those things where it ended up getting more publicity because people were like, oh, I can't believe Ari did that. Lewis, are you mad? And and it ended up drumming up more publicity. But I thought it was it was just like such a a perfect Ari move. Like, of course, of course, Lewis J. What did you expect? He is hilarious. But I, I, all those guys are. I I, I like it, it's it's funny. My, my comedy is very clean and innocuous. And that's kind of what I who I am and, and what I'm comfortable being on on stage. And I, I always think it's like, you know, the, be authentically who you who you are, who you're comfortable being. But I really enjoy like Shafir or Doug Stanhope or or Jim Norton or or, you know, and I, and I I ferociously fight for for comics like that. It's it's yeah. as someone who makes a living with words. Again, as a comic, I think I, I don't go anywhere near the line. I don't go anywhere close to it. I'm very innocuous. 
but I see the importance of of protecting anyone who makes a living with words and why I, I always think when comics turn on comics or say this topic's off, you know, I'm, I'm like the South Park, either everything's fair game or nothing is fair game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that every single person, who, whether you do a podcast or whether you're an actor, you know, should be defending when comics come under fire for a joke. It's a joke. And, and whether it's the idea of, of, Jim Norton has said this, that you could portray a rapist in a movie, nobody thinks you're actually a rapist. But if you make a joke that is clearly satirical, you're not advocating rape, you're trying to make a joke, people will will take you at your word because it you are this, you, you happen to be a, a character, they don't take it as art. And I just think it's one of these mistakes that when, when people don't fight for that freedom of speech, we all, everyone loses. Podcasts, all, all that expression and and the idea of exchange of ideas suffers from it. So it always, yeah. it, 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 I, I never understand that, why, why people don't support each other, particularly comedians, to say, you know, hey, we, we, we really need to protect this freedom of speech because if we lose it, it's just going to rapidly dwindle. Yeah, yeah, we're big fans of Jim Norton and, uh, and Kumia and, and, uh, and Artie and all those guys. I, Jimmy is so quick. Jimmy oh, is so fuck. That's the it, quickest mind I've ever seen on a, on anything. Like when he's uh, when he's on a, a podcast or a radio show, the it, way he just it's it, he just instantly has the punchline for a con- it, it, to, it, to interject into a conversation. It's hilarious. It's incredible. I still listen to old O and A clips on YouTube yeah. all the time, especially the Patrice ones. Yeah, but me too. And oh. then you know Patrice and uh, and Jimmy bantering and whatnot with Anthony oh there. God. Like it was great. It's such a shame that to, show fell apart. Because of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and in a way, it's, you know, now Jimmy and Sam uh, have their show. And I guess Opie now has his podcast. But I will say, I, I never got to go on uh, O&A uh, and, and see it live. But to sit between Artie and Anthony now. And Artie, who, you know, is sober, I, I hope, or at least doing well. But is still, to, I, I feel like uh, Artie and Anthony now have that same uh, rapport that Artie, uh, Anthony and Jim had, where Kumia, for someone who's never done comedy, I, I, I put Kumia up there with Norton as just a rapid fire mind. And when I sit there between Artie and Anthony firsthand, I think I'm quick, I think I'm funny, and I am. I feel like the slow kid in class, where I'm just, my, my mind can't keep up with how fast, I, I say, Jim Norton, uh, Kumia, Lang, and Jay Moore is the other one who I've seen, I think, who are just the fastest machine gun minds where there's nothing you can throw at them where they can't go back and forth, back and forth. And it was. Artie, I, Artie I was making Anthony Howard funny for years. Artie was over years. there feeding Howard jokes. Like, like sli- you know, they had a system where he could slip them electronically yeah. over to Howard. Like, like he's That's feeding. So and, and, and he was so, he's such he's so smart. And he knew the system there. He knew what they were doing as a show. Yeah. You would hear him almost start to, like, be the funniest one in the room and then right. stop and let Howard be the funniest one in the room. It, it was just really smart guy, which is a know. skill, too, which is a skill, too, to be able to not only have a joke, but to have a joke that someone else can tell. And and you know you guys know like the the timing of it and and I love listening to Jimmy and Ant talk about that out there there is a, you have it can be a half second and if it's too late the joke falls flat because the audience or whoever we've caught up 
But that's the thing is when they're always faster than you and you're listening, you know, particularly as 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 you know, you guys you guys get it when you when you talk about this and you see it and and to see their minds work that fast is it's like a beautiful mind. That that thing of just the how numbers. the Rolodex it is. Yeah. And it's so fun to be around and it makes you it makes you just want to go right, want to go try to be funnier. And you realize it's 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 one of those that's that skill that they've honed over decades of just being the funniest person in the room and having that fastest response. And, you know, I look at my my friends. It's uh, a, a lot of people who who make it, I think, aren't the funniest people. Like in my, my friends uh, go, I, you know, it's it's great. You're a comedian. I mean, you're the 17th funniest one of us. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm just the one who's done it, who's moved out and done it and who's stuck with it. And and you see these people, you know, who who are so gifted, who never who never stick with it or who just quit, who just can't put up with the rejection or the shitty lifestyle or it's interesting you know, to just see have him stability succeed too, though. Right. Like sometimes I feel like yeah. I, I know a comedian that's never really like he's funny, but but he's not getting the attention and the, his star is not shining. And then 12 yeah. years later, you know, for whatever reason, but opportunity. That's hits. it. Let me look yeah. at Louis C.K. Uh, well, until recently, but <laughs> but the guy who was in it for 20 years and, you know, Pootie Tang and all these things that were close but didn't hit. And and now he had uh, Lucky Louis on HBO and it it didn't do well. And then Louis comes out and it just changes. And I, I do think there is that thing of I always tell people that it's the 15 year overnight success. Like mm-hmm. and in a way it's it's better because you look at, you know, look at the first season of Last Comic Standing when Dad Fan won and he'd only been doing stand-up a few years. Yeah. There, there sometimes is an advantage to being 15 years into your career before you get your moment so you are ready for it. Because the, the worst thing I think that can happen is you get your moment, you get the spotlight, and you fumble it. And then people go, okay, that's it. Because you, you, you've made your impression now, and it's hard to come back from that. But if you go in there and you're like, I've been doing this for 15, 20 years, there's nothing you can throw at me that I can't handle. That's the when they then get their chance and blow up. You know, Tiffany Haddish is not new, but she's new to so many people. And you're like, she's she's ready. She's ready for the big time and she's knocking it out of the park. And even someone like uh, Bill Burr, like I've, I've oh, I listened to his podcast God. from now, now and again. And uh, he was talking about like, you know, when he was 38 or something like that, I think he's like 50 now. He was like, you know, I was, you know, I was 38. I was sleeping on a futon, like with a roommate, and at so many nights I'd just be laying there, like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm no longer that up and comer kid. Like I'm gonna be 40 in a couple of years, and still most people don't know who I am outside of Boston or New York. And it's like, just 12 years later, he's arguably the biggest guy out there. And two things pop to mind with that. Uh, one is the Monday Morning Podcast, you know, that he does that I think is phenomenal. And you guys know how hard it is to podcast and for him to do it on his own for an hour every week and to be funny and original. And I think to, to me, that's how he honed his voice. And that's what's made him so good as a standup. And one of the few guys I think who can churn out a special pretty quickly and still have it be good uh, because he's so good. I think at knowing his take from doing that podcasting. The mm. other thing was, if you remember the virus tour when they when Opie and Anthony took those comics to Philadelphia and comic after comic beasts were bombing and he goes out there and for 15 minutes rips on Philadelphia and by the end gets a standing O and that made him a legend in the comedy community. Yeah, that was great. You know, it's, what I really like 
I'm a big fan of Norm MacDonald. I've been listening to his show a good bit. I I, I heard that he's uh, one of the writers now on uh, the Roseanne show Revival. And and I'm definitely going to check that out. I think I'll wait till it's all out so I can like binge watch it. I really prefer to do that. But uh, I'm really interested in that. I I heard Roseanne uh, on the Howard Stern show and she was talking about the writing process and how it works and everything. She mentioned a few of the writers. I was like, oh, wow. Whitney Cummings, I think, is writing on that. Yes, she is. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really interested in that. One of my favorite Norm MacDonald things, um, whenever Artie Lang did Beer League, that, that movie yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day, kind of at the height of his movie career, such that it was, he, um, <laughs> he got a review from his home newspaper that said, Artie Lang has all the charm of a date rapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was really bummed out by that because like all of it's his home newspaper, like yeah. his little hometown. And uh, Norm MacDonald comes to him. He's like, ah, don't be bummed out by that. Date rapists have tons of charm, right? Like, <laughs> they do. They gotta, they gotta get the funny. girl out on the date. They gotta trick her. <laughs> yeah, they gotta trick her. Hilarious. Oh, Norm, nobody has that cadence. That and it's funny because I love listening to Artie tell stories about Norm. Because um, when Dirty Work came out, the, it was the complete converse. You know, the flip. Like, no, that was Norm's movie, and it had one star next to it. And Artie was like, "Think of it." You're a star. You got a star. <laughs> and he's like, you think so? Really? You think so? Uh, and and I just, I, I love, I love when you hear, you know, that these comedy, the, the genuine affection, they met on Dirty Work and Artie was saying they bonded over gambling, just being both degenerate gamblers. <laughs> and, you know, you, you love that idea of these two, these two brilliant, funny minds kind of coming together and. And the stories they tell uh, about each other. I, I love like Norton and Patrice and Burr and Robert Kelly, this this crew. And for me, I, I've got my crew in L.A. And you you love that idea or Sandler, the way that that their success, I think, has really helped all of them rise. Um, and I don't know, there, there is something that that comedy camaraderie, while it can be a cutthroat thing, I think by and large, there still really is this. This notion of you know you're you're in it together, and anyone who who gets on stage, whether you you know you 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 like their material or not, you you, you have to respect them and and uh, and the idea of yeah. I do just love the idea of some right. of the funniest people that they're friends too, and just imagining like to be able to sit in with them, like for me to sit with Schwarzenegger, to to think of you're just hanging out with Artie and Norm, you know, at like the table at the cellar, listening to them bust balls, and that's you know that's what I, the best shows to me are the shows where it feels like it's just friends talking and you'd be friends with them too if you knew them and you're just hanging out and they're having a conversation and you just, you can't talk. But I love shows like that where you feel people are are being honest and and just riffing on stuff and, and sharing stories. That's so great. Like uh, there's a show or there's a channel on YouTube called Video and A. Yeah. And it takes uh, all the things they used to way back in the day discuss as they're watching videos and it syncs it up with the video. Oh and my God. Some You'll of them this. are, are I'm some writing of the it meanest, down. Yeah, video and day. It's one of the meanest. They watched, it must have been in like 2010 or something. They watched this whole documentary of this two headed girl. And, <laughs> oh, and oh, 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 were, I remember. She wanted to be, one of them wanted to be a country singer. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yes, and, and, I remember and, that. Jim Norton, like the other one, could like, be rock and as, roll. As the announcer, like the <laughs> as like the calm female uh, documentary, you know, commentator is, is or right. narrator rather is talking. Like he's coming up with stuff right off the fly. He's like, oh, uh, Jessica and Alex also enjoy baseball. Oh, great! Her team must love that. Oh, two outs at once is up. 
You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, they also enjoy social media. He's like, oh yeah, you can find her on face Facebook. <laughs> God. And like it was it's so on the on the dot right there, and it's so mean, mean. that like you'll watch like ten minutes of it, and I'm like I need to take a little break and like think about the kind of person I am that I'm like well, double the. They would say that they would talk about that uh, uh, that they would do these things in studio, and Anthony would often say like, and then you get out into the sunlight and go, what were we just doing? But the idea of I love that, that that they didn't filter themselves and they would say things that, you know, again, they're horrible, they're inappropriate, they're wrong, but you're thinking them. And it's it's funny. And, and for like you said, just the the cleverness and what what I really loved about the show is when you could hear Jim and Ant um, or, or Artie and Ant or whenever when they're making each other genuinely laugh. And you know, like, they just, they're having the time of their lives. And it's that thing of, God, you just, you feel it. I love laughing along with them. It's, it's yeah, such a thing. Those two with uh, Colin Quinn was my favorite mm. little trio. When, when Colin calls Anthony a back alley Tunisian knife fighter yeah. in that clip, I, I lose it every time. And, it, and when uh, Colin goes, uh, uh, Bobby, you look like a last minute gift at the Beijing airport. <laughs> 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 I, I, I mean, if tough crowd, how perfect would tough crowd be to come back now? Oh, I mean, it, it wouldn't be on comedy. So it would have to be on the internet. It would have to be, you know, a video or something. Yeah, the it's video be cast, but completely uncensored. Just complete degenerates. Just complete degenerates. But that video and a show. You will love that. Like we That's sit and watch that incredible. for hours at a time. Like, oh like, my God. They watch um like Canadian uh, public service announcements. And there was this. They're oh, brutal. You bitch! You spilled coffee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They wait. That's so oh, yeah. good. Oh yeah. He just, he just starts assaulting this woman. He scalds oh. her with coffee. And they're laughing. <laughs> they're, uh, yeah. Because car so will crush it's a bunch. So of funny. Children. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've, I, yeah. I'm such a fanboy with that stuff. <laughs> and it's, I, like every time, like I've been on Artie and Anthony now a few times, and all I end up doing is quoting them to them. Because because half of it is I can't you know I'm still on NBC I can't I can't comment on some of the some of the topics they're making but it's so much fun to be there I just I feel like I'm the fan who won the golden ticket and got to go on there uh, but what again just watching their minds work is is it's next level they're they're incredible a lot of them are old I'm thinking about who the next like generation of young comics well is. I I will say like I, I think Louis J Gomez the Skanks I've been impressed Dave Smith. Um, I love Soder. Bo Burnham. Um, Dan Soder. Uh, Bo Burnham. Those guys, I, I, I think, are great. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You know, they had the advantage, I think, too, of twenty years of 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 that building up the chemistry and the rapport mm -hmm. and the inside jokes and callbacks. And it'll be interesting to see who who stays together or who has some platform where they're together enough uh, to build that rapport. Because I think that's one of the things or where, you know, as a listener, you get the inside jokes, which is so much fun too. I think to know, oh, they're calling back something from five years ago. And for the average person, you know, if they don't know it, it's great. Um, I don't know, Kroll and Mulaney are doing lots of stuff together. Yeah, um, Mulaney, both of his specials have been hilarious. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. I so I don't know, that is that will be cu curious to see who the next generation will be. 
I, I saw uh, um, it was an older comic. I, it might have been Seinfeld, but I'm not sure who was saying it. But they, there was like a group of comics and getting interviewed, and they were saying, you know, like Bo Burnham, you don't have the experience we do. You didn't work your way up through like open mic nights and stuff, so you don't and know anything about hecklers. And he's like, right, right. I came up on YouTube, so I have no concept right, of like right. bad fan interactions. And, and it was a pretty good comeback. I was like, yeah, right. yeah, that he knows. I just yeah. like uh, uh, it takes a lot of talent. I don't play any instruments, but I can't get into like the musical comedy, you know, right. where like it's uh, they have like one premise and they sing a three minute song about it while they right. play guitar or like Dimitri Martin doing like his very impressive, albeit not that funny. Like uh, he can like draw something with ambidextrously with both well, hands at the same time. Yeah, it's it's uh, I I, I think it's I, we no 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 I I I I agree to each their own. But but uh, I think um, it, it it's like when someone does a rant, you know, where they run on and they do they've memorized you know thirty seconds of of words and people clap for the effort, but it wasn't funny. Um, like we all know the tricks, you know, yeah, like, like, like you like, like, go out of you. Like late Carlin, like a right. really late Carlin just became like, like it was just political I, rants where I, when people I was agreed like in, uh, in high school or college. Like I came back and I just watched the first couple like George Carlin specials from like way back. And I was like, this guy's hilarious. These are great. And then like we were on it was on Netflix and I was with my dad and I was like, oh, let's put this on. I haven't seen this one from Carlin. And like the first six minutes was him like talking really fast, making right. like quasi astute observations that weren't actually that smart but you talk fast enough that you get onto the next right. thought before they process what you just said before they kind of realize like this is kind of bloviating nonsense from an old man isn't it like yeah and then like by like the end of that six minutes my dad's like i don't want to watch this and i'm like i don't either like i feel like it's, i'm being judged yeah like I, oh i'm I, sorry I, I use plastic water bottles old man yeah <laughs> it's but. it's tough i think it's tough you know that was the thing what steve martin said the the hardest part was when people would just laugh at anything you said because you're like, how do I know if this is really funny? And I think, you know, you see that too when, and, and it's also hard when you are like, I don't know how Kevin Hart is, is still doing what, because between movies and touring, like when are you writing? When are you testing the material? And yet, you know, I think Kevin's done a pretty good job because he's just a machine as a worker. But I think it's it's that's why everyone, you know, the first special is going to be the funniest, I think, because that material they've done probably for 10 or 15 years. And then the next special is like three years later. And they probably worked on it a year and a half. But then when they start doing specials yearly and they're touring, you know, in the meantime, making a ton of money, you just don't have as much time to develop the material. And I think that it, it gets hard to to do that because you're like, well, I'm, I'm going to go to, you know, the Chuckle Hut in Peoria and do these shows and not let anyone tape it and just bomb and work on materially new premises. It's, it's hard to, to, I think, spend that time. So I think, you know, as a comic, I think you become a victim of your own success. Like it, you, it's hard to go out and develop that new material and spend as much time getting it as polished. So that's, yeah. I, you know, it'd be a high class problem to have. Just retell your own happen. stories. Oh right. yeah. <laughs> they won't know. Right? That, that is my whole, uh, you know, new special every year thing. Like, you can even tell that really sink in the quality of, like, comedians I really think are genuinely funny, like Bill Burr yeah. and uh, Louis C.K. Like, like uh, Burr's last couple aren't as good as his first couple, and it probably yeah. is because of what you said, where it's like he had, you know, 10 years for that first one. Then he had yeah. five years for that second one, and then you start going, oh, i got to make one of these every year? Okay, well, I guess I can come up with material for, like, you know, I guess eight months and then really try to whittle that down to – 
to my hour set, and it's like it's still funny, but you just compare that to their previous work, and, and you're like, and you know it, and you know it, time. you know, as as a comedian, you know it. You see your joke, and two weeks, you could watch material from two weeks ago and be, ugh, that's awful. How did I ever think that was funny? Because you've refined it. You've you've figured out the timing, the pauses, the punchline, the words, whatever. You figure the callbacks and. I'm, I'm buddies with Dwayne Perkins and he taped a special and he said the next the, it was he was so bummed because the day after he taped it, he was doing a set and he's like, I figured out the perfect punchline, but I didn't record it. And and I think uh, it's it's hard because a lot of people don't understand how the, the material is like a living, breathing thing. It's never done. Your material's never perfect. It's just at some point you tape it and put it out there and then it dies. But you're always it can always get better and funnier and you can figure out new ways to do it or a slightly funnier twist on it, but it takes time. And that's mm -hmm. the one thing, you know, when you, the more successful you get, I think that's the commodity you, you have the least of. I wonder how often they regret making their, their jokes and their sets. Like I know Chris Rock has a bunch that he doesn't like anymore that he wishes he never right. did. There's, um, uh, I don't even know how to say it. You can't quote Chris Rock. It isn't right. Really, but he's like, you know, you know, yeah, Taylor who, left. He doesn't want to be whatever's coming. But it, I, I know one routine in particular was the whole, like, you know, like there's black people and then there's niggas. And, you know, who really right. hates niggas is black people is whatever. I'm, I, I think I was pretty careful. Anyway, uh, a lot of people use that as their as like legitimizing their own racism. And he's right. like, I, I, he just wishes he had never done that bit. And I, I wonder how often that happens. I, you know. Right. Well, it's what's so hard is. I, I think we're seeing it magnified, too, is is how quickly social mores and what's acceptable changes. And I think that's really accelerated as we look at Twitter and things and you see terms that used to be acceptable are no longer acceptable. And I I uh, I'm watching Owen Benjamin, um, who, you know, I knew out in L.A. quite a bit and who ended up losing his agent over talking about transgender children and is really now made at this point of. He, he's a guy who the one thing he is, is he's a student and he'll go back and, you know, he'll talk about the word, uh, the, the F word that homosexuals don't like and and talk about like the origins of it means a burden. And, you know, you you look at how people play these semantic games and and that's why it, it is interesting as a comedian who you make your living with words when people will change the meaning or what words are acceptable and you've got material from 10 years ago and as people who put things out there on a podcast or on Twitter or on social media, now there's this record and what was acceptable at the time may not be acceptable in today's current day, but people won't give it that context of keep in mind, this joke was made 10 years ago. And at the time when Chris Rock said it, that was groundbreaking. That was funny. And now, you know, it's changed, the and, but you don't so get to tricky, go back and change it. Right. Cause just, yeah. it was an hour ago. We were talking about how, things that would have gotten banned off television would be right. commonplace now. And here we are saying, oh, my God, you know, you drop the F word that homosexuals dislike so much, and suddenly it's, uh, it's a terrible thing. We can say it. Thing. We don't work for NBC. Right. I mean, and that's, 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 what's, that's what's interesting is, is the idea of, again, that's why I say, well, Changing you know, landscape. when you make a living with words, it's scary when words... The, the meaning can change or what's acceptable can change. And, and that's why that, that people don't fight more ferociously, fight back on that, particularly people in this community 
that always shocks me because I, I get the intention of protecting people and wanting to respect people's feelings, but I also get the importance of being able to communicate and have dialogue and use words and to sometimes stumble through and to say my, my intention is good. I might've made a mistake or I, you know, it, Br- Owen Benjamin might've went a little bit too far. Uh, cause he, I don't know if you know, he got permanently uh, banned from Twitter, uh, today or yesterday at some point oh did he uh, really yeah yeah he was tweeting uh the parkland kid uh hog david hog and yeah. talking about like you don't even have pubes yet like what are you doing telling us right. what to do like and it was like maybe tweeting about like a minor's pubes isn't <laughs> isn't like isn't it's, isn't the best idea if you want to stay on twitter you well know, i kind of i, I kind of feel now. like owen is now on a crusade um to almost prove a point and, and be this martyr of guys, do you see, do you see what's happening and, and right or wrong? I mean, look, he's there, there's a guy who is, who has gone all in on it. I mean, the guy left LA, he's now self-funded and, you know, you want to get to that kind of point, you know, the ideal place would be to be someone like Joe Rogan or something where you've got your own podcast and it is so popular and you have your fan base that you're not beholden to anyone. There's no one who can take anything away from you because you've created it and you have this audience. Um, and so you can have that discussion. And And Joe's a guy, I think, who who is much more reasonable and actually was trying to talk Owen down from some of his Twitter rants. But yeah. I, got, I got Owen's point of if we do that, then we're allowing them to win. If they're dictating the terms of how these conversations happen, we've already lost. And so I think, you know, again, I, I think he kind of is knowingly doing this, provoking Twitter to make a point. It's, it's unfortunate because I think it's it's costing him. And this is a guy who now has two kids, but he's committed to that. So, you know, I have respect for his intentions, whether I agree with his methods or not. And the idea of what him proving this point on? of I, I, so you mentioned that he's on a crusade. But is it I, that he's I think it's this idea of values or no, it's speech? not conservative values. It's funny. I think it really is free speech. Mm. I, I don't think it's a value driven proposition for me. I think it's the idea of of well, I, I think it's the values of of people dictating values through speech and and someone who who, uh, you know, sees that that you can dictate things just by de- defining what terms are allowable. Jordan Peterson and, took up that cause too. Yeah, and and Peterson I think it's it's interesting as 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 you know, you look at that as a professor and a comedian kind of coming to this same conclusion of if you tell me what words I can or cannot mm-hmm. use um your you know or or the idea that you could be put in jail for using a pronoun or, or a wrong term. I, I, I don't like the idea of, of, you know, you convince people through conversation. I don't think you change anyone's mind by saying, if you say this term, you'll go to jail. I don't think that changes someone's thought. You might change their behavior, but I don't think you change their thought. I think you change people's thoughts by having a discussion and saying, how are, why do you think this? Let me tell you why I think this. Let's go back and forth and see if we can understand where that, where this chasm is. And I, I, I uh, you know, while I may not in, like the methods or going after David Hogg, I, I, I think, I think, 
my my take on it again i'm not in no one's mind i'm not um I, I i don't know but but i but i got the sense that having listened to some of his podcasts and and actually having had a chance to talk to him but sometimes that this was a guy who just says you got we we really need to fight for this idea that we can communicate openly and and talk about these things again the fact that we're sitting here and censoring i'm i'm clearly censoring myself because i'm afraid of losing my job and you know there's certain yeah. things i get but the idea of four people having a conversation and trying you know at some point you're entertaining but at some point you're also stumbling through saying well how would i discuss some of these topics and and um you know that you wouldn't be given that the benefit of context or the benefit of a mistake i have my, my friend pj walsh who's a comedian you know said we used to be we used to learn from our mistakes now we're defined by them and i thought that was a really good point of it used to be you could make a mistake and you say and say oh I, I was wrong i'm learning from that and now instead you're crucified and your career could be over and you're an example and everyone makes it and if, if you put a mic in front of anyone long you're enough, going to we'll say something oh, yeah. you're Milo going, who, did it who with was the it just on pedo thing and um, right Someone else did it just recently too. I had just on Good Morning America. A woman said "colored people" instead of "people of color," and she had to <laughs> apologize bitch. for being racist. Right? Yeah. And you're like, well, wait a dumb a whore. And, and I loved it. Someone wrote, "It's the same." I mean, grammatically speaking, it's the same, but one is acceptable and one is considered outdated. Yeah, I'm going to take this and, to the NAAPOC. Right. Right. Where did Negro go out of vogue? <laughs> Right. And they talk about that. You know, it, it, it went from black to Negro to color to Afro-American to African-American to people of color black, briefly. and back to black. But it but it's Wait, but it's interesting. It's not to black say, anymore. No, you, black is fine. Oh, thank you. Right. It's always you, been my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. The idea of, you, of if you if you if you get it wrong or 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 if you're not if you're not on someone else's time schedule. You're done, and that's uh, that's that's the scary proposition. Like like uh, Bruce, or if or someone like, just doesn't like you, and they can kind of twist something you said into being perceived people by won't others. Take, as people bad. won't so take context. Just checking. Power and victimhood I'm now. okay with yellow, thinking. right? <laughs> uh, you're not going to get any complaints from it. All right, because it just seems so parallel to black and white. Yellow and brown should work. A brown's fine. Brown's okay. Hmm. Yellow is frowned upon. <laughs> well, these right. rules don't make any sense at all. Yeah, you go it, back to Oriental, well, like you. Did. Well, that's what it is. These rules, these Oriental rules, America. these rules that change, and that now have serious consequences. If yellow is no good, I'll just stick with Charlie. That's what we used in the forties. <laughs> <laughs> right there, it is. There it is, and that's the one that that they just take that soundbite and they won't give it any context, right? Um, so that's yeah. you know that is one of those things I, though. Yeah. Why I I think um, you know again like you might not like Owen or like his points, but the idea of, and I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the tweets. No, that, that I think, got uh, banned, but. I think uh, his whole, you know, escapade. I haven't, I've only started, I only followed him recently on his Twitter because he tweeted fucking ridiculous over yeah. the top shit. And every day I'd be surprised when I'm like, I can't believe he's not banned yet. I can't believe he's still here. Let's see what he says yeah. today. And, and, he, right. and he was like, he had like 60,000 tweets or something when it's like, I, that's that's unreal. Like, when are you putting it down? Like, are you just going, 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 going all day? And it, he often did. But I'm totally behind his his free speech thing of like not yeah. allowing others to dictate how you're able to speak and like get you fired and whatnot. But he almost got like so into his uh, kind of uh, not vendetta because he's not trying to get back right. on his cause. I guess he got so into that 
that like it became apparent that he just started saying ridiculous shit right. for the sake of it when it's like no like you need to different and then you you know you kind of hide behind the umbrella of oh, I'm just being politically incorrect it's like well no right uh, uh, tweeting ten times a day that uh, a nigger stole your bike right. that's not really politically incorrect you're just kind of being shitty like saying illegal immigrants are an enormous burden on our taxpayers that's politically incorrect. You're not right. supposed to say that kind of shit. Like at some point there is a line you cross where like it still shouldn't ruin your life or anything. But like right. it's like, dude, you're just saying things for the purpose of being incendiary so that it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you know eventually they'll ban you and when they do, you can hang your hat on. Ah, I was a free speech warrior. Right. Not just a guy intentionally quasi breaking the terms of service on Twitter. Right. You know? Right. Right. But, but anyway, he's a you know, I, I haven't watched any of his stand up. Really, but his Twitter account was an entertaining one to follow for the the two <laughs> yeah. months I followed him while it was well, up because it was just bananas. You know, I think Ari got banned off of uh, Twitter forever. Uh, what I want to say, I want to say Ari Lang. No, Ari Shafir. Oh, um, I, I want to say one of his friends. Oh no, it was with Burt Kreischer. It was Burt Kreischer. He threatened to murder his family. Yeah, that's for, what it was. Like <laughs> yeah. ruining oh. his vinyl record. Like you yeah. know, a clear joke to a friend. But 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 again, you know, I get where, you know, I, I get Twitter's predicament of trying to of, of trying to make it a reasonable place. But again, when you start drawing these lines of what is moral when a company is doing it, as opposed to, you know, the government or lawyers or, or you know, the free when you talk about hate speech, well, what is hateful you know, and yeah. what qualifies is that and the idea of a company doing it? I, I mean, I get it's their service. They get to determine it. But but I also get where, you know, this point of I don't like the idea of of this medium that we presume to be this open exchange of ideas really isn't. I mean, it's it is that thing of, uh, you know, shame on us, I guess, for thinking it is because it is a company that's trying to earn money. So I can understand why they police it. But but the it's a, it's a moving target. It's a yeah. moving target as to what's acceptable. Yeah, he said he was, I think he said he was going to like home invade his family and murder them all. Yeah, um, and it was it was literally because the guy had Kreischer his record. Was, it was Bert. It, it's Bert yeah. Kreischer who's like been his friend for twenty years. That's what he told him at Twitter. He, he, yeah. He's like, look, first of all, this guy's my friend, and second of all, he has my record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be justified. <laughs> yeah. It it it's I, I, again, you know, yeah. It, it is I, hard to differentiate. You're right. Like, what is. I, yeah, and I just I, I I I get Twitter's position, and again, I'm not you know I'm not endorsing actually what they're saying, but I just believe this thing of I much prefer the idea of of allowing us to be adults, and if you don't like something, you unfollow someone or you block them, and that's how you do it. Let 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 us handle it rather than you being this paternalistic figure who's going to determine. What is hate speech or what is offensive and and yeah, and taking like you they off? Don't, of it. that's, it's that's like the ideal. It's like they think that their corner of the internet exists isolated from that other corner of the internet that we were just discussing. Like we're if you're on the internet, like like you're already numb to this shit, right? Like we were just talking about watching donkeys if come on well, ladies. Company, you I have mean, a really Reddit, tough right? spot because the, the companies don't want these places to be so toxic. They don't want them to be platforms for bullying, not because they have an agenda, but because that's bad for their platform, right? Right. If, if this is a place that I find really unpleasant every time I go there because it's a toxic wasteland, then that Twitter will become less popular and some new one will pop up. But, but I think I think a toxic waste. I think what Matt was saying is like. Ideally, it wouldn't have to be that toxic wasteland because if I go into a corner of Twitter that I really dislike, 
I can go, oh, I don't like this. Nobody's making me keep my eyes on this screen. I'll block that account that's being yeah, mean. Or I'll I go I'll go look at a different website. Or I'll just go back to my timeline. Like, I don't have to follow but these when, people. But when you It'll block never someone for that kind of behavior, it nips a hundred other people in the bud from doing that same kind of behavior. They know that there are rules. Twitch puts out terms of service and says, you're not allowed to do this, this, and that. One guy gets banned. Everyone else takes notice and make sure not to do that thing that ruined them. Well, no, no, not a ban. I mean a block. Like me, my account personally. Like I see another account that I dislike. I, I know and what I go, you're oh, saying. Yeah. I, I'm advocating Twitter's position, which is, you know, like, look, every so often we have to, you know, kill a hostage so that the rest of them stay in line. You know, th that's where they are. And if we don't, then it goes wild. YouTube tried to do it a while ago. YouTube has a problem with their comments, right? Any creator knows that the comments right. they get are going to be god-awful. Yeah. So some light on for a while, they tried to make it so that you had to use your real name. Because on Facebook, it's a level of civility higher. Because people use their real names yeah. a little bit. But people use their real names as like intelligent discourse sometimes on, on Facebook. Because you have to stand behind that. But on YouTube... You know, people are just blasting out racial epithets and such. So they tried to make people use their real names. It didn't stick. Everyone re rebelled and, and it didn't stick. But I can see why these platforms try to keep things at least somewhat kind of civil. Because if you don't, it'll kill them. Well, but a lot but of people I... also use it because of the lack of civility in some areas. Right. Like they like the trolly, shitty uh, or, people being mean to each other like there's whole communities on YouTube like whole co creators who just kind of feed off of that they'll they'll you know poach drama or they'll uh, kind of facilitate a, a tiff between two other YouTubers and you know like a lot of people like that kind of shit as well like I, I think that's a not negligible group of people but I, I just think know, it's, it's, right, it's hard it's 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 hard to be that company and to say well we all agree that that you shouldn't say this yeah okay that, that sounds right you shouldn't bully someone but but you see that I, I think what happens is, you know, well, what constitutes bullying and these things of, well, Burt Kreischer, you know, or Ari Shafir made a death threat. Well, that was a joke. But it, I can see how if you didn't know, you think it is. Again, it's context, I think, that that is lost in nuance. And the idea of, again, I would much, you know, I, I understand a company's position and why they would do it. But I think that I'm just looking at it from a point of view of. The, the exchange of ideas, good, bad, and different, whether they're expressed mm. crudely or the way I want them to be, I, I don't like the idea of those being dictated or the idea of the shadow ban or the idea of, you know, someone yeah. who you want to follow. I, I, I really am, you know, I, while I sympathize with the company's position and understand what they're doing and financially why they would do that, because they don't want, you know, like David Hogg, he, he, Laura Ingram may not have a show because... You know, he felt she bullied him. And, you know, you you see this she happening did. and she kind of did. But yeah. he bullied people, too. I mean, right. He'd, he'd done the same thing in mm. calling out people or calling Republicans murderers or calling the NRA a terrorist organization. And you'd say, well, you were using hyperbolic terms as well. Well, I, I think and, what she did, if people didn't follow the story, I guess he applied to four colleges. And in spite of his very good grades, he was like a 4.0 or better than that weighted. He didn't get into those schools. And, you know, she posted his grades in the schools and she mocked him for it. And it looks right. like he didn't get accepted into any schools. They were all, he didn't have like well, a safety he, uh, school. Oh, am I wrong? The one was, uh, no, no, it was, uh, he did have good grades, but the uh, the school that he got rejected from, 
like it was very uncommon for someone with his grades to get in. Like they were very like it was like UCLA. Like tens of thousands of people get turned down from UCLA every sure. year who have better grades than him. But yeah, yeah, you can say that both of those things aren't ideal. Like I'd prefer that Dana Lash or not Dana Lash, uh, whatever Laura the fuck Ingram. her name is, Laura, uh, Laura Ingram. Yeah, I, I prefer she wasn't doing that. That doesn't reflect very she well made a on misstep her. There. But it is, you know, totally one-sided in a lot of areas where you know a lot of people can be like, oh, the NRA has blood on their hands. They're a terrorist organization. Lawful right. gun owners need to, you know, turn in their shit. We're not trying to come for your Second Amendment. We just want to make it impossible to, you know, get bullets like that kind of shit. And what's God, interesting about like the last- Parkland thing is most of the people like who are sort of not most, but some of the people leading it are kids, right? So. Attacking the messenger becomes politically incorrect. You know, you'll have to attack the points. But people want to attack the messenger, and they're kind of bulletproof to that. You know, Lauren yeah, Ingram may lose a, her show because <laughs> she attacks it's the so, words. It's so, yeah. it's so structured. Yeah, bulletproof. I like that. Like it's it's so intentionally structured to use the kids as a shield that that's what it turns a lot of people off to it. Is that these are right. the future? We need to listen to their nuanced perspectives on gun violence, like fuck the NRA, fucking murderers, you know that kind mm-hmm. of st- nuanced discussion. <laughs> and then as right. soon as someone goes, hey, that the, even the policy prescriptions you're proposing wouldn't do anything to have prevented that attack. How about you know all the law enforcement agencies that totally didn't follow procedure and that was the real cause? Oh, now you're bullying. Now you're bullying. No, 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 no. Wait, hold on. That is a proper discussion that you're allowed to say. I'm I'm saying I agree with you. It is. I'm saying that there are tons. Well, yes, there are. Okay, there are people doing that. A lot. What people are getting in trouble for, though, is photoshopping pictures of them ripping up the Constitution or or say or you know attacking his position on clear backpacks or or whatever it is. They tried to rewrite history. I guess um the girl with the shaved head had tutored this guy and, and tried Emma to Gonzalez. Yeah. And, um, she had like tutored him. He was having trouble in some class and she was helpful towards him. She was in some group that tutored people who didn't do as well as her. And, and then afterwards she was like, I can't believe that, you know, like I was put in the position to be next to someone with all these mental health issues. And they rewrote history to be like, she constantly bullied him. And it was lying and attacking the messenger. That's not going well because they are kids that's off limits in a way that it wasn't See, and, before. And, and I, I like watching it play out. There, there is a, you know, there is genuine bullying. Like when you see a, a shitty Photoshop of a hog or whatever, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, you shouldn't be doing that to kids. At the end of the day, they are kids, but it's <laughs> annoying when valid criticisms of their ridiculous policy prescriptions or, you know, Oh, we need to do this, that, or the other thing. And you say, uh, no, you're a kid. You don't know what you're talking about. Here are the reasons why it doesn't work. It's it's not just the photoshops that people are claiming bullying. Like people are like, oh, now you're you're being rude to this kid. Like, don't you know he's a child? And it's like, God, it is so fucking convenient how these these kids transform from policy experts to you know defenseless children on a second, depending on what's convenient at the moment. Right. That's, 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 those kids a lot are, of people. So I'm on those the same side as you with regards to the, one moment, please. With regards to the um, Second Amendment stuff, I just like watching the the gamesmanship of it play out like oh here we have these guys who you're not allowed to attack you have to listen to their positions meanwhile they are allowed to attack they're allowed to say boy you know sponsors should boycott this one for them the gloves are off but to hit back you have to attack the positions that they're espousing and uh i enjoy the theater of it all love it those kids are being i don't think it's very good yeah those kids are being used as liberal mouthpieces you know it if you look at who's bussing those those kids in for these protests, if you look at who's funding the whole thing, you, you'll see that they're being manipulated just like anyone else would be manipulated uh, because they're effective, because it's effective to use them yeah. 
to to push someone else's agenda entirely. What am I? And, and I mean, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. One of my favorite parts about all of this is that these kids were involved in uh, mock trial and speech and debate. And it's the reason that they do so well on a mic. If you take a lot of 17-year-olds and put them on a right. mic, they sound like idiots. But these are practiced speakers. And, uh, you know, for, you can hate their position if you want. I don't like their position. But I do admire that you can put them on Bill Maher's show and they don't sound bad. You can yeah, put them on do. CNN. Like, or... They only sound okay because there's no pushback. Like uh, Emma Gonzalez, the one with the shaved head, is much, much better at it. Like, of all of them, she is the best at presenting herself, I think. Like, of all the, the pro-gun control ones. David Hogg, that guy, the only reason that he's not, you know, critiqued more is because he's a kid. Like, he'll go on Brian Stelter or Jake Tapper's show and sit there and say, with a straight face, the NRA are a terrorist organization. They have right. blood on their hands. I can't look at Marco Rubio without thinking about looking down the barrel of a gun, you know, with blood on it. And then Jake Tapper or Brian Stelter won't go like, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't say that. Like, here are the reasons why. They'll sit there and like have a musing face of like, huh, what an interesting perspective from a child. <laughs> it's like, no, you well, piece of shit. David you know Hogg exactly what you're doing. You know exactly they, what you're doing. Kyle, like, you, you, you talk head. Yeah, Kyle Kashev. Kyle Kashev, who, yeah, who, like who is pro-Second Amendment. They don't, they don't present his position on the mainstream media as much, which I think is revealing to the to the agenda. And I, I, I do think it's interesting to, to imagine what it's going to be like for these kids as the spotlight fades and they return to life and they have to deal. The, the fact of dealing with this unbelievable tragedy and that they're now getting so politically active, I, I can't imagine <clears throat> to be so high profile in after such a traumatic event and to wonder what are the lasting consequences going to be for these kids? Are they all going to remain, you know, high profile advocates or will they try to go back? And because now whatever they do in life, whatever mistakes they make in college or whatever lessons or you know missteps they might make will be amplified and dragged out. And I think that that's really hard for these kids to have been placed in this position. And, you know, I certainly can understand I, why they're so passionate about it. But the idea yeah. of being so prominent and, and we see how the news cycle they're is like that they're child stars. And to think of what's going to happen when the next tragedy as inevitably strikes and people move on. And these kids now have to go back to their lives. There is no and news story on the next the tragedy because it was a woman. It was only a pistol. Right. Um, it, it, she, was, she wasn't uh, white. I, yeah. Yes. I don't even know Iranian. what white is anymore. Iranians, I think, right. are white, but I'm very confused by the whole thing. And uh, uh, yeah, so this is a two-day story. <laughs> you know, we'll, yeah, we'll we prefer on. Caucasian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the term I want. Yeah. I prefer uh, Caucasian. Did you, uh, have you seen any of the videos or like video clips of the kind of YouTube videos that lady was making? Just not I saw the American Idol. They, they are insane. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it is so, so much weird. Can you, can you find a couple of those or some good ones? Chiz? Can you lay some is, out for people? Like it, she was uh PETA. She was uh, apparently vegan. Yeah. It's like not good enough. She for was her PETA, or something. vegan, right. uh, like pretty, pretty, uh, pretty into her YouTube channel, which only had like 5,000 subscribers. Uh, thought that YouTube uh, was throttling her ability to reach new people, and that's yeah. what got her partially really upset. I'm sure uh, they say like, "Oh, that's the whole reason she was mad," and it's like, "God, there's got to be more than that." Like that seems like right. But like, no, that seems justified to, to, to me. To, to sub yeah. boxes. <laughs> we, <laughs> know, like, we know plenty of people. 
who have who have wanted to do similar things because of demonetization <laughs> or not getting put into their sub boxes and stuff like that. Those people at the YouTube headquarters are just lucky. I haven't popped a couple of caps. To them. <laughs> they're, uh, they're lucky Wings Redemption is censored. This video just got, just um, got banned. It, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that whole thing, and I she was a she was into pita, right? Like she yeah, was into pita, like, um, and she was a vegan. I meant to say vet, uh, vegetarian. You know, it's interesting that that someone who's such a massive animal rights activist would would go and gun down human beings. You know, well, so, people, so they cats. say that though. Like, I would step over a dying human to feed a hungry cat. Like, yeah. I've heard a lot of PETA people say that. Where yeah, they're, fuck they're those like, animals are like, like, it's, like I, there are some animals where I'm like, you know, I think I might like that animal more than some people. Like, I, I right. know people that I prefer that whale to. Mm. Like, if, if, if I'm, if I have a God button over here and I'm like, save all the whales <laughs> or let this person die, eh, well, right. I don't die. I think it's OJ. How much sure. do we need whales? I mean, you get rid of them. <laughs> I, you know, but but like a cat, I mean, I would exterminate all the cats that exist <laughs> to save See, one. there it is. I would yeah, exterminate all the cats. Yeah. The Hitler of cats. The of thing kittens. is, Kyle, if the positions were reversed, cats would exterminate all the people. They, they would eat us all. They would eat, like, if, if you die and you're, here's how, here's how you tell if an animal's good or, or, or deserves saving or, or being kept alive. If you die in your apartment with this animal as a pet, what happens next? A yeah. dog does it eat you there and cry. Maybe right. even try to die. You hear the stories all the time with the dog dials 911. They fascinate me because I want to know if that's legit because you hear it so much. And Were it you looking for your dog? Tim? I was. Yeah. He's going to perform CPR. He's probably calling cat, YouTube to get you banned. A cat, will chew, a cat will eat your lips off six hours after missing its feeding time. There will right? still be food in the fucking bowl. And the cat will be like, oh, there's right. meat. And it'll start eating. Cats are the I, worst. There was I a guy. Kyle, I would kill every cat to save any human on Earth. Any yeah. human on Earth, even the ones I don't like. Um, there, yeah. there was a guy who kept monitor lizards as as pets, and I want to say he had like five monitor lizards. And I, I don't know anything about monitor lizards, but apparently they're very large, like iguana type creatures, like sort of like a small Komodo dragon. Even they, they, I think they're like I think they get like three, maybe four feet long. They're big. He died in his apartment. They consumed him. Oh they ate God. him almost completely up. They like disemboweled him, ate his entire like torso up, ate his face off. The, the Jeffrey night. Dahmer of pets. Yes. Yeah. Rep yes. Reptiles are not your friend. No. They literally don't have the capacity no. in their brain to be your friend. It's not like, oh, he's smiling at me. He no, you're the bringer of food, and he's a reptile. Right. Like it, they're they're too dumb to be your friend. I. I and they smell like shit. You can always walk into someone's house and tell if they're a lizard, lizard or a or a bird person. Cat and people, because, cat people, even yeah. if if they don't change that litter box, like like they're changing the diaper on a beloved old one, like like, like old old family member or something like that. Like I my my ex girlfriend had a friend with with a cat. She just had one. Every time you went into this chick's apartment, it was just cat piss, cat shit, stink. Oh. And, I, and, and every I was, one of you out there, you guys, I, every one of you with cats, you're sitting there going, my house doesn't smell like ammonia, like yeah. cat pee, like cat shit. No, you've gotten used to it. it you've smells. gotten, you can't every smell it anymore. Every one of you and cat it's... owners, your house smells like that. People yes. walk in and it takes them about four minutes before the fecal matter and cat piss, you know, becomes less noticeable. Like, it's, it's not good. Just get a dog. Just get a dog. Just get a dog. Get a dog. A dog will lose a people. couple pounds before he starts eating your nose. I think Chiz is just getting eaten by his dog. He's gone. 
cat people are the oh, worst. Buddy, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like if I'm if I'm prejudiced against any group of people, it's it's not a specific race or or religious or ethnic background. It's cat people. It's cat See, people. Pretty, pretty cat soon, that will get you banned on YouTube. I, I don't think that's a protected group just yet. So. <laughs> just yet. You never know. Fuck all those. Well, it's only a matter of time, Kyle, until they <laughs> add that to the protected list. <laughs> the globalists. They're, They're coming. Well, dog Alex on. Jones. It's a false flag operation for the cats. You see, it goes back to, if you look at the, the Egyptians, they raised the cat upon high. And if you look on the dollar bill, you'll see a pyramid with a great eye on top. That is the eye of the cat looking down upon you. It, it'll be it'll be so weird to find out what of the conspiracy theories are true at some point. You know, which ones... Uh, if any, uh, like if chemtrails is... came out and like right. that was a real thing, right. because that's, like chemtrails are one of the ones that like I feel like only a even like a fringe of the fringe thinks right. that the government's like spraying chemicals on you. But like imagine if something like that came out as true, like right. people would have to really go back and like start watching some Alex Jones streams and be like, what the fuck else is he right about? Well, is I Hillary mean, Clinton crazy. really a goddamn demon? Think about like, North Korea, how, how controlled it is and the government propaganda that a place like that exists as, as, as our communication is expanding and the ability to check up on the government or to verify these details. And yet in North Korea, you know, there are places in the world that don't have these freedoms. It's amazing. Or the guy in, uh, who was it, Count Dankula, the guy who taught his dog yeah, to do the, and he got jailed. And you're thinking, oh my God, this was like a joke and someone's going to jail over this joke and, yeah. and that's you know again we, we like I, I get the intention a, but that's scary we talked about that for a second uh either on our pkn our pre-show or this last week where that count dankula guy uh the most offensive thing about him is how ridiculous that internet name is count dankula right but like it's just silly but like the only the joke only works of a of a sig heiling pug if you know that nazis are bad right you know like if you teach a dog to wave, it's just cute because there's right. no association between waving the, and the genocide. The dog is yeah. not evil. It's the joke of to right, get the, the joke to work. You have to dislike Nazis. Right. Like it, it. Oh, that was so silly. I hope that guy doesn't actually. Or no, he's going to be sentenced. Like he, he was yeah. found guilty of of what animal? He's abuse? found guilty. <laughs> no, no. I think it was the uh, uh, like, like hate crime or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, everyone talks about the uh, the saluting of the dog, but the dog he trained the dog to do a, a, another thing. He would say, "Gas the Jews!" At, every time he was going to take the dog out, and right. the dog would get all happy, like, "Oh, oh, oh yeah." Is yeah, that true? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the 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 word he said, like, "You want to go for a walk?" You know, you ask your dog if he wants to go for a walk, or you want to go outside, or whatever. And the dog gets really happy because he's go he knows that's outside word. He he used. Gas the Jews? You want to gas the Jews? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get him. Let's get him, boss. Come on. There's get a chance this guy yeah. actually was like impure of heart, right? Like, uh, what if he was? What if he was an actual card-carrying Nazi? I, I'm, I'm getting He's some clues. Still... He might be. No, it's it's like Norm. It's like Norm said. Eh, Hitler. Hitler's dog really loved Hitler. Like he. Just, <laughs> like, this guy's nice. But Hitler, I love him. <laughs> Again, like the idea of, you know, what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to analyze his thoughts and context. And it's the idea of either, again, you know, so if it's a joke, is it okay? Or if it turns out he's Jewish and he's making a joke because he's Jewish, is it okay? 
it, or, that's how it or, works for or black people. Is it a skinhead? That's what I love about Sasha Baron Cohen when he's when he was doing the Borat character, who's incredibly anti-Semitic, right? Like like he would do those interviews with uh with like some Israeli newspaper, and like halfway through he would he would be like, "What? Why you wear this hat?" Right. And he's like, "This is my yarmulke. Why you wear it?" Because I, I, I'm Jewish. Oh, I see. You make it to uh, to make a joke uh, and laugh at the Jew. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm actually a Jew. And 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 like, he talks to his fake translator, fat guy, and then he gets, gets like really serious and right. We we have to go. Uh, good goodbye. Uh, good. He's like, what? what? What what the hell is going on here? <laughs> it was great. I love that shit. It's hilarious. Right. And there's nothing anti-Semitic about it. But unfortunately, you can only make those jokes if you are actually part of the group that's being sort of mocked or or. But, or but made you have a joke to know up. that they're part of the group, right? And that's the thing. Like, if you don't know, I'm a quarter Jewish. Can I make that joke? No, not. I don't know. I, How I much? don't know. I mean, my name's Jewish. Eisman. That that's but, why but I want to do that as a I'm not Jewish. That's but, why I right. feel like every comic should get one of those DNA profiles. But that's and like... what's crazy is, is the idea of, oh, you literally now, it's almost like you have to, you know, it, it, this goes back to the like the three-fifths rule. Or, you know, if you have one-eighth black blood, you have to prove this, then you are considered African-American or, you know, inappropriate, whatever. And the idea of now we're, we're going back to this. We're going back to, no, I can make this joke. Elizabeth Warren refusing to take the DNA test with, you know, you is know it okay to take then? it? Trump should take it. And right. if he is like 1% Native American, then suddenly he can call her Pocahontas all he wants. I'm 1% Native American, 30% creamsicle. Get it right, buddy. <laughs> but isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing to think like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, you can say it, but you can't. Yeah. So wait, speech is limited based on the person saying it. And, and the exact same words can be acceptable for one person, but not another. That's like and, the whole thing now. It's like the social justice warrior rule of it is like you can only punch laterally or up. And so if you're right. a straight white guy, you're only supposed to be hitting laterally at other straight white guys. If you're a you know, trans black woman lesbian or something, then the world is your oyster. You just put right. straight white guys on top. That seems no, bad no, in itself. No, oh. no, they're at the bottom. Because right. they, you, but you, you said only, you could no, no, punch you're right. up. At the top yeah. because you're only allowed to punch down. Well, that's the way they perceive it. They say, oh, you're, that, you're the group you belong to is at this place in society, so you're not allowed to say these things. And it's like, right. they just kind of realize this is kind of shitty. You're dumping a bunch of people with... You think that guy, uh, that Bill Gates, has anything in common with that dirt-poor motherfucker making moonshine in Appalachia? Right. Like, no. Like, of course not. But, they would but this, this is what happens. This is what happens when you try to police these things and you you don't know. You don't know. Is is this guy Jewish or not? Oh, oh, it is. It's acceptable. And you you it almost points out the absurdity of it that you're mm -hmm. saying. So it, so it's not then the words themselves. It's who's saying them. And and then it's like, well, then that kind of undermines the entire argument to me of of it's acceptable for one person but but not another. And and it's like, again, either everything's fair game or nothing is fair game. And the idea that you could condemn somebody and then find out, no, 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 he's gay. He can say that. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Sorry. 
I, I or, you know, or you'd have to prove your, you're going to have to walk around with, that guy's these dead. are the categories, <laughs> these are the categories that I'm allowed to joke about. That's, that's why, that's, that's I like why I that. Hey, hey, if you suck yeah. his dick, you can get off the hook. Right? <laughs> you know, now you're no, lying. No, there's, there's no heart in your dick sucking. He's faking. <laughs> it. You're going to have to reach is. around it's, the back at this point. No one's buying it. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> It it's... Like that. <laughs> you didn't really look like you enjoyed it. I don't believe it. You did it just for the joke. Right. Yeah. If, if your cheeks right. aren't sucking in, then I don't buy it. God. Very good, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like a finger sandwich or something. Like, like you're trying to daintily eat right. a hot dog. What was that in Hot Tub Time Machine when uh, Rob Corddry and Craig Robinson, they had that scene where he had to suck his dick <laughs> to pay off a bet with William Zabka? God, that was could... funny. That you movie was be allowed to make, shockingly uh, good. Make gay yeah. jokes after that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You're right, though. It is. It is. It kind of shoots a hole in all those arguments you hear when you do kind of realize, oh, it, it's more about who you are as opposed to what you're saying in a lot of circumstances. Right. And again, it's it. It is the thing. We're four. We're four white males here. So so I get it. We haven't experienced it, and I I get the idea of I, I get the intention which I support the idea of, you know, equality and, and that people get treated fairly or that people have respect. I just think that sometimes what happens is it ends up backfiring and we, we end up losing this communication and exchange of ideas. And, and, and the idea of, you know, now you really are defined by, are you, you know, it, it, it's the opposite of the content of character and, you know, and you're being judged by the color of your skin. You're what you're allowed to say. Ah, I don't know yeah. about all this white privilege anyway. I mean, oh, I, I want to tell him the joke. Oh, wait, <laughs> uh, let me uh, let me do this ad read. That just seems like a perfect time oh, to tell everyone idea. about Squarespace while we uh, when we get him uh, on back. This episode of PK is sponsored by our friends over at Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. With easy-to-use tools, you can create a beautiful website with Squarespace's all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. You can create a beautiful website or online store with an award-winning template. Squarespace's award-winning My templates are the most beautiful way to present your ideas online. Squarespace also offers a unique domain experience. It's fully transparent and simple to set up. They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Squarespace is used by a wide range of creatives and people, including musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, and more. Everybody needs their own corner of the internet today, so get started and start your free trial today at squarespace.com PKA to get 10% off on your first purchase. That's squarespace.com PKA. Begin the next move in your career today with Squarespace. That was good. I got to run, boys. Okay. Um, uh, get your own corner of the internet. That was funny. <laughs> that, how ironic is that? As we're talking about getting your own corner of the internet, you will have, have no corner anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you guys, guys, I've really enjoyed this conversation. This is fun. This is it's fun to bounce these ideas off. This is and this is to me. This is what this is what you know is is great. Is the idea that people can talk. And granted, we are again four white guys, so maybe this is the most <laughs> diverse group. But we can have disagreements or or, or different opinions and discuss them. And that to me is. The whole point of it. I uh, think we should be able to have these opinions this. as white guys. I mean, I've got problems with law enforcement. I'm borderline right. diabetic. What? what right. What? what, what? I, I should I'm, be I'm issuing that opinion. caveat so I don't lose my job with NBC. <laughs> All right. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, it's out of the goodness of your heart. So, right. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I got to run, but you guys have been fantastic. So, yeah, man, Kyle Taylor, it. Chiz, he's missing it. But please tell him thank you. I'm in Nashville. I got to go run. But uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for coming. All right, All right. guys. Have a good See one. See you later. Up really until the that. end, he thought that uh, Woody's name was Chiz.
Good. I like. Did you that. notice that? I did notice that. Yeah. I, I I said not a word. I thought it was. I, I thought it was great. <laughs> All the oh, way. All the way. I, I don't. I I love that. I love that. Ah. <laughs> uh. Did yeah, you, we should did have you... an add-on again. I, he, oh, he didn't shout out any of his shit. Or I guess we talked about Ninja Warrior for 25 minutes. That's his shit. Yeah, yeah. Go check him out. There'll be links down below to, to all of his stuff if you want to find out uh, more about him. Or, you you know, just Google Google his name, and you'll find a lot of fun stuff that he's done, a lot of appearances and such. Really funny guy. Did you notice that, Woody? That that, that, that he was he funny, thought... yes. No, that he thought you were Chiz. No, I didn't. <laughs> Every time you'd get up to leave, he'd like be talking, and he'd go, uh, oh, Chiz left. And we'd be like, it was Woody, but like it got trampled over. And so even through the whole thing, he thinks that you're Chiz. Let's see if he says that next time he's on. I mean, uh, it says Woody right under you. It does. Well, he doesn't see that, but he sees it in my name. So uh, what do you know? I, I'm sure on his little on his iPad, maybe you know, it's a smaller screen, or God knows what it what I what Skype looks like on an iPad when you're when you're streaming. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I. I want to talk about Conor McGregor. Yeah, man. I was about to say, yeah, we talk about Conor McGregor. So I, I am so happy about this whole thing. People are looking at it through the wrong lens, I would say. Right? So a lot of people are like, I can't wait to see what he should. Here's the deal. Conor McGregor wasn't fighting. He had no real reason to. He seemed to be only, only the perfect fight with the perfect situation. And even then, he was going to do like six years of contract negotiation and, and other associated bullshit. Well... Now he's getting sued by everybody. Conor McGregor is going to be the Conor McGregor of old. Broke McGregor is the best Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah. You don't think Jesse is fucking suing him? You have Seal sue him? He's got lawsuits coming from every corner now. You, all right, let me lay out what happened. So uh, I think a lot of people might not know. Conor McGregor is, and me in names, but Conor McGregor is close with another UFC fighter. This UFC fighter is like Artem Lobov or something close to that. Yeah. Well, um, Artem Lobov said that Khabib Nurmagomedov, Khabib, whatever, Nurmi they call him sometimes. Um, no. Yeah, they do. No, Nurmi's <laughs> catching on. They call him Nurmi? Yeah. I've never heard Nurmi, but Oh, okay. I've heard it from, I am pretty in touch with all this shit. Anyway, uh, because his last name is so difficult, they, I know it happened to uh, Joanna Champion too. They just rename him. Anyway, uh, Khabib, uh, Artem Lobov talked shit about Khabib. He said that Russians, he's Russian too, uh, they don't like him. They say that he's a pussy. He keeps pulling out of fights and he doesn't have the fan base in Russia that he claims to have. Well, Khabib catches him in a hotel and just kind of like big brother bullies him a little bit you slapped know him in the face he slapped him in the face and then he did another thing which actually would have bothered me more than the slap we kind of held him by the back of the neck and talked talked him down yeah. and uh and really kind of like big brothered him now mind you khabib would almost certainly win a fight between those two but khabib also had like 10 12 goons with him so you know they really like it there was nothing that Artem could have done to defend himself in that situation. He was just surrounded by Khabib's whole, uh, Khabib's whole entourage. Anyway, McGregor sees this happen to his buddy Artem and goes flipping ballistic. Ballistic. It starts off with uh, McGregor has a, uh, like a, a journalistic crew. I don't know what to call them. Called the Mac Life. And they kind of make like daily vlogs or whatever of Conor McGregor's life. Yeah, well, they had... 
journalism credentials at this event so they could cover it and go like in the back rooms and stuff. And mm-hmm. they opened the back door and let Conor McGregor and his posse into the building. Well, now McGregor and his posse worked their way to the buses that the UFC fighters are leaving the event on. And he goes bonkers. He's picking up like park benches and like dividers. And it's hard to even see what some of these trash can trash can. I I think I saw like, you know, the thing that like a velvet rope would be hung from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He yeah. like threw one of those. He just had a satchel full of full monsters. I have a story about the velvet rope holder after this. Please continue. Okay. So, um, and by the way, I've only seen like two or three videos of this, but apparently there are dozens of videos of this. That there is like hotel sec- or surveillance of the Mac Life team letting Connor in the building and his posse. Uh, all the fighters had their phones out as he's uh, going ballistic. All these fans, like it- it's a really well documented thing. And Connor wasn't just like in the back pointing at henchmen. Connor is leading the charge. Leading the charge. He is the guy with the trash can in his hands. The guy doing this stuff. He might like be the worst behaved of all these people. Oh, so, bar none. Yeah. So if, if you're under the impression like I was before I saw it, that maybe Connor was just there. No. Connor is extremely guilty, perhaps the most guilty, the ringleader of this thing. And uh, he's screaming at Khabib to get off the bus. That's his primary goal. He's screaming at the bus with Khabib on it saying, come on out here, come on out here, etc." Connor wants to fight Khabib right then, right there. And mind you, Khabib's in the process of cutting weight right now. Uh, he would, I, I think Khabib can beat Connor, but he can't beat him on that day. Right? How much does Khabib weigh? They fight at 155, but he's known for having a harder time cutting weight than most yeah, people. Yeah, he's walking around at like 175 at least. And, oh, okay. and like, like at his heaviest, like, like when he's maybe three or four months off a fight, he balloons up to 200. Like, like, like if he's, when he's just like putting on muscle and training and stuff, like he's a big boy. Yeah, he, he used. To, I think he might not balloon that much anymore. But anyway, the point is, he's likely he's a big, strong guy, and uh, Connor wants to fight him at kind of his weak point while he's cutting weight, and he's going nuts over it in an effort to defend. Or, I'm sorry, defend his friend Artem Lobov. So uh, now a lot of people are like, Connor's done. I think Connor's the opposite of done. I think Connor was done when he got rich off the Mayweather fight. Now he's back. Now Connor needs a fight again. And by the way, a lot of people are like, this is going to, they're going to, they're jumping off the Connor hype train, right? Dana White was saying that some cop was like, you know what? I used to be a fan of his too. I didn't realize he was like that. Dude, this is the biggest fight hype ever. If Khabib wins and he's heavily favored, then the Connor Khabib fight is a true raging grudge match yeah. in a way like this is the I, I was going to call it a brilliant fight promotion i don't think it, it brilliant would imply that he's playing 40 chess on this thing i think it's actually an honest to goodness raging perhaps drug fueled crazy not really that <laughs> everyone's calling it a cocaine rage and i don't know that cocaine makes you rage i don't know if that's a thing like for all i know like it's a pot rage yeah that, i think that's... we're reading way too much into it like like his friend was i i, I don't think that he was it was calculated that that mm-hmm. like oh he's at his weak point right now today's the way to start like it happened last night with the thing where like he's going after artem so like immediately he responds to that and like all i see him doing here is throwing what looks like a dolly or something like a dolly uh, at the window of the bus, 
I don't think he's going to lose any significant amount of money because of this. I don't think he's going to lose a single sponsorship. His sponsorships are like Budweiser and Beats by Dre. Is like, Jesse out of the fight? This fight Jesse fueled is? by Budweiser. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you might not know this. When he, Jesse has lacerations on his face, multiple lacerations on his face. He's in the hospital right now getting dealt with for these facial scars, and he's supposed to fight in three days, right? Really? Conor, yeah. Conor McGregor fucked up a fighter by getting shattered glass. And, and you can hear in, in the videos, Jesse is like, how bad are these cuts? How bad are these cuts? Because he has to fight. Now, I don't know how bad they are. Like, I didn't, all I hear is the audio of him. And I know that he went to the hospital to get it dealt with. I don't know how bad the cuts are. But you better believe, like, knocking a guy like Jesse off one of these Super Bowl cards is lawsuit worthy. It totally is. I don't think... Perhaps, but I don't think they will sue him. I don't think the UFC are going to sue him. I think I mean, that maybe this, maybe not. I think this improves, uh, and, and you know, I don't think the hotel will either because they don't really. I mean, he'll have to pay for the damages that that he did, which like the pennies out of his pocket. Uh, and, but but otherwise, I, he made money today with this rampage. Like like this this was. I mean, the one Twitter video that I clicked had like eighty or ninety thousand views on it. I bet this there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands total viewership on what he did today. It, almost as many people watched to watched his his rampage today as will watch the PP, the pay per view card in a couple of nights, right? Like so, like. Oh, so Jesse is out of the. Ho it's, it's fresh off the presses here. He's out of the hospital and he's planning on fighting Saturday. Good. So I I I would love to see pictures of his face. That's what. Yeah. I I, do we want to watch any of the videos of him spazzing out? Yeah, if we scroll up to Chiz's Forbes link, I think he has like several of them. Well, I scroll up too far, and there's all kind of nudity from our from last show. Man, we had a good show last last week. <laughs> which uh, Chiz? Which one of the videos on the Forbes page is the best one? This is what I like about Conor McGregor. This is where you see that like like he's he, I like that he's a passionate guy like this. Like this is the kind of stuff. This isn't what like a celebrity does. This is what like a real like street tough kind of guy that you kind of want your fighter to be does. This is what like a, a fucking thug does. It's like, Oh really? You, you, you might expect this from like the Diaz brothers. Yeah. Like if you saw the Diaz brothers out there going Mario and Luigi on they some motherfuckers in a parking shit. lot, yeah. like they not like to this too. They'll throw some Coke cans or something, but they ain't never thrown a dolly. <laughs> the only difference is he was in the bus. The, the, the Nate Diaz went up to Khabib and tried to start a fight. And I think there was some amount of pushing and wrestling in the stands of another event. Like, like it was a UFC event. They're in the crowd with all these civilians. And Nate Diaz is trying to start a genuine fight right there. Like that, that's, awesome. what, that's what he does. Um, Love it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure... There's two lenses to view a few. And one is the one Kyle just pointed out, which is like, this guy's a real fighter. He's from the streets of Ireland, whatever that is. And, and you know, that's, that's what you'd expect from him. Another is, this is a guy who's not ready to be famous. You know, some guys, you take him and you put him in the limelight and all of a sudden, bad behavior, nothing applies to me. The rules are, are not mine. Like, remember when he went in the Bellator cage? So what happened was, I think his fighter won, I think, and uh, he wanted to celebrate with his friend. Now, you're not allowed to go in the cage. There's, there's a group of people, and there's an athletic commission, and you submit to them ahead of time who's allowed to go in the cage. Well, Connor just goes in anyway. He climbs over the cage, and he wants to celebrate with his guy. The ref doesn't allow this. He pushes the ref, and this is, in, in almost any sport, like... A capital sin, you know, you're not allowed to put hands on the ref. Connor pushes the guy. And it, it's just like one more symptom in what's looking like a 
a disease that Connor has and that he's not ready to be this famous. You know, he's he's out of control. And, and when, you know, when you're not here, he is, though. It's, yeah. it's, 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 there's no there's no there's no it doesn't matter. That's a, I, I, I love this guy. I love this drama that he's created. I, I, I've always liked sort of the WWE merging a little bit, like a little bit of that WWE flavor mixed in with with mixed martial arts. This reminds me so much of the scripted events that they'll often have in WWE where they're backstage in a very similar like parking indoor parking facility type thing as this. And like one fighter will go after another. Like, like I want to say, I don't remember, I think it was the big show. Like, like the big show's dad died, right? In real life, his father passed away. And, and like one of the other wrestlers, they had this skit where he's, he, he, he beats the big show up and like is dragging his father's casket behind his car down the street. Like, I love when they turn it into like a legit grudge match like this. Like, like what we've got happening Saturday night between Max Holloway and Habib. They're shaking hands. They're cutting weight together. They have the same fucking nutritionist. All right, mm -hmm. that doesn't inspire me. Now I want to see the fight. I want to see the fight. These are Let's two watch guys. Let's the bottom are, video together. I'm queued up at one second, so I don't get the the TMZ insane video. alternate angle uh, yes. from TMZ. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I, at zero. All the time I see this, the lighting is terrible, and this one looks better. So, three. Which which one are you are you clicking uh, on? The top one. Insane the TMZ. alternate angle of Conor McGregor busted attack. Okay. It's on YouTube. Oh, let me. Watch. He sent you oh, the YouTube one. I was, I was still looking. Okay, yep, I'm good. Ready, set, play. So the fighters are on that bus. Yeah. It's a nice bus. Nice bus. And it, just a lot of yelling until Connor. Oh, get me a dolly. It is a dolly. That's what it is. That might have been what hurt Chessie. It's definitely what hurt Chessie. Bit of dolly. Yeah. The bus slowly starts reversing. <laughs> I mean, if anything, like that bus should have had better windows. What if a crazed fan was coming at you with a? I mean, that's with a like dolly. A, yeah. <laughs> 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 what if some? What if an angry group of movers attacked? Spark plugs. You know that they could. Dude. Oh, Khabib wants to fight him. Of course, but it, they, I'm just—I see another video. Khabib Nurmagomedov, Nurmagomedov, uh, wants to torture Connor. <laughs> Man, it's good shit. There's a fat guy in Connor's group doing a lot of moving around back and forth, but not really contributing to the damage. <laughs> Wiggling. He's wiggling with anger. He's a decoy. Look at that. Just, oh, that he, threw another, he broke another window out. See, that could have been the one that hurt Khabib. I don't know. Ah, that one was up high. I think the that first, first one, one looks was like the one most was... likely to cause some damage because the I window agree. completely shatters and, and goes in. And the dolly in. enters it. Yeah. Yeah. But right there, he threw like a folding chair, like straight at the front of the bus. But it's a it's a weird shape, like group oh, kind of actually, bus and there's glass up there i've seen the break from the front of the bus and it's it's like you hit you know the front windshields how they kind of they get those rosette damages but they don't nothing goes through them really. yeah yeah this is fucking great this is See, fucking great. Dude. I, you guys know i am not that into into ufc but as the person who watches like one event two events a year this makes me want to watch it more if connor comes around yeah because yeah, he's, he's lost like, he, this is pretty insane 
right? Like to throw dollies and chairs at a moving vehicle. It's interesting like, it's, how it's attached a felony. Connor is to his teammates. Like, you know, it, everyone has teammates in this sport, but most of them aren't attacking buses over trains. Well, that's like his training partner, like best friend. I, I may be wrong, but I think when he jumps in the Bellator cage, that may have been Lobov. That might have been Artem that he was congratulating. Like, like I always see those guys training together, and, and like, they're very close, you know? I, I, that's, his, that's his buddy. And, uh, and to have, like, your... your, your enemy in habib like 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 sort of like manhandle him like that i i saw that video and i was thinking like it's i, I didn't like that i i didn't like that he's kind of like bullying this grown man in a oh. in a hotel yeah it, i so again it's that question of are you allowed to win right artem started it artem went he did an interview i saw the interview that he gave and he's like, the Russians don't like this guy. He's a pussy. He keeps pulling out of fights, right? He used the word pussy. I'm not, I'm, this is not hyperbolic on my behalf. So yeah. Habib gets to manhandle this guy and say, you think I'm a pussy? Say it to my face. Tell me I'm a pussy right now. And it's like, well, you know, like you, you said it. Uh, now Habib had his whole goon squad behind him, which makes it a little yeah. unfair. But uh that kind of drives the pussy point home a bit, right? Okay. I see now that I'm here from. with 20 people behind me and you're alone, say it to my face. It's like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I'm not saying it to your face. I'm saying it to your face and 20 people who aren't afraid to take a felony for you because you'll take care of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I know you're not going to beat me up right now, Khabib. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, that, that's a strong point with the other 20 people. But it, there, there is a – before I thought it from that angle, it was like, yeah, you know, like it – you know, he's a fighter. He's, he's got to answer for the things that he says, I suppose. But fighters talk shit, right? That's promo. I, I see that. They're not like, fighting like, each I... other. He's just talking his shit about a fellow co-worker. But, but uh, that, that's true. They're not scheduled to fight each other. But all the time you see, like, fighters talk shit about other. Like, I watched a Habib interview the other day where they mentioned everyone else in the lightweight division. He's like, what about this guy? Ugh, small heart. He has no heart. No, no. Uh, weak legs. He is broken. They, they don't he even is... fight in the same weight class. Oh, fair enough. All right. Well, yeah, you know, to, he's talking shit, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I talk shit about plenty of UFC fighters. I'm not in their weight class. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I hope they don't corner me in a hotel room at any point because <laughs> I will I will also bitch out. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, bitch. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe I go for the eye poke. Maybe I go for that kill bill move where you reach in and pluck an eyeball out oh, i'm sure that will work yeah that works in real life right uh, yeah you know my my feeling is that if i break rules that ufc fighters usually follow they won't even be good at breaking them back right i, I don't know you pluck an eyeball out there aren't too many men who are gonna like keep going if I, you pluck I, I, an I, eyeball they're, they're out I, oh, I pluck it right out woody i initiate the eyeball pluck it doesn't work out and they say oh well i do eyeball pluck stronger and more accurately than you do you need to get like a, a manicure where you get those oh. big fake plastic nails put on and then you, oh, you'll pluck that eye right out. Oh, you're right. The, the big curved ones so that I can mm -hmm. get in and scoop that eyeball out. Like uh, the, the kind of nails that like a lot of uh, workers at the DMV seem to have. Yes. And TSA agents. Yes. Yeah. That's what yeah. you want to get patted down by. Yes. feel like spiders are crawling on you. My, yeah. my favorite line from this drama is Artem Lobov is the only thing Conor McGregor has ever defended. Huh? Huh? For people who don't get that, he's a champion with two different belts. He's never defended any of them. He just bitches out. If I was a, a really famous UFC star and they were just going to let me hold on to it 
and not have to do anything. I think at some point I'd just be like, I'm just going to hold on to these until they like come to me and say, hey, you know, that, you know, statute of limitations, whatever the fuck you would call it, you know, it's it's coming off in December or something. And then you would schedule a fight. But like, it, isn't the point the to hold on to the, yeah. is the more impressive thing how many people you fight to defend your belt or how long you hold it? Pro probably the number of people you fight to defend it, right? The more, no, no. The most impressive thing is how much fucking money you make. And I feel uh, like that's, that's Conor McGregor's name. Conor McGregor's like, yeah, I could have gone out and I could have fought this guy or that guy and made a little bit of money. But the longer I stay out, the, the more my legend grows, the more news articles are written about, I'm not going to defend it. And in fact, them taking his belt away and him coming back for it, is it, he'll just make more money. He's just holding out for the most money possible. That's the thing. He's such a home run hitter that, like, it used to be, you know, if he got a $50,000 bonus, it was a really big deal. And then he starts making over a million dollars a fight. And then he starts making, like, Five or fifteen million a fight. Then he fights Mayweather and makes a hundred million. They're saying I don't know. So now, like fighting frequently, like a fifteen million doesn't do much for him. Now that he's had a hundred million dollar fight, he needs another hundred million dollar fight, and he may have just created it. I I've been leading the fuck Connor. He's a retired fighter train. Now, I, this there's one fight I want to see Connor fight, and it's against Khabib. Habib. I want I want fucking Khabib to lose. Uh, I want Khabib to lose. Uh, like my dream come true is Khabib to lose. Uh, Connor to come back to Max Holloway. To Max Holloway. Okay. Take his belts and then be like fuck you, Habib, and fucking walk out. Like like this fuck you. I, I just don't don't give him what he wants. I would like that so much. I would like him, I would love him to win both of his belts back in some sort of weird. I don't even know how you schedule him to take to fight for two belts with the same guy. You want him to you fight know? Max twice. I want him to fight Max twice. I, I, I like that I'm, idea I'm, last, I'm yeah, last week. I'm confused with this. So is, right, so, is so, Max Holloway the guy who is good enough that he can contend with McGregor on both of his, like 145 yes. and 155? So Max Holloway is the 145-pound champion right now. He is stepping up to fight for the 155-pound championship Saturday night. A couple things to consider is Connor currently has at his house the belts for 145 and 155. He has won both of those championships uh, before, and, and, and he hasn't defended them, but he has won them. And he has also defeated Max Holloway before, but that was a number of, that maybe three years ago, four years ago. It was a fight that Woody and I actually attended in person. Good fight. Uh, Max Holloway since then has improved greatly and is on like, I don't know, a 12, 12 fight, win, fight streak. win streak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 12 fight win streak. He is really worked on his game. He is an excellent striker. He, 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 he strikes well moving backwards, which is similar to what McGregor does. He is much more like visceral and brutal with what I, I love that fight. I don't remember who he's fighting with where like in the closing seconds, he was like, let's stand right here, not take a step back and just fucking fucking bang. And like him and the other guy just stand there toe to toe wailing on each other for the last like 20 seconds of the fight or something like that. It's great. He's a very good good fighter. Do you think that's going to happen? Did you have You're... a thing happen, Woody? You look very confused. I heard sounds outside. Oh. But... You want to go check to see if they're invaders? You've got your own Rufus of sorts. <laughs> Rufus! <laughs> that might just be crazy. It might have been wind on the trash cans. I don't know. I have to mute myself three times a show for police cars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i i do think that this is going to cause problems for connor you know as much as we love it as fans i think there will be commissions and such that 
that don't like it as much. Dana is very upset with Connor. He's mad, etc. But Dana in the past has proven that he's more than capable of overlooking personal distaste with fighters if there's money to be made. And yeah. there's money to be made in this Connor could be. Do you fight. think he's genuinely upset with yeah, Connor? Or do I you think, think so. he's playing the part of like, I have to be upset because I can't be this guy of oh, you know, what an awesome, you know, exciting thing. So UFC 223, I've called it, you know, one of the, the Super Bowls a bunch of times. And Connor's putting the thing in jeopardy. You know, one of the fighters is in the hospital with facial lacerations. Mm. Another That's one, uh, Thug Rose, is very upset. She's kind of known for being like uh, easily rattled. And she was rattled, you know, by this whole like riot thing outside of her bus. So she's, she's dealing with that on the eve of her or nearly the eve of her championship fight uh, where she's going to try and defend her belt and connor just put a really big event at risk and fucked with it and i think dana's mad at him but fast forward six months and dana might be like this is the most brilliant promotion we've ever had accidentally brilliant i think connor's actually yeah. just raging and out of control but the well if he's mad enough at this guy to throw dollies through his his window then that's an event that i would end up like being more interested in like i'm yeah. someone who is would not buy a UFC event, but that's one where I might be like, oh, yeah, talk to some friends. Let's all go in and, and buy an event together. Like this might be interesting. It's going to be ruthless. Yeah. You know who knows? Maybe there's like water bottle spraying or like uh, <laughs> you know spitting Dude. or something. You know uh, the, the Kyle eye poke. I, I love that it's Connor is mad enough to throw dollies through the guy's bus. Khabib is already saying, I want to torture him. I want to torture Connor, and that's how, that's his fighting style. Like it, one of the interesting things about Khabib is fighters are dodging him, right? Max Holloway is perhaps he's in the argument of best fighter alive right now, right? He's he's in that. It could be DJ, I, I don't know, but Max Holloway is in that that short list conversation. But no one's dodging him. Everybody wants a shot at the belt with Khabib. <clears throat> they're literally just like, no, no, fuck, no, anything, but I'll fight anyone else. A, a night in the octagon with him sounds awful. Yeah, it is awful. It yeah. doesn't just sound awful. It looks awful. Yeah. Like, like Taylor, if you're interested in this Khabib guy, there's a free fight on YouTube right now. It's it's Habib Nurmagomedov versus Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson is top 10 guy for sure. I think maybe he was ranked 7th during the fight. Mm -hmm. Good striker. Very strong guy. He's a well-known fighter. You know, He's not the creme de la creme, but he's certainly not the bottom of the barrel. It is... Brutal. Mm. Habib is beat out of him. Habib gets oh, him yeah. down on the ground against the fence, and he's dropping like it's sort of a forearm kind of thing. He's dropping like this part of his arm, like the blade, on the on his face repeatedly while talking to him. And just on the other, there happened to be on the part of the cage where Dana White, the the guy who owns a large percentage of the UFC and sort of is the face, is right there too. And as he's beating him, he he's like, "I must fight for belt. You know this. Give up. Give up." And just bam, bam, bam. He's like, you know I earned this. You know I earned it. And, and, and he's like, give up. And Michael Johnson is so, like, cramped up that all he can do is come up with a little bitch slap. And he, like, bitch slaps Khabib. And Khabib goes, all right. Wham, 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 wham. And hit it, like, 12 more times. And then he starts talking to Dana between the rounds. He's like, I am going to beat your boy. I am going to smash <laughs> him. I'm going to smash him. Give him to me. And, he, and Dana's like, just finish the fight you're in. I'm going to smash your boy. <laughs> I'm going to smash him. <laughs> like talking about Connor. It's great. It's great. Like he's yeah. he's giving common. You don't see that much. Like yeah. 
<laughs> fighters talk shit. The Diaz brothers talk a, uh -huh. a, a whole mess of shit. Like they'll they'll be beating people up. Like ah, oh, you not so tough now, are you, bitch? Compton, motherfucker, and they'll like they'll bitch slap a guy on it like like in stand up. Like instead of throwing I'm watching, a punch, yeah, I'm watching a, a I guess shortened highlights version of this fight with Khabib and Michael Johnson. Ooh. And I don't know if there was a point where where Michael Johnson was doing well, but it's not in this video. <laughs> if, there was, if there was, because he's getting the shit kicked out of him. There was a brief moment where Michael hit Khabib while they were standing up, punched him in the face, and Khabib got a little wobbly. Mm -hmm. That was it. That was the only time where you were like, ooh. But but then it was just Habib had him on the ground and he just it's he. There's something to be said and everyone says it about Habib like when they're on you when he's on you it feels like there's two of him on you the way he cre it's it's like being ran over by a truck slowly that like, like you can't <laughs> ran over you, by a truck slowly he looks like a very strong guy like he was doing whatever Russians do like farm labor. <laughs> uh, he was wrestling bears, actually. He is the one who was wrestling bears as a child. There's video of that. I don't know if you've I've ever seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Oh, if that's true, then there's not a fighter on the planet who probably scares that guy. He's like, you're not even bear. How long you <laughs> Do you just crush bone? No, I did not think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about it. I, uh, I I don't know what kind of... So there's a warrant out for Conor McGregor's arrest right now. Uh, he's... It, it, Based on the internet, he's still on the lam. He's hiding from the police. <laughs> They've, um, they, I guess he has a private jet or something. They stopped the jet on the tarmac, and and they they're not letting him leave the country. And that's that's his. Beyond like a fucking Segway. Start the plane. What was me decoy jet? <laughs> it's. I purchased a power motor. I'm going the long route. <laughs> He'll get 15 just miles off to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> oh, I never encountered 18 mile an hour headwinds. I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so... Dude, I, I'm so into it. I, I I fucking love the UFC for this. Like 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 the 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 fights that mean something. That when the fighters dislike each other when there's actual bad blood like i said like watching watching habib and max holloway cut weight together knowing they share a nutritionist like 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 even you watch the press conferences and stuff they're so polite habib is so is rightfully so by the way very thankful for max holloway stepping in and saving this fight this card the whole thing because he's devoted a huge amount of effort toward like getting into the shape getting the weight cut and everything getting this payday Right. And if they throw in like, I don't know who was going to go in there. They, they talked to a bunch of people. Eddie Alvarez and Brian Barbosa? Ortega. OK, OK. And, 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 and watching this guy fight a baby bear in a track suit is the most Russian video <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's it's safe, though, because it the bears on a leash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, normally so can... they keep Habib on a leash. They, they, they just took it off for the fight there. Well, we were all least children, I'm sure, right? Uh, Dude, watch the watch Habib do actual wrestling stuff. Like he goes for a single leg. Yeah, you know he's like spinning on the guy. It, like, it's the bear was too though. The yeah. bear's like the bear seemed to know a little jujitsu. <laughs> like, <laughs> the they're this natural. Is not grapplers. the first time he's been he's been beaten up by a child. <laughs> yeah, the bear's like throwing its legs back when it sees the double leg coming in. Yeah, and it, and it collapse on him. Uh, I'm into my bear guard. Dude, watch <laughs> This is fun to watch, and, and Habib's been doing these moves since he was a little kid. Yeah, it's the bear just great, pulled man. the double leg. That's great. Oh, the bear's got full mount. <laughs> uh, uh, and now he ate his face. The bear ate his face. <laughs> like that's what you would expect to happen, right? My grandpa said, "You need no more than nine fingers to fight effectively." <laughs>
You get one strike. That was dad. old school Connor. Old school Connor used to go for any challenge and stuff. He, uh, it's funny. So Connor was up against Cole something. Do you remember Cole's last name, Kyle? The tall, thin Hamill? guy. No, it, you may be like thinking of Matt Hamill. Covington? No, I'm just thinking Colby. of guys named Cole. Nah, it's Colby yeah. anyway. Anyway, he was up against Cole Miller, and uh, Cole Miller damaged his thumb. Couldn't take the fight. Well, it turns out Connor also damaged his thumb in the same fight. Fought anyway with like a broken thumb. And he's like, you don't need a thumb to fight. Who needs a thumb to fight? <laughs> and it was just like, that. used to love, old school Connor was great. Uh, and But current Connor just fucking snorts coke off women's titties or something. Like, and I haven't seen him fight since 2000. You haven't seen him snort this coke off titties either. You're so mean to Connor. I saw the I, pictures. I, no, that's like a real thing. Well, if his life is now snorting coke off of really hot women's titties, why would he want to go back into the ring? No, that's a fair question. I've got enough coke for, you know, (laughs) money for coke till the end of my days, which will be faster because I'm doing a lot of coke. (laughs) (laughs) You only need three years supply of coke if you do this much coke. (laughs) And he's got enough for all of his all of his bitches. Tony, he's got. Is he he married or no? Yeah, Uh, he's got a girlfriend. I don't know if he's oh. married or just engaged, but yeah, he just had a baby with this this woman that he's supposed to be loyal to. Yeah, oh, okay. um, I, I I like Connor a lot. I feel like when he whenever he has a great challenge in front of him, he takes it. Uh, but but he's got both of the belts, like you know, like like kind of. it, it, he hasn't accepted uh, any any fights from these guys. But I think it's more about the money than anything. I, I think if they paid him his worth, as he as he always says, you know, he'd fight just about anybody. I, he just wants more money. He just fought. He just fought. Um, Mayweather and made just a gang of money, right? Why do like, they whatever. allow you to say no? Like if if, they, if they're like, all right, now uh, Khabib is challenging you for the 155 belt. He's like, no. He's like, oh rats, he didn't say like. That's the why 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 could that why would they allow that? It so what they can do is they can deny him from fighting another person. They can deny him fighting in another organization. But it literally falls under the anti-slavery thing, where like even if they have a contract, they they can't compel him to take it. And yeah. on a, on a similar note, like if I'm a hotel or something and I have a comedian booked, I can say, look, you can't go anywhere else until you fulfill this contract. But I can't make them fulfill that contract. It's yeah. Otherwise, it's slavery. Okay, I guess that makes sense, but it's pretty annoying. Well, he wants it. It well, see, it's a weird industry, right? It's not mm-hmm. like. It's not like he's a lawyer or something who has like a rate, you know, and, and he's refusing to go like represent you in court for his $550 an hour. It, it, there's this floating pay scale. And it, he's this guy who sometimes gets between he gets between 1.2 million and 1.6 million buys per pay-per-view. And he wants a chunk of that, you know, 60 times $1.5 million. It, it's just noteworthy. He literally does have views. a rate. Like he has a rate. He has a contract for and how much he'll be paid. He just says no until they pay more. Yeah, like, exactly. He, like he agreed well, to fight for X, and he's like, four X or fuck off." And they're like, "But we have a deal." And a lot of fighters do that. And it, and when you fight Connor, you're like, "All right, you know, Taylor, you make X." Well, I'm fighting Connor this time. I need two X. And yeah, they get it's it. It's only fair. I, I feel like it's fair because he's not the same. He's not. Why should he have to abide by the same deal that he had? You know, three years ago, when he's not the same man he was three years ago, promotionally speaking, like. He has done so much for them. It seems only right that they're like, hey, you know, holy shit. We sell like 50% more pay-per-views when you come on board to a card. Like we're literally adding fans to, your, to, the, to, the, to this thing. You're, 
you're you're at Brock Lesnar better than Ronda Rousey numbers. Like you're the guy. You're the guy who brings people to the show. I, I mean, mm -hmm. if he's bringing, he brings at least an extra uh, five hundred thousand buys. An extra and. I'm a little a little drunk right now, but that's three hundred million dollars in my head. I think, right? right 50, yeah, <laughs> like like five ish, five uh, five hundred thousand times uh, uh, sixty dollars. That's. Would you like me to do it? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's thirty million, right? Yeah, it's thirty million dollars. So it it seems like he should get a chunk of that. I think I added an extra zero in my in my silliness, but but the yeah, first time, should, not the second. He should get a, he should get a chunk of that, and uh, he does. You know, a he, bigger chunk, a significant chunk. Like, I like don't know it, how they sweeten the deal. I want to say he gets a flat, like he gets mm -hmm. a percentage of that above a certain amount. Like, like let's say hypothetically, the first five hundred thousand buys, there's no profit sharing, and then from five hundred thousand and above, there is profit sharing, and he'll yeah. just want like you know what, fifteen million plus that other thing. And well, he'll want it depends on the the points, right? <laughs> like how many, how many, what percentage of pay per view does he get? Uh, I feel like you know if you're like all right. Look at your and I saw it posted on Reddit today. I don't know. Did you see the pay per view numbers of like the top five pay per view guys of all time? No, it was like GSP. I didn't see the post talking about. Uh, it, it it showed like the top pay per view earners of all time, and it showed like it was cumulative. So it showed all of their fights together, and um, Anderson Silva was was really high up there, but he's got like twelve or fifteen pay per views. Mm -hmm. uh, Brock Lesnar really high up there with only like six pay per views or something like that. Conor McGregor way up there with like four or five pay-per-views and Ronda Rousey's similar. But Conor, I think, had the highest numbers ever with like 1.6 million buys, uh, which is which is pretty extraordinary. I think Brock Lesnar was the only one close with maybe 1.5 million buys. Brock's coming back, by the way. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I, I Brock, Brock is a dirty fucking cheater who is so big that he gives people brain injuries. So I, I hate that he's coming back. You should own, he's the one, he should have to fight a real bear. He should have to fight like a legit, like like like. Hey, that makes bear. you. Hey, fighting out like, of the blue corner. Hey, hey a just five hundred pound black bear. Is a callback. <laughs> no joke. Brock Lesnar versus full grown wolf. I'd feel bad for that wolf if, if he's like, got gloves. You like Brock. So I think my Brock only Lesnar's fear. Gonna win that one. My only fear is mm. that like when Brock is trying to grab the bear, that maybe it snaps off some fingers. But if he's got on some protective grabbers, uh -huh. like if he's got on some like, like some of those mesh grill gloves, <laughs> shark protection. If he ever gets the, the if, when he gets a hold of that thing, that thing is going to be a play toy to him. I feel like he could ragdoll it and do like, remember what you just called it? Yeah, exactly, Chiz. Like he could go, he could go um, like uh, the Hulk on Loki, just bam, 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 just smash the thing into oblivion. He is so big and so incredibly strong. It's, Why don't you want him to come back? He's a cheater. He he is he tests positive every time they test him, and they know he's he, last time he tested positive after the fight. He, he he gives guys brain damage because his fighting style is get you down and hit you with his fist, which is literally four times as big as mine. Like like his fist is as big as like a bottle of liquor or something. I'm it's looking outrageous. around. They have to like custom make I'm looking for something gloves. other than bottles of liquor. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing. It's like he's hitting you with a bottle of liquor. Yeah. It's, it's fucking gargant. They had to make, what he just said, they had to make him special gloves because they don't make gloves in Brock's size. Huh. So I, I Is I, he a liked I, person in WWE or is he a disliked person in that too? I have no I, idea. I That's think all they're mixed. interested in him, but he's a bad guy. He's okay. a heel. But uh, 
Yeah, you know, Kyle's right. I hadn't looked at it. I just thought, well, that's an interesting fight. Glad it's not me. But it is someone. I don't know who he's going to fight. Maybe Stipe? Ninganu. What if it's Brock versus Ninganu? Does anybody, does, do people just not want to fight Brock? Because it's like, he's stronger than everybody in this league because he's on steroids. And he's a, a, apparently a genetic I want to see Brock versus Ngannou. I want to see that. He's, is Ngannou good? Yes, like, he's the, he's the guy that supposedly guy. hits harder than a Ford Escort while driving or something. Yeah, he, they he, have this punching bag device that digitally measures the force exerted. I don't know what the units are or whatever, but like... He scored higher than anyone ever has. Just By the Chevy way, Chevy Sparks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like him, and then a Ford Escort, and then everybody else on the on the on the list. Uh, did you see Joe Rogan kicking that thing? No. Oh my that, uh, fucking that god! Did he do that like spinning years back years kick? Ago. No, he's just doing like, I, I don't know what the just, just kicks, just 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 like turn like a quarter turn and like okay. kick with his right leg. He's doing like 135 units, whatever that is. Is that and high? It, yes. When he hits, I want to find you the video because you'll be impressed by this. I I was shocked. Have you seen the video the, of him teaching GSP how to do a spinning back kick? Yes. That yeah. impressed me. All right, let's see this thing. I found it. Yeah, let's watch this. The one Good. that you just linked? Uh, no, the one I'm linking right now. Oh, okay. Oh, oh it's yeah. the same yeah, one. This guy me. beat me by okay. I'm ready. All right, I'm sorry. I started ahead, but I'm... Ready, set, play. Yeah, Joe's been practicing his technique for like 40 years now. And he's doing it in jeans. Those are, uh, those are special jeans. He wears stretchy jeans like Kyle. <laughs> I can't see what the screen on it says. Me neither. He seems to be hitting it pretty hard. 130. I wonder what the highest number I could muster that would be. Like, what does, does 130 denote? Like, real quick. Like, what, what are the units? Is it here? kilograms? I don't know. I don't know what it is. But what if, like, I ran full speed and jumped up and hit it with my butt backwards? Like, how much? How hard would that hit? I don't think it hit very hard because it's about velocity as much as it is about, you know, like mass. It's right? about inertia, right? Like. I'm just thinking that it measures how hard something presses up against it. If I wanted to hit it super hard, I wouldn't use my foot or my hand. I just maybe my shoulder, you know, get a good like a hockey check. Yeah, a hockey check. But you're not. But but you know, force is mass times velocity, right? I I feel mm -hmm. like he's got so much more velocity in his leg that you can't make up with it with the mass of your body. Because it's just so much slower than his leg is going. So, so take me, an ex-athlete, out of it, right? And, and put in, like, think about how hard a hockey check highlight reel is, right? Guys flip upside down and land on their feet again. Get, punch but that's because they're not, that's because they're on ice skates and you're on ice skates, Okay, right? it like, happens in football, too. Like, you know, you hit a guy high and they spin over and they do a full spin. And that never happens with a punch. That's cartoon stuff. From yeah. a punch velocity, but a good shoulder hit from a hockey player or a football player will spin guys in place. I think if I bet I'm... it would be way higher a number, also because the speed's going to be faster. Like at least in hockey, like you can get going, you know, yeah. you're on 25 miles an hour Woo! plus, like on ice, 
And if you're a big guy, you know, 230 or something, and the other guy's coming at you at, you know, coming out of the zone at 12 miles an hour or whatever, like, that's going to be an enormous collision. I was thinking there's two two. things coming together. In the football and hockey, they're they're combining as opposed to one being still. But I I still think that if one wanted to hit with as much force as they could, something like a football tackle or hockey check would be the way to do it. Mm. Yeah. Perhaps so. Yeah, I I don't know. It's hard to know how impressive – that is Joe's kicks look very, very hard, but 130 what units of, of power units. And what are other people getting? <laughs> yeah. All I know is that his score is 130. I have no idea. Like if I kick that thing and I get like 85, I'm like, really Joe? Like this? No. Like, but if I kick that thing and I get like, you know, 37, I'd be like, Jesus Christ. Okay. Like that, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I also see... have done, I've never done any kick training in my life on my screen there's that same video and it says 2000 units with triple exclamation points units of what <laughs> like 2000 what's units of interest <laughs> oh that's a hundred i'm almost positive that's 130,000 units <laughs> that I'm, doesn't mean any more to me you could tell well, me it was a and billion Gano's, units and gano's punch and gano's punch is 129,000 grams but units of what it's a force on that punching machine. <laughs> oh, force. Why did you say so? <laughs> I don't know how force is measured. Is it Newtons? <laughs> it's measured. How many in... Newtons is it? Kyle, what is force measured Two entire in? Big Newtons. In Star <laughs> Wars. Mitochondria? Yeah. It's not mitochondria, but that'll get you close. Metachlorian? Oh, the force is metachlorians. Metachlorians. Yes. It's 130,000 metachlorians. That's how you measure the force. Yeah, now we know. I'm looking for some <laughs> sort of information on this. See, the difference could be like $130,000 or 130000 whatever the fuck Zimbabwe has. Yeah, That's or pennies nothing. even. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, we need to figure this out. I can't move on until I know the specific units. Oh, are we going to work on this? <laughs> Maybe Chiz can find out and, and we don't have to hang on it too long. Anyway, Connor has renewed my interest in him. I certainly don't have any more love for him, but I have this hope that he finds his sort of back against the wall and a lot of people suing him and his wealth at risk and his lifestyle at risk. And it motivates him to be a fighter again. As opposed to a party or playboy, whatever he is now. Well, as long as he comes back to fighting, you know, and there's too mm-hmm. much money on the table for him not to, it seems like. And by the way, I think could be. I think everyone. I think everywhere Connor looks, there's ass kickings. I still believe that. I believe if Connor faces Holloway, I know he beat him 12 fights ago, but Holloway, Ferguson, or Khabib, he loses all of those. Mm-hmm. His winning fight, Mayweather in an octagon. But that. That'll never happen. They no, that won't happen. Never do that. Right. No, that yeah. It's absurd. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Uh, it's, I, I would love for it to happen, but it won't. It won't. I, I'd love to see Mayweather just cut to, to ribbons. Just, el- <laughs> just, just fucking use elbows only. Just elbows only. And elbows and knees. And I know Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, Chiz, you fucking dirty cocksucker. I was just trying to spurn the, the conversation to get us to Metachloria. Med- yes. I also knew that mitochondria <laughs> was was not a Star Wars term. But you want to watch uh, Mr. <laughs> you want to watch Mr. Big Guy? No, it's filled with music. Although it is awesome. Mr. Big Guy. What yeah. is Mr. Big Guy? Mr. That's Big the Guy is the video we watched on PKN. Oh, that's, God, you want to watch it again? Oh, my God. I watched it again today, and I sent it to my friends. Every day. <laughs> I sent it to my paramotor friends. My I'm father like... has seen it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I showed an old man at Walmart today. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm like, you know, because my Paramotor friends don't really watch the show. But every so often you see that they catch a thing, you know, the, a title will grab their eyes and they'll find a, that spot in the description. And uh, like, if you've watched this at all, you know, I have a host and he's made a lot of money promising to get surgery. Now people are mad because it doesn't look like he's going through with it. And like, there's all these troll channels and I lay it out there and then I show him that Mr. Big Guy video, which is brilliant. It really sets the stage for what they can expect from subsequent videos. So I've been. I've been working on my own parody all night last night. All night last night. I've got a couple of ideas. So I don't know if you're familiar with the, the Gnarls Barkley song. Maybe I'm crazy. Yes. Maybe I'm. Maybe he's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean he's lazy? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so uh, that's, your, that's a good one. That's a good one. Someone suggested, uh, you know the song, Ocean Man. Do do do, playing in the sand. Do, do, do. They they suggested obese man. Oh my obese God. man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've got a lot of ideas. I was thinking green the Green Acres soundtrack. That one pops to my mind. Is like Wings trailer is the place to be. <laughs> Twitch streaming is the life for me. <laughs> Billy spreading out so far and wide. <laughs> oh, I wow. like the thought that's gone into this. <laughs> I, there are notes. There are audio recordings. I've downloaded an auto, a couple of auto-tune programs. I, uh, I, I'm thinking about going to a studio <laughs> that's nearby. Studio time is like 50 bucks an hour. I, I'm not promising anything until I can write something that is funny. What but... if this went up as FPS Russia's comeback video? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, could, I would do that to him. No, I would, that would, I would do that to him. Fucking like at least half a million, seven hundred fifty thousand views of just a hate video. I, I would a montage video. It's not well. Oh, that actually would be a hate video because it'd be making stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I, I like the the whole scene I'm picturing at Kyle's house of like. <laughs> you're becoming a Hunter S. Thompson of sorts where you're just drinking a half bottle of Grand Gala and then coming up with all sorts of really mean-spirited lyrics <laughs> all night, into the, in the wee hours. All night oh, long. It was, the sun was coming up, and I was, I was like, Obi's man. Oh, how does it go from there? <laughs> I, was like, I was trying to think. Think, I'll I, I, I just thinking of all the different songs that I could parody. That like for some reason I keep thinking of that song, um, Big John. Every the morning at the mine you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed two forty five. Kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip, and everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. I like that one lends itself to like describing Wings' physique and talking about how you don't fuck with Wings. I I feel like stood five foot eleven, weighed four fifty five. <laughs> like, like I feel like we could have some fun with that. But right now, like either the Green Acres theme song, I like that one, or um Lazy. The Green Acres one got me the best. Frankly. Right. Lazy right. well, got I, me. I, I don't know. I I, I worry that someone wrote this long thing directed squarely at me, right? No <laughs> bothering Kyle at all. But he's like, Woody, you know, I get it, you're allowed to win a fight, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But you've gone too far. Now you're bullying. Woody, you're going to be on the wrong side of history. I worked with, oh, I guess he's from Florida and has some exposure to the Parkland shooting. And uh, 
he's equating us to the people that drove that guy over the edge. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, actually not us, just me. Just me. I am the, the worst of the worst out here. They, yeah. In my head, I twisted it to be I'm the only salvageable one who might listen to his plea for morality. Yeah, yeah. Don't be coming to me with that morality bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, that is a, a huge leap from, you know, uh, a parody video to the Parkland shoot. Is it? Yeah. Well, if Wings yeah. goes bonkers, they're going to make a montage of us. And what I just said will be part of it. If Wings goes... is nothing like that dude. That dude yeah. was mentally ill. He, like, people I'm have warned, like, dozens so and dozens of times. Like, like people knew that guy was a danger. Like, that's, that's a oh, ridiculous Oh, please. Comparison. They're going to tweet out. Like, they're going to find his tweets of the hollow points and such and act like we all should have seen it coming, too. Mm, no, I, I don't think so. Like, oh, you'll see him coming. You'll hear him coming. <laughs> you'll feel it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the lyrics. That's one of the lyrics. What was it? Um, uh, something so pleasant about that prison. Oh, yeah. Even your footsteps had an echo. <laughs> that's one of the lyrics that i've got yeah 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 do you just have like a bunch of napkin scraps laying around with your I, I record them on my phone and i like put them on notepad and then i've been playing around with the auto-tune to see how i sound auto-tune is effective like, really? like if you can almost hit a note you can you can you can manipulate you your actually, voice into this you can sing a bit i mean you're not like a professional singer yeah. but you have a better than average singing voice you're the I'm best no- in this call by a lot yeah Hey, that's not hey, saying a whole lot. But I, hey, have you I'm not heard Woody too. be good? We have. That's how he knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Woody be my, good. my voice doesn't crack, and I, I try to stay on note. But I, but but like with auto tunes help, it's not bad. I, I'm no. Uh, I was about to say who's who who did the Wings parody, but I won't. Um, by the way, again to you, my friend, top fucking notch job. We absolutely love it. It's the best thing that's ever been done in the Wings parody sphere. Congratulations! Some other good ones too. You the deserve kid. to be paid. Like, like, start <laughs> a Patreon. Start a Patreon. I will sign up. Right? I will sign up to fuel your <laughs> your your Wings parody songs. Write me one. I'll pay for it. I'd love that. I'd Wait, love he, that. Uh, oh, this is a different guy, of course. I was thinking that guy shut his channel down. You're not talking about Wings Tings. No, no, no. I'm talking about the guy who made uh, Mr. Big Guy. Which uh, which channel? Which hate channel is that? It's, it's called the Foundry of Foundry of Misery or something like that. <laughs> Foundry of Misery. Of misery. <laughs> sounds like a yeah. magic card. <laughs> it does. It does sound like a mas- magic card. Oh. Player yeah, well, cannot dude, cannot dude. play lands for the next two turns or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> player cannot snack while touching other players' cards. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's yeah. fucking funny. Like, 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 whether he has a sense of humor or not, or about it or not, I don't fucking care anymore. It's, it's fucking funny. Uh, like, keep taking your Lexapro. Maybe you'll think it's funny in a week or two. It's fucking hilarious, bro. I, I need to find the thing that they wrote to me. I, I probably shouldn't give. Was it this like much Reddit attention. or Twitter or? Yeah, it was on the PKA subreddit. I think it got downvoted to heck, and and it's hard to find. Uh, that doesn't surprise me because the group over there seems to really enjoy that content. It gets upvoted a good bit every time. <laughs> uh, here's someone praising my audio. There's a, a one in a million. Bookmark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Plead to Woody. <laughs> Go back and all right, visit all right. that on sad days. So this is going to be, I shouldn't give him this much attention. I'm making a mistake. Yet, here I go. I get it. Making fun of Wings is fun. Some Wing memes are just objectively hilarious. 
Mr. Big Guy, I'm sorry, Mr. Nice Guy, look here, listen, etc. But I think it's getting too much. Wings is a mentally ill, morbidly obese, professional victim that has wronged the hosts and PKA fans many times. He cons and manipulates people by acting pathetic and desperate in an attempt to cultivate a collective sense of pity. In so many ways, he had it coming. Trust me, it gets worse for me. But when is enough enough? You're allowed to win. You're allowed to punch back at the weak if they're attacking you, but you're not allowed to ground and pound and abuse them. The reason why eye for an eye punishments aren't a thing anymore is because a long time ago, civilized humans agreed it was cruel. Woody, what happened to treating the weak respectfully when you have power? Hmm, it hurts. You were used to... You used to permit some wings talks if it was relevant, but you never pile on. The rant you had a few PKAs ago was justified. You were attacked and personally wronged by wings. The attacks just hurt more than just by a random person because you guys have a long personal history and you don't let that, but don't let that cloud your judgment. You know what's going on is wrong. I felt compelled to write this post, because, not because I particularly care about Wings. To me, he's a piece of shit snake of a person who didn't, de but he doesn't deserve this relentless bullying. Look at the uh, situation objectively and without bi bias. The man is morbidly obese, isolated, lonely, depressed, anxious, and genuine, generally unhappy in life. He grew up in a ghetto in a shitty, uneducated, poor family. He's in his 30s, no wife, no girlfriend, likely hasn't had sex in years, lives in a trailer, doesn't have a stable income or career, and struggles to do normal, everyday things like walking and going to the bathroom. I live in Florida, and I know many people that were affected by the Parkland shooting. Look at the Parkland shooter's history and compare it to Wings. The man has had a shitty life, was bullied, doesn't have a future, was oscillated and isolated, isolated and ostracized and like guns i study psychology and neurology and have volunteered in hospitals that service the mentally ill in my unprofessional opinion the man is a ticking time bomb and bullying him on a massive platform like pka isn't just morally wrong it's socially reckless the problem is the damage is done even if all the bullying stops, it's not like Wings will somehow get better. In fact, he's likely to get worse. If he ever reaches rock bottom and decides to do something reckless or stupid like kill himself or hurt others, just know that while PKA will not be responsible at all in caps for any of it, PKA will be on the wouldn't be on the right side of history. To better drive the point home, here's a rape pedo analogy, since I know how much you like rape and pedophilia. In America, we give due process and fair trials to even the most evilest of our society. Even people that are presumed 100% guilty in the court of public opinion. That includes rapists, murderers, and pedophiles. But if there's the video evidence of a man raping a woman, why would we even try them? We know that that person raped someone, and yet we still treat them with decency and respect. Why is we that? We didn't know why they did it. It's because if we tie the guy up in the middle of town square and let everyone throw stones at him we become the monsters that's what differentiates good from evil decency don't become that monster you despise in wings you're better than that there's a too long didn't read wings memes are funny but when it, when is enough is enough i don't care about wings he's a piece of shit snake of a person who doesn't deserve this relentless bullying wings is a ticking time bomb mentally ill unstable and has access to guns one of these memes could push him over the edge woody what happened to treating the weak respectfully when you have power uh, so, so first I watched of all, Kyle's face through that entire read, and I don't think it was compelling to him. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, that's the meanest shit that's ever been said about Wings on this show, and you wrote it, you little bitch. Second of all, he doesn't have access to guns. He, he took all the guns out of his house. They're no longer there. So that, you know, the next time he gets swatted, he doesn't get gunned down. And uh, third of all, just for the memes, bro, you know, we... <laughs> 
just for the memes, bro. There's he's he's, a, the he's on he's on his medication now. That's gonna that's gonna temper him out as long as he keeps taking his Lexapro. It'll it'll mellow him right the fuck out. And uh, and, and look, it's, it, like I said, it's just for the memes. What, but what you just said, meanest shit that's ever been said about Wings on this show. And there has been some shit said. Wing, uh, Woody went on that rant. He went blue man on him a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that was pretty rough. I thought that that was rougher than anything I'd ever personally said. But what you just you just hit new fucking all time highs or lows depending on uh, which side of the fence you're on. Jesus Christ, the the the, the difficulty getting to the bathroom, the years without sex, the living in a trailer, the 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 stupid family stuff. That was some mean shit you just said. I think what's going to happen is if something ever happens, if Wings ever self-harms or harms another person, we'll go back to your username and we'll point you out as the one who drove him over the edge with those spurless, <laughs> evil comment that you wrote that was then subsequently read by Woody's Gamertag on this show. That uh, Trademark Woody's Gamertag. Trademark PKA. Uh, not, not a, not associated. I direct your attention to this comment from April 4th, 2018. Not <laughs> found on the PKA subreddit. Not, associates, not, as, not associated with FES show or FES production. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was in, 2018. Kyle, Kyle, why do you think he pled to me? Because I think I am the, I'm going to describe it as second most innocent on this show. I, I think that you are the voice of, I think that he considers you maybe like the voice of reason or like the, the guy who's most compassionate or, or more, most reasonable. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I think that, that they hear like uh, me sometimes and they think that, I don't know. I'm sure people have people have different opinions. Some people think that I'm, um, you know, just an actual sociopath, and some people realize that I'm sort of like, you know, it, either up. either all three of us are the exact same person, or we're different degrees of silliness, right? Like like mm -hmm. like the three Stooges weren't all the same fucking klutz. They were different, right? Like like we have to be different shades of silliness for 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 like comedic purposes, and so like. If if Woody were like off the chain racist and like mean and there cruel, was that like one time three shows I, ago, <laughs> I I would fill in I would fill in some sort of slot below him and sort of be the voice of reason to sort of be the foil to what he's throwing out there. But we all but, hate the Irish just as much as Kyle. So much. <laughs> when Kyle's <laughs> ranting on the Irish, Woody or I need to come in with a little Irish defense, temper it, so that it you know temper it down, tamp it down. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's. Uh... That's a behind the music. It, 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 it's funny music. how his defense of wings was so brutal. I, I, right. I'm trying to figure out how calculated, calculated, whatever, calculated the whole thing is. Like, it, did he just write that defense of wings so that he could tear wings down, or was he actually defending wings? I, I, I think it was. I, I, I got a little confession to make. I sent you that message. Did you? No. <laughs> I know what you do I, shit. What yeah. if I did? What if I sent you that message? I don't even know all your fake accounts on Reddit. I, I, I... So many. Now you are going to get so many concern troll messages oh, yeah. from people oh, in yeah. your Reddit inbox. See, like I, I feel like he was either being really brutal in the message to drive home the fact that like he wasn't like a big Wings fanboy that was just trying to do I that. considered that. Or like, <laughs> playing like some 4D chess, Chiz's, uh, you know, assertion that you know, maybe this is a long con of a guy basically writing a roast in a concern trolley way so that it would be read on the show and all of his uh, quips and insults would get out there. Oh, shit. Uh, so I think maybe this is new news. Chies is out. Oh, really? Uh, let me link you to this. And, and I, look, I don't know. That's 
you know, maybe this was before or after the hospital trip. This is saying, uh, this is saying chess is out. Uh, maybe there's, I'm going to listen to Dana White's, uh, audio here. That's a big deal. So there's a tweet from the New York athletic. I'm sorry. There's a tweet from Michael Chesia himself. And it says, a decision was made by the New York State Athletic Commission to pull me from UFC 223. I'm devastated, to say the least. Uh, at Showtime Pettis, that's his opponent. I hope to run this matchup as soon as possible, June 9th, in your backyard. That's all I have to say for now. Much love. Wow. Damn. Okay, so now that that's a little bit different. So that... I, I'm no uh, legal expert, obviously, but I, I, that that may indeed open Connor up to some sort of uh, uh, legal situation uh, with those fighters. And it, and I wouldn't be surprised if the New York Athletic Commission imposes some sort of ban on him, which I, I don't like New York fights personally. I, I, I like, like I, they're very I, new to it, and they make more mistakes than most. They absolutely do. They they I I don't remember specifically the fight that pissed me off. I don't remember if it was eye pokes or late stoppage, but I I want to say that the um the fight between Durandamy and Holly Holm was in New York, the one where Durandamy kept uh, getting those late hits in and like yeah, at the end of round maybe. two, and round one, and that really upset me. I'm like I'm not a huge Holly Holm fan, but it 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 made me furious with Durand me and there was and another I, one too where i swear like they made a wrong call and then reversed it or they made a right call and consulted video replay but there wasn't supposed to be video replay i, I i'm mixed up on the details yeah yeah i am too but i remember vaguely what you're talking about there it, uh, chis is saying it was a stoppage yeah the new york athletic commission like like their refs it, that's what it comes down to is the refs that have that are from there they're not it, they're not seasoned ufc mma refs uh, and, and it's really upsetting to see them call a sport where we're not just talking about points on the board. Sometimes we're talking about brain cells in the head. Yeah. And, and for, uh, we're, it's, 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 it's upsetting, especially if you, if you care about one of these fighters. You know, it's not the Patriots losing the Super Bowl. It's Mark Hunt losing the ability to find his car keys. And, and for people that don't know what happens in a, like the state fires up MMA for the first time like New York did, they grab refs sometimes from other states, which is good, but sometimes like from boxing or they'll grab referee uh, judges. I mean to say that, that to decide who wins from boxing and they can just place the emphasis on the wrong things and they tend to do a bad job. And that's where New York is, but it's a huge market. So it's kind of good for MMA to bring these New York fans in. But you know, I, I like Kyle. I wish they didn't hold the Super Bowl events there. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, you know, fucking Vegas is is a big enough place. Uh, I would like to see that 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 Russian pay per view would be huge. Uh, a, a, an Irish pay per view in, in Ireland, obviously, I think would be gargantuan. I, I think that like you could like everyone put, in the country would buy that. Exactly, you could put that fight on in either Russia or Ireland between Connor and Habib, and and do what you should do. What Joe Rogan's been talking about doing for years. And do it in a fucking football stadium. By football, I mean soccer. Do it in a gigantic stadium where you can sell eighty thousand fucking seats or something like that. Yeah. And put the put the put the fucking cage down there on the center of the field. Put chairs all around it. Fucking bleachers, whatever you need. Can you block the weather in that scenario? They have domes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Do it. You know, indoor stadium. It, you know. 
I have ad read anxiety. Can we do the other read? Yeah, we tell everybody about movement watches. <laughs> we were talking about them a little bit before the show. The guys over at Movement don't just make great, great watches. They also make awesome sunglasses. I, I think we have some on the way. I, I picked mm -hmm. mine out the other day. And just released a ton of new styles. Spring is here and summer is right around the corner. So it's great news for all of you that uh, Movement is dropping these new sunglasses just in time for that warmer weather. Here's the problem with sunglasses. You get all these cheap pairs and they look terrible. And then if you buy a $200 pair, you feel like you got ripped off for that unjustifiable price. Well, our friends over at Movement, yeah, the watch guys, they kind of felt the same way. So they thought, screw it. How about we make quality, trendy sunglasses at a fair price? These things aren't plastic. They're acetate. And uh, you can get them polarized, and they just they start at just $70. Very important to get them polarized, by the way. You definitely want polarized lenses. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more that, about that in a second. They have a lot of great styles to choose from. Classic, trendy, round, aviator, mirrored, polarized. Uh, for him and for her, and uh, you're sure to find the perfect pair. All of us here are looking forward to their, our new pairs that we ordered because they look great. You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash pka. That's movement.com slash pka. You know that movement, uh, you know movement for how they've revolutionized the watch industry. Now the t Now's the time to check out their sunglasses. Go to movement.com slash pka and join the movement. Yeah, I don't know, like some people maybe don't have experience with polarized lenses it's a big fucking deal. It's a massive deal. Like I, I remember being by a lake one time with an ex-girlfriend and we're like looking into the shallow waters and I, I, I had on a pair of polarized sunglasses and I could see the fish beneath the water, even with the sun like glaring on the water and reflecting back. And I'm like, oh, look at the fish. Look how big they are. Look at them. They're right there. And she's like, all I see is like glare reflecting back at me. And I'm like, take off my sunglasses. I'm like, here, try these. And she's like, whoa, holy shit. And I put on hers, which were also very expensive. I had bought them for, but I didn't get the polarized ones uh, because I didn't know any better at the time. And there's just so much glare and so much like light pollution going in, going through the lens. Polarized is definitely the way to go. Make sure you do that. Uh, I don't remember the specific ones I got, but I kind of like the, um, the ones that are, uh, I don't want to say the brand, uh, the ones like uh, Tom Cruise used to wear and, uh, and the older movies, that sort of style. Uh, I, I kind of dig those right now. Cool. Yeah, yep. check them out. They make watch. I, I feel like they're targeting the overpriced stuff and uh, trying to beat everyone in those areas, which is kind of mm -hmm. neat. Yeah, check out their watches and their glasses. Uh, Taylor, I thought tonight yes. the Flyers were going to clinch a playoff spot, but it turns out if they lose their last game and the Panthers win their next three, they can still miss the spot. But... Flyers are virtually. The Devils just in. clinched, they which did. you don't care about, but yeah. Yeah, fuck them. Um, but St. Louis. <laughs> oh, so consistent. We oh, we oh. lose seven, and then we win six or seven, and then we lose four, <clears throat> and so, it's like it's crunch time. Right I just now. got a message from my lady friend. Did the Blackfeet beat you guys and knock you out of the playoff contention? No, no. Oh. Uh, we we lost, but we were on like a four game losing streak, and. It was just the most recent of the losses. But ah. if we, like, just as much as us winning one of our next two games or both of our next two games, we need Colorado to not win at least one of them. Oh, that's that's the, the Blackfeet yeah. did beat the Blues, but they did knock them out. Correct. And they play yes. them again tomorrow. soon? Okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. Oh, yep. shit. And that would knock them out. What time tomorrow? Uh, Probably, like, 7 because it's in Chicago. It was here yesterday. But uh, it was... I'm gonna put on my jersey. We were we were up three to one, <laughs> going into the third period, and I was like, "All right, 
well, it's a Blues game, so I never know. No, I have no faith. But I was like, okay, at the very least, they're not going to score three goals in the third. Like, they'll score two, and we'll go to OT and at least get a point and probably probably pull ahead of Colorado. Like, that's all we kind of need. If we win an OT, that's a bonus. But they score two, and then with eight and a half seconds left in the third, like, I was still watching, and I'm like, all right, so we're going to get an OT point. Like, that's good. Like, that's one little thing. No, they score with eight seconds left, and you, it pans up to Doug Armstrong, the owner of the Blues, in, like, his, like, top, like, area, like, looking down. And he has a look on his face that looks like he wants to <clears throat> bitch slap everyone on the team and just trade everyone. He, like, gets up and walks away. And, like, you can tell that he was probably, like, doing a little, like, personal curse storm, but he didn't mm-hmm. want people to see it. Like, it was so disappointing to just be like, are you fucking four games in a row at the time where we really kind of, we kind of need to win one of these, right? And it was a, a huge part of it. Like, I'm always very understanding to goalies. Very understanding, because I played goalie. And so a lot of times, if you don't know shit about hockey, you'll watch a goal go in or a couple throughout a game, and you'll be like, oh, man, goalie's playing like shit. But you'll be like, no, actually, that was a breakaway. That was kind of defense flubbing up. Or, oh, that was a deflection. If you, if you don't watch it closely, it seems like it snuck in, but it hit off somebody's skate. No, it, Jake Allen, three of those goals were entirely on him. Like, if your defensemen have the, the, the area open that you can see the puck coming in, and you still miss it with your blocker and it sneaks in, like, no, you're an NHL-level goalie. You cannot let those in, much less fucking three of them <laughs> in one game and give up the game. We don't even get a point. Like, I swear, I, I hope that he doesn't play for us anymore because he's so goddamn inconsistent. Like, he's only ever good as a 1B kind of, like, semi-starter or, like, fringe starter, more of a backup goalie. Like, but he's not an NHL starter or he hasn't proven it. One, welcome to Philadelphia's world. That's where we've been for the last 15 years, you know, like not really a starting goalie. Two, oh my God. So I've been following the Blues in the last like six or eight weeks have been the opposite of what you want. You know, like they're looking like a playoff team and they start losing game after game after game. And at some point you're just like, all right, fucking tank the season. Let's get a lottery pick. So they start winning and they start winning and they start winning and they start winning and now they're in playoff contention and you're like, well, we're the, we're literally the hottest team in the NHL right now. We've got the longest current win streak. Let's go make a run in the playoffs. So they start losing and losing yeah. and losing and losing. And now if the season ended, they would not even be in the playoffs. They have to win some and hope the people in front of them lose some. And it's just like they're fucking with fans. Like, they, they, Oh, yeah. Whatever you worst. want, they do the other thing. It like if they miss the playoffs with this, like where they end up in the season, it's literally the worst possible end <laughs> to a season because we don't make the playoffs and we get the absolute. Well, no, we don't even get it. We don't get a first round pick. We get no first round pick. Yeah, and we get, gets we it. miss the playoffs. Yeah, Philadelphia is going to get a middle of the you know first round pick. It's like God, just either either suck a suck a dick. For a couple seasons and get a couple really high draft picks or start fucking winning when it matters like good god it's frustrating you guys have a lot <laughs> of key like injuries all right? the time upshaw and I'm yeah upshaw really, got hurt he got uh he got a lacerated <laughs> kidney oh. i don't know how you lacerate a kidney but you My saw kidney. him get hit really bad <laughs> and he just goes over like down and you know usually hockey players do a pretty good job of coming back out there but not with a lacerated kidney. Who'd then you, you have lose to go to last the hospital. Game? Uh, last game was Chicago. That was yesterday. No. Uh, which player did you lose? Oh, shit. 
A defenseman, I think. Uh, I forgot. It is probably I not don't compelling recall. content. But oh, we... oh yeah. Uh, I think we lost Gunnarsson, and so we had to pull up this guy from like the minor leagues, and he did not play well. Go fucking figure. He's the <laughs> one who took the penalty that led to the power play that we got scored on. But it doesn't fucking matter anyway in the first place because Jake Allen was letting in softy goals all night. Like, ah. Oh, oh just frustrating. I, I won't you know, rave about it anymore because I know there's only like a dozen people out there who care. But it was uh, – it's just funny because I – like I, I'm, I'm paying attention to the Blues because I know it has an impact on you. And mm -hmm. they're having – they couldn't – fuck with you more if they had the ability to choose whether they won or lost and they wanted to torture you this is exactly how it would play out yeah uh, it's amusing to me plus it's we the, get your draft pick the, yeah it's the worst way it could go <laughs> yeah so. so just another another blues season uh so i don't know <laughs> it, it's it's kind of politicsy but trump denied the stormy daniels thing said he had no idea about the 130 grand or that any of this happened that is the oh move. he's saying he didn't have sex with her now Sorry, I'm trying to understand. He's saying he what didn't know anything about the hundred and thirty thousand dollar payoff and and oh, DA okay. maybe I don't know, but um, that's an interesting thing from a legal standpoint because now she can sue him for defamation perhaps by calling you know, because she's being accused of being a liar and I don't know what their end game is on this thing like it, it's I'm not an attorney but I've been paying close attention and it seems that Stormy Daniels is wrong that she had an agreement and they're making some contention that the agreement said end or, and that somehow means mm -hmm. end. But to me, it means end or. Like, I really like uh, Howard Stern's take on the whole thing. He's like, go ahead. you get paid to do something, you do it. When you get paid not to do something, you don't do it. I don't like this. She, she took the money. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Now, now the thing is, so her attorney says this. Look, she was supposed to get paid in like four different ways because it said we're supposed to get 130000 and or like this offer from Trump not to say anything on his side too and or like a couple other things that weren't money. Like he was supposed to fulfill several parts of the deal and all he did is the cash part. But it said and or. So he and doesn't have to I, do I'm, the... I'm, I'm, I'm not up uh, well, on the, the Stormy the, Daniels stuff. So the hundred thirty grand, and or... Trump also signs an NDA and or Trump does like some other thing, like agrees not to talk to her. And and the way that her attorney describes it is he's like she bought a four bedroom house. They gave her one bedroom and said, hey, a deal's a deal because there were these other things in the contract that she was supposed to receive as compensation. And he's trying to argue that and or doesn't mean what we all know it means. You know, that you don't have to do all of them because it says... Like some kind of legalese? Like if I say I'll give you a red rock and or a white one, and I just give you a red rock, you can't complain about the white one, right? Yep. Like, yeah. that's how and or works. That's how I would assume it worked. Yeah, so that that is like the core of this whole case, whether Trump had to do those other things too. What's the... It's just so weird that they're spending so much time on this. Like I... there's so much other shit to be talking about you know um is it i don't know yeah, like yeah I, it, all right so, so no one who voted for trump is surprised by this we that's like, like you're you're telling me that he's a rich guy who flaunts his money and is loose with women and, and you're saying he's done this on tv for decades <laughs> like, like 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 all you gotta do is go back to his stern interviews like like he brags about just yeah. this sort of thing like he like like there's one where like He's on, I think he's in studio. Mike could be wrong about that. And I think Ben Stiller calls in. 
and uh, and 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 he's like, you know, Ben, we're uh, we're having a big party tonight. A lot of Playboy models, a lot of a lot of, a lot of pretty girls. Uh, you should come by. And Ben Stiller's like, uh, yeah, I'd love to come to that. That sounds awesome. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a great time. Trust me. And it's just like, yeah, this guy is just, it's clear. Like, he's like been he's not... posing with shit-eating green, grins saying, look who I'm fucking for 20 years. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, like, look, if you find some corruption, if you find some fucking treasonous shit on this guy, if you find out that mm-hmm. some bribery, so, something that's actually against the fucking law. Why that, he's not sanctioning Russia. And, and not just the laws of morality. Well, he, he kicked all the diplomats out, right? Like, like, like he went along with yeah. the recent sanctions well, and everybody. He joined to condemning them for uh, for poisoning the. Uh, Kicking diplomats Russian out isn't sanctions, right? Like he, there were economic sanctions that Obama imposed, and then it turns out he secretly said, "Don't even worry about those. We're going to get rid of them as soon as we take power, right?" Because he was still uh, the candidate, the president elect. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then Congress passed something like five hundred and thirty-three to two uh, that they had to impose more sanctions, and then yeah, that's Trump going back never to the... imposed them. Yeah, that's going I'm back to the Crimea thing. They're not. Well, yeah, uh, he gave a lot of arms to to Crimea. Trump did, or no? Did Ukraine. He? I'm not up to speed uh, on that. But one. but, but yeah, and I mean, he, obviously so basically, the Congress said they needed to pass more sanctions, and then when it got to the, he he signed it, and then he didn't do it. And some people theorize that perhaps it's because Russia has something. On, I don't, if that turned into a thing, that would be a really big deal. This is just tabloid fodder, right? Yeah, this, this yeah. is just it's people, just ratings shit. Like, there's so much. Hmm. Like, uh, how about we talk about that ridiculous fucking 1.3 trillion dollar spending bill that yeah. we just passed and apparently we're not talking about that anymore it's like <laughs> apparently there's not a fucking conservative in the government anymore they're they're just you know I don't oh, like oh, the we, we're gonna thing. we're gonna cut taxes oh yeah i don't like him attacking amazon either amazon's a great company that provides an awesome service to millions and millions and millions of people like why and you know the why bother post with angle, that? right uh, you know yeah. the why yes but yeah yes. Uh, for, for pe- yeah he owns the washington post yeah, for, uh, for people Bezos. listening who maybe don't know everything uh so Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post. He also owns Amazon.com. And the Washington Post is very critical of Donald Trump. So Trump is attacking Amazon as a way to silence the press, it would seem. And, uh, um, you know, for people who are concerned about that sort of thing, it's like, wow, you know, you can't have the state attack the press. You know, the press is almost the fourth arm of government. They, they keep everybody honest. And, and when suddenly you're saying like, hey, we're going to fuck with your delivery mechanism of packages if you keep writing about me in your paper, then that seems like you know, the president fights back. And, and we loved him for it during the candidacy. But as president, he's supposed to kind of rise above. And yeah, the president shouldn't be like saying shit like that about any business i don't think like any specific business it's not helpful you know uh, and then uh chiz keeps writing about it in there this the china uh the tariffs and shit it's a terrible idea why would we do that like it, it's a way bigger deal than than the media's like if you compared the amount of that of time that like places like cnn or wherever have talked about stormy daniels mm-hmm. to like this actual big deal of <clears throat> tariffs on china like it's not even close. And one so, of them is an enormous deal. And the other one is a fucking tabloid thing. So like actual terrorists, a- actual tariffs, actual trade wars, bad idea it, 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 from, from what every, everything I've read, right? But I think that the threat of them to secure a better negotiating position could prove fruitful, no? Like, I, no, I, I feel like could, it's, it's definitely, it, it already is tuition. bringing countries to the negotiating table to sort of renegotiate how things are done. 
so that there isn't a trade war. He's almost saying, like, hey, I'll fuck both of our economies if I have to. Like, is that what you want? I'll, yeah, I'll fuck mine a little because it's going to fuck yours a lot. Or we could renegotiate how we do things. Um, it, it, it feels like he's sort of, and I don't think that's 40 chess. I think that's just a basic sort of negotiation tactic. If that's yeah. what he's doing, and I, it probably is what he's doing, then that's a good thing to try and scare them into you know coming to the table. But it's not something that we actually want implemented because you're just passing shit onto the consumer. I'm kind of with you guys on this. So the deal is we have a huge trade Im- imbalance with China, right? We buy way more from them than they sell to, than we buy the same amount they sell to, than they buy from us. So um, uh, Trump is trying to fix that. And in his efforts to fix it, he says, all right, we're putting tariffs on your steel and this and that. And then China hits back with all these tariffs against us, which I'll cover because they're interesting in a second. And now Trump is trying to address like what our next wave of tariffs will have. And I don't know if this trade war is a good idea or a bad idea, but I am pretty sure that the old policy was a bad idea. So the fact that he's trying to do something, well, I'll wait and see how it works out before I say whether he was smart or dumb, because... Doing something, yeah. uh, maybe we'll land in a better spot than we were before, which was a bad spot. Now, what I'm finding super interesting is this. The way that Trump, I'm sorry, the way that China is putting tariffs on America are politically motivated. They're trying to make Trump lose a reelection. They're going after agriculture. They're going after Rust Belt. They're going after things. They, um, I forget who it was, but recently they, someone we were working with was going to put tariffs on Harley-Davidson which is interesting because Harley Davidson impacts Paul Ryan, the, the speaker of the house. And it, so they're going after spots that hurt Republican reelection campaigns intentionally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you're like me and you also enjoy like the theatrics and drama of it all, it's like, Ooh, you know, like I think that they have had their counterattack strategy for this sort of thing in place for some time. And now they're rolling it out. They also can like, it, they're not as free a country as us. So, like, there's a lot more hoops to jump over or jump through, rather, if you're a president here trying to impose tariffs than China, where I'm pretty sure Xi Zing, whatever his name is, can more unilaterally make those decisions because he's got a lot more power than the American he just, president. He just removed his term limits. He's, 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 <laughs> yeah, but yeah. The, Congress gave the power to the president to negotiate deals like this, like, I'm going to mess it up, but it's something like 15 or 25 years ago. The president has been able to act uh, pretty much unilaterally on this sort of thing. Now, oh, okay. Congress can maybe pull it away if they all vote in that direction or whatever. But but right now, the, the president really gets to call some shots with regards to this. And the, if nothing else, the drama is great. It's fun to see them, like the the smart moves that the different sides are making and how it's going to play out. Yep. Hopefully it plays out well for us and they come to the table and it's a more fair negotiation instead of, you know, both economies kind of taking a hit. Six sided die. We had it too. So Trump decides to re-roll it. If we get better than that, kudos to Trump. If we get worse, not so much, but it was worth rolling, I guess, you know, cause we had it too. Yeah. At least trying. Yeah. Like what's the worst that could happen? You go back to the old way you would think, cause China seems pretty fucking happy with that. I hear what, yeah, that doesn't sound crazy to me. Yeah, so uh, anyway. This, yeah, let's yeah. let it pan out, see what happens. <sighs> yeah, yeah, but you're right. Like The Stormy Daniels thing's taking up so much time, and nobody's talking about that. And nobody at all is talking about that giant spending bill. Right. At right. all. Yeah. It's like, I, you can, I heard you them can talking cut. about it today. They, they were saying that, so I think the original bill, maybe the House bill, was like 
a trillion, and then the the inflated version is like 1.3 trillion. And uh, there were uh, the the guy that was speaking was a congressman, a senator, whatever, and he was saying that Trump had some uh, some ability to trim that further, even though it's already been signed into law, and, and get rid of some of that 300 billion extra uh, dollars. I don't know. I heard they were going to try and readdress it. Yeah, and I don't think Trump can do it unilaterally. I think they're trying to pass some cuts. He yeah. said, "Oh, he's he was like the blah 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 of 1974 gives him the power of." something or another so he'll be able to go in and cut some things i don't know it, yeah I, it's funny yeah. so he wants a line item veto and um so a line item veto is interesting because everyone knows what pork is right like you're trying to yeah. pass your very popular or must pass to keep the government open kind of bill and then they slip in you know, St. Louis gets a second arch, you know, for some fucking reason. Now they're getting two arches. Sponsored by McDonald's. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big McDonald's advertiser. So, you know, a president can pass the, you know, whatever, like longer maternity act that just happens to have the St. Louis flipping arch in there and line item veto just that piece. And it's mostly used as a scalpel. Well, it's mostly intended to be used as a scalpel rule where you can get rid of stupid spending. Yeah. But... The challenge is that they might use it very politically, right? Like, the, what if Trump used it to just get rid of everything Democrats like and kept the Republican things? Which you might think sounds great if you're listening to this and you're pro-Trump, but every time you give power to a government official, you have to remember you're also giving that power to, like, you know, the hypothetical Hillary who could have won, you know? They, yeah, every subsequent person. Yeah, there's going to be a president, if you love Trump, who you hate just as much as liberals hate Trump. You know, at some point it'll swing the other way. And when you hand out something like a line on a veto, you have to make sure that that's a power they should really have. That's why we have to eliminate term limits. Eliminate term limits. So Trump can just stay in power forever. Emperor Trump. <laughs> so he just uh, wins elections like uh, no need for like the, the election. president of China no, or Putin. That would be a huge waste of time. No. <laughs> And uh, we're going green. There are going to be no ballots. <laughs> <laughs> One ballot, the president votes. Uh, <laughs> if we got rid of term limits, I still don't see Trump serving more than two terms because he'd be like no, hell no. 85 or um, obviously not. But yeah, he'd be very old. I feel like even if we did get rid of term limits, like people like, after like two terms, you're going to get fucking sick of whatever guy there is. Right. Like FDR almost became like the first emperor when he, he ran. You know, he yeah. Yeah. Or did three terms. I can't remember a president that really enjoyed a second term, right? They never go well. That's always the one with the scandals. It's always just a big stress burger. They age uh, much more quickly in the second term. Like, Obama looks like a fresh-faced kid when he <laughs> went into the presidency. And by the end of it, it's like, man, you, like, he's aged 20, 15 years in the last, or like 16 years in the last eight. He went like, in looking like T.I. He came out looking like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> who's ti he's a rapper he's a rapper oh but yeah it that's got to be such a stressful job like yeah. everybody is mad at you always so often and, and there are people who agree with you who are still just stabbing you in the back uh because i don't know they're yeah. on the other team for trump especially it's like a huge percentage of like re establishment republicans don't even like him like he he's probably out there like i thought i had a, a, quite a few people on my team Turns out there's fucking basically no one. Like, like, <laughs> even all the R's don't like me. Like, <laughs> he's, it's got to be stressful. A lot of it's self-imposed. He's the wings of presidents, though. He definitely will, like, 
He'll just go out himself. there and say I, I shit so, on Twitter, you know, like, like not referring to it, wings. It'll <laughs> be like a it'll be like a slow news day and like the you, the media is like having like being forced to report on how the economy's doing great or like something that's like tangentially positive related to Trump. And it's like compulsively he'll like hop on Twitter and say something like uh, Mika Brzezinski showed up at my house with a bloody face. Very disrespectful. Very gross. That bleeding on my property. And people are like, "Oh, we don't have to talk about the economy anymore. We can talk about Mika Brzezinski's bloody facelift." It's like, no, nobody believes that a woman showed up at your home bleeding. You don't. Do <laughs> you know, you ever like if you're like if you get a surgery and you show up, oh, a bleed. Oh no, it's fine. I'm just gonna keep going to this person's. Like, it's. And you, do you and remember it's like, who oh, Why do you why do you keep doing this? Do you remember who Wings supported in the last uh, presidential election? Or can you guess if you don't know? Yeah. Hillary, this most recent guess. one? Uh, I, I have no idea. Bernie? Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I do. Big Bernie Sanders guy. Yeah. One of those handouts. Bernie is not going <laughs> to, will never be president. I will give a banquet meal to every man, <laughs> woman, and child. And it's not going to be the kind that we hate with the corn that tastes awful in it. It's <laughs> no. going to be... The beef ravioli, no cheese. Well, unless you're, you're vegan. Well, I guess cheese isn't better if you're vegan. I, I'm sorry, I get off track. I've been on the bus for four hours. There were so many stops on the way the here. transfer. <laughs> I had to transfer. <laughs> I was looking at the Democratic 2020 hopefuls. No one there excites me. Nope. Yeah. No, they, I, no, they're fucked. Trump's winning again. Trump is winning again. Watch this shit happen because they got nobody to run against him. His, and, uh, his and, approval and, uh, rating is and, actually higher than Obama's was. You either get Biden in there or at you're this point fucked. in time. Yeah, it was. if you can't get Kinda. if you can't get this Biden, is when the health care bill passed. But yeah. If you can't get Biden in there to run against Trump, Trump wins again because if you try to stick Pocahontas in there or one of those extreme left liberals who just fucking pisses the Midwest and the Rust Belt the fuck off, if you get somebody in there. That, that that's just so far to the left that they can't stomach it, you better find a moderate. You find better find a blue dog. You better find somebody who's a fucking pro-gun Democrat who's, who's like not putting up with this social justice warrior bullshit, someone who's normal, a regular kind of average, right-down-the-middle kind of guy or girl. It could go either way, whatever. But if you stick some ultra-liberal in there from fucking Massachusetts or, 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 or California or someone... Someone who's who's an open borders kind of um, uh, globalist type anti second person, amendment kind yeah you, you're gonna lose you're gonna fucking lose again Trump's gonna because because Trump knows how to pull the strings here's my strategy I think we get into some sort of war headed into the next election which spikes his popularity fireworks With who who do you think ah pick somebody brown it doesn't matter Pull the Puerto nice. Rico <laughs> You're saying that we owed Puerto Rico? You think things are bad now? You just wait. Those ungrateful bastards. We just invaded at the most successful, biggest, most successful, ask anyone, invasion of Puerto Rico. Not a single life lost. They welcomed us there. They were on the tarmac saying, welcome, Mr. President. They've already learned the terminology. It's incredible. Their English not as bad as you'd expect. It's like, uh, yeah, it, it seems like the trend is always just another Middle Eastern war, right? Like a proxy war with Russia. Yeah, but uh, he's creative. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to like South America or something. Ooh, you yeah, know. let's get some Venezuelans. Yeah. Some no, we, war, he huh? would not start a war in South America and drive even more uh, illegal immigrants north. <laughs> hey, hey, the more he kills, the fewer there are to come north, right? Mm. Yeah, wh wherever that caravan came from, ah. go to war with them. Where was that? Where they where were they coming from? Where where he was like he was saying that like he hoped Mexico was going to turn them away or whatever. 
they did get turned away. Yeah, well, good. Mexico's yeah. got much stricter uh, immigration laws than we do. Yeah, yeah I, do. I forget where I was reading, but and someone was law. saying Mexico actually forms a really big barrier for people to get to America. Like, they yeah. hold it, hold back the tide of people who would otherwise try to get here. Yeah, the fucking Mexicans will get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the cartel. Yeah, <sighs> they, they take border security more seriously. Oh, like Fanta Raleigh's. They're making a Sicario 2. It looks fucking hardcore. That? So Sicario, you should have seen this by now. It's, oh, it's a good it. movie. So Sicario is, um, it's got Emily Blunt, I think. She's the one who played opposite Tom Cruise in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. Like the, okay. the hot chick where they kept. Um, Athletic chick, yeah. She's like a FBI or DEA agent. I don't remember which. A federal agent um, who's gone south of the border with uh, Benicio Del Toro. And uh, who's the other guy? Help me. Josh Brolin. And Josh Brolin. And they're, they're fighting the cartel. And it's this really shady business where Benicio Del Toro is motivated by the fact that these cartel men have kill, wiped out his entire family, his children, his wife. And he's on like a fucking search and destroy mission, working with the U.S. government to take one cartel out and put another one in power. And um, they, there's lots of really violent shootouts. It's filmed really well. I think it's filmed in some sort of digital ultra-wide, um, uh, really nice format. It's, it's, a, it's beautifully shot. And uh, the first one, very violent. Uh, second one, I've watched the, 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 the preview for it, looks much more violent. Like, like, like at the end of the first one, though, there's one of the most hardcore scenes ever, like with Benicio Del Toro, like, going into like a mansion with a suppressed pistol. He's got like a, a thermal uh, vision drone overhead talking to him. He's like, two more bogeys, one in the, one in the kitchen. One, and he's just going room to room, pew, 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 just taking everybody out. He's just like a Mexican James Bond. Uh, it, the, 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 uh, the previews look really good for the mm. second one, though. He like gets this cartel guy on the ground and like takes his mask off, and he does this thing with his pistol where he fans the trigger. Like, like he holds the pistol in one hand, and like, bah, 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 like with the other, like, like blowing the guy's ball. face apart. Yeah, yeah. And if you, I, I, you can do that in real life, and you can shoot a pistol like a machine gun. And he does that to the guy's face, which I thought was super hardcore. Sure. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, I, not to change the topic, but I watched the second episode of Terror, and I still like that show. I still like it too. Yeah. I still like it too. Still only two out. Uh, there kind are of. the three first episode hours. was a double. Yeah, Kyle said. There's three hours. So there's a double episode and then week two. Okay. I need to hop on that one if you guys are both enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not calling it Game of Thrones, but it's good. And uh, I was afraid that in the second episode, like, nothing would happen because yeah. the first one had a lot of setup and you got to meet these characters and, and figure out what was what. But uh, shit happens in the second episode, too. So, play. I yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more about what the the bad thing is it's it's yeah. definitely not a polar bear that is not <laughs> you know it's funny the whole time i watch so they don't show the bad thing but they think it's a bear and uh i always pictured grizzly they're literally surrounded the by arctic. ice in the arctic yeah. and i'm like oh, probably brown bear black bear grizzly probably <laughs> <laughs> you know? somehow i'm like yeah. right polar it's pause its paws are literally this big. The footprints that they see left behind are like this fucking big, like as big as your chest. And when it takes someone, it it like yanks them away from the group through the air, screaming, and then and then it'll like throw down the top part of their skull. And they're all just like, "What the fuck was that?" 
you know, like, like, but they still think it's a polar bear for some reason. It, it, it eviscerates people, rips them limb from limb, like punches through their chest. It and kills it, them meanly. And, yes. Uh, so, which is, is why I think it's not a bear. You know, it seems to have a, 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 a it's not just killing for food. So, yeah, yeah it's and I'm very interested in the show. I, I can't wait to see what happens next. Kyle said something and, and please don't expand on it that he knew it was a one-season show because of... And I'm just like, wow. So there's going to be a conclusion at the end of the 10th episode. And one last thing. It's on AMC's website. So I'm just watching it legally streaming from their website. That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah. So. Or if you have Sling, uh, you know, you could just... I, I use the recording feature on Sling to just record Walking Dead and anything that I watch. So I can just fast-forward through the commercials and, stu and stuff. Um, I like the Sling app a lot. It comes with like I don't know how many gigs of free DVR, but it's cool. So uh, yeah, so I'm enjoying the terror. Uh, it's a true story. I that's not. Doubt that. I heard yes. that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else was thinking? Oh, fitness is going fun. I'm getting kind of proud of myself. Uh, depending on the moment, I I think that the lighting in my bathroom is very good. So sometimes I see myself in the bathroom and it's like, look at this progress. Like you're, you're bulking up here and there. My ribs are poking out. I don't pretend to have abs, but in the right light, you can see where the abs are going to be. You know, there, there's mm -hmm. a, it, it, they're developing. Um, I last, my last weigh-in was 196, which was, you know, I had hit 204, nice. but I was at 220. So altogether, it's, uh, what is that, 24 pounds down. And, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, like it, I was thinking about it today. Losing 24 pounds in, it's almost a year, 10 more days, is not that impressive. But losing 24 pounds, breaking three bones in your leg and rehabbing it at 45, I'm like, you know, it's, it's not been a lame year. Also, yeah, get lost like, just at the top of my head here, like 13 to 14% of your body weight. That's how you should think of it. Like, like if if what would that be for wings? That would be like uh, fifty or sixty pounds or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, um, oh, and I'm pretty confident I put on some muscle. There are parts oh, yeah. of me, a couple, like my my shoulders, where I'm like, they're actually good. Like I, not just better, but I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm pretty happy with the way they are even now. Um, so so yeah, and and my pull ups, I. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. There, it turns out I, I probably do about two-thirds weightlifting and one-third calisthenics, which is just like the pull-ups, the push-ups, the bodyweight exercises. And I really enjoy the bodyweight ones. They're my favorites. Uh, my pull-ups, the form is getting good. I stopped at 15 and just sort of got the form good. Yeah. But the chin-ups, like I full-on like chin-up to my nipples, you know, and uh, it makes me feel good about me. So uh, I use one of the pull-up bars that's like in a door jam, uh -huh. and so I can't do like – muscle ups or anything mm -hmm. but i want to try to get to that point when i get like a real pull-up bar because like it's not that functional of an exercise but i feel like that's a really cool barometer of like that's a really strong motherfucker to I, like yeah. pull up and then push yourself up do, do, you, do you do dips at all do you have a dip me uh, rack i, I don't have a dip machine but i uh sometimes i'll do it like between chairs and shit and then yeah. sometimes like the chair will like like squeak on the floor and i'm like this is a stupid thing to be doing but you just see this chair <laughs> going <"Fah, fah!" laughs> I, I only Breaking added dips, yeah, dips are great you, you feel so sore i suck at them so um we bought these bands to help colin with pull-ups 
and I use the like assistance bands on my dips. But I think I can get rid of those in a week or two. Um, I'm feeling stronger already. But right now I do dips with assistant bands because I suck. But um, it, that's one of the encouraging things about this. Like when I was just losing weight last year, there wasn't, it was kind of the only metric I had to go by. But now, like almost every two days, something got better. Like, oh, look, my bench went up, my squat, my deadlift went up, my pull ups have yeah. gone up or, or technique is improved. I'm doing 45 push ups now. Uh, I know Taylor does 100, which is, I was thinking to myself, like, Taylor does 100. You have a lot of catching up to do. Well, actually, um, Taylor has a, way stronger body type than you and he's like 20 years longer perhaps that's not the metric we should be following yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the 20 year difference is is definitely a a, a tally in my column <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like conor mcgregor he does 800 a day i'm never gonna get there right right so but probably uh, so not. Uh, i'm just gonna not chase that metric but uh when i first started i did 10 so going from 10 to 45 it's is a huge is, improvement yeah and uh i've, I've had a lot of it like I watched this channel, Bro Science Life. You probably don't watch it, but it's... Oh, like, yeah. No, I've, I've watched that before. Oh, There's some funny ones. There, he does this evolution of man, but it's like evolution of like gym bro. And uh, he's like, first, you're an amoeba. You're nothing. We call this BC before curls. And this guy <laughs> sucks and he can't do anything. Then you become like, you know, whatever it is, the very basics, you know, some sort of fish of, of gym rat. And you've got beginner gains that you're very proud of, but nobody else can tell or gives a fuck about them. And that's burned into my head. That's me. That's where I am right now. Yeah, I have, I have all these beginner gains that no one else can see or even cares about, but I'm positive they exist i can tell in the weights i lift and then the amount of like pull-ups and push-ups and uh the it's just nice because i used to look at the scale and get like a little positive affirmation every seventh day and now it happens four times a week you know which is yeah and you also like have seems like you already are but like change that mentality of like oh, I only lost a third of a pound this week or I didn't lose any weight this week. But it's like, well, I've still been eating pretty well and I've been working out a lot. So who's to say I didn't, you know, lose more than I think, but I just kind of substituted it with muscle. Muscle, Like I'm, I'm amping up my muscle, my strength. Like, like you can see the, the visual gains and the difference and that's not, you know, free body mass. Like that weighs something. It weighs more than the amount of fat that it took up. And I'm, I'm very critical of myself. I'm like, you know, well, all right, you think you look better with your shirt off, but is it possible that you're kidding yourself? But you know what? Like the scale and the plates don't lie. You know, I, I, I've recorded every lift I've had since I started. And like, these are positive changes, you know, like it, there's the visual sort of, you know, like, do I think I look better? And then there's the, the dude, I just, I'm clearly lifting heavier. And yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I could. Like when I was started making like the very beginning of beginner gains, mm -hmm. like I could tell with my shirt off, like, oh, I'm starting to look better. But like nobody noticed. Like it wasn't until like probably <laughs> three, three, four months in that friends started to be like, have you been working out like a lot? Like you're starting to look way more fit. And like when family members notice, it's like, oh, good. Like this is a way better feeling than and not even just, you know, to get laid more, which obviously is a a nice perk get but cut, like get butt. you just you just feel better like you feel more confident you're like you'll walk around and be like oh i actually you know I, I feel like these clothes fit me pretty well there's no point in no body position am i like fucking around like this i put this shirt on i don't even wear this around anymore because it's too small now it's a large too big and too no too small it like my shoulders and arms kind of oh, grew okay, out of it okay uh 
but like other t-shirts and like button-up shirts and shit that I'll wear, like when I was at my heaviest, like I was always self-conscious about that. Like I'd sit down and I'd be like, oh, there's like that like belly, like the, the little pouch like that opens up between the buttons because it's <laughs> straining against your big fat gut. And then like over time you realize like, man, it's been a couple months since I've put on some clothes and felt like self-conscious in it. Like I haven't put on jeans and thought like, oh my God, these almost look like skinny jeans, but they're fucking not, you big fat animal. Like that, that's a really beneficial thing too. It's definitely more fun to shop for clothes when you're fit See, or when you're fitter. I used to have clothes that were too small for me, right? So I'm not so much bigger that like I've had your issues. I have the opposite side. It's like this shirt sausages me in an unflattering way. Now the shirts either look right or I'm like, you know what? This thing hangs so baggy in an unflattering way. And it, there's that. Mm -hmm. And there used to be pant like shorts in particular. I had a, like two or three pairs of shorts where I'm like, man, how strong is that button? You know, because because we're putting that bitch to the test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't have any shorts like that. I don't have a single pair where I, either I really need a belt or they fit fine. There's yeah. no more button tensile strength testing. So. <laughs> I had that uh, the op like something similar to that recently, where like I I had to dress up pretty nice, and so I went and got some suit pants. And I just grabbed you know one off the rack in my closet, and I like was putting it on, and like when I pulled it up, like the pants, it was like who whose pants did these used to be? Like I couldn't have ever been this much overweight, right? And I like looked at the the band, and it's a 36 waist, and it was like quite quite a bit of give mm -hmm. there, and it was like all right, well this is good news in one that I'm not fat anymore for the most part, still a little overweight. I, I still need to lose a couple more, a Me few more too, pounds. Yeah. But uh, on the other hand, it was like, I need to get my pants tailored. So I'm, I'm thinking about saying, fuck it, and just putting all the weight back on. <laughs> that would save you money in tailoring. Uh, it would. Yeah, I don't, I'm just, I'm excited about some of the changes we made, and we're opening the pool, and I'll feel a little better there. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Oh, I haven't. I'm blogging every bite I take in my fitness pal. Every single one. It gets easier. One, like when you first start, you're searching for food or scanning in bars or something like that. Uh, now, like 80% of the time, I just go back a couple days and figure out which meal to copy from. You know, like, yep. oh, here it is. I had it on Tuesday, copy from Tuesday. And uh, I can eyeball like how much chicken weighs, you know, probably within a third of an ounce. So I, I do that half the time instead of weighing it. It's like, that, that's eight ounces. I know I've done it 15 times already. So yeah, uh, I'll do that. Like when I buy meat where I'm like, all right, can I get like a pound of extra lean ground beef or whatever I'm going to make? And then like, I don't actually weigh it out. I'm just like, eh, this is about half and I'll eat the other half tomorrow. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to even out for the most part. Yeah. But I was, a I was a total asshole this past weekend because <laughs> I had so much fried chicken so much bread, uh, like to the point that I wasn't even hungry anymore. I just kept going back and eating rolls, like for the fuck of it, and like knowing the whole time, like you're gonna regret this. And I'm like, <laughs> you're at grandma's house. You get to eat whatever you want at grandma's house. And so <laughs> I did that. But uh, I'm, I was, I still need to cut one down. I'm like like 190 again now. I had my first like real real cheat day in the last like 35 days, two days ago. Dude, uh, I'm sorry. Three hmm. fights have been canceled. What? All right. Listen. Artem Lobov, right. uh, Michael Chiesa, and the Ray Borg fight. The, the, the like, um, whatever the lightest weight of men is. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he fights, he fought DJ a while back, Demetrius Johnson. Right. Uh, all, the, all those fights are canceled, is, is what I'm being told here. So, Chessia, because of the facial, facial lacerations, that was him versus Pettis. Um, 
Artem Lobov because what did he do? Is he well, he, well, he's affiliated with Connor. Yeah, Maybe but did he do anything back? Is it? I mean, all he did is make a video talking shit about Connor months ago. I'm sorry about Khabib. So why would? So that could, oh oh oh! I'm sorry. Lobov was actually in Connor's crowd when they assaulted the bus. So he's uh, he's probably kicked out of the UFC. And um, the Ray Borg, I have no idea. Do you know? Is that related to the scuffle? I, I know it's related to the, the scuffle or whatever. I just don't know what the specific injury that he or his opponent suffered. Hmm. Man. So is this card now looking pretty shitty? Well, no. like because like, He has an honestly, eye issue. I, oh, I, how great would it be if they bumped Lozon up to the main card? That wouldn't surprise me. That would be badass. Oh, I re really hope they do. I, 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 like, like, what, if, what if Conor McGregor inadvertently throws Joe up on like like the third fight of the night or the or, or something like that like the third main fight or something like that Joe cracks some guy and uh and gets a nice payday and a and a bonus that'd be sick so Borg was on the FS1 prelims and Pettis was uh -huh. on the pay-per-view but even so I feel like that you know it, it's a gap that like he would have otherwise like they might have been looking for there's just one less fight to compete to get up, one less person to leapfrog. Yeah, know, he could find himself on the main card. I he could definitely, like, like when they when they've been promote. I, I watch all the promos and stuff, mm -hmm. and like when they promote the f that card, he's the they're like UFC legends, and then boom, like Joe Lozon's the first guy they they show up there, like you know, given the like the number one, like 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 standing there, and like newcomers and this and that, like, like I feel like he's the biggest fight on that card. And on that part it of the would, card, yeah. On that part of the card, yeah. The, the the prelim, I really hope they bump him up. Man, that'd be great. That'd be great. I I, I always want the best for Joe. You know. Yeah, and I want whatever Joe wants. If it <laughs> means if it means Ray Borg loses an eye, I don't give a fuck. Like like like, like I, I don't care if Conor McGregor has to has to shank a few fighters if it gets Joe up on the main card. Dude, Conor, I feel like he's in more trouble all the time. And by the way, first it was just Chessia and possibly Pettis suing him, right? Because Pettis is out of payday, but. He was going to fight Chessia. And um, now we've got Borg and whoever he was fighting that could sue Connor. And uh, then, of course, you know, I don't know how angry the UFC is. There's the Athletic Commission. There's the hotel, the bus. Like, I, I guess it's bad to rampage. Oh, yeah. This is going to turn into a negative thing for him. Like, like we'll it, 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 it's a lot of illegal things he did. I, at first, it was like he threw a dolly, right? He threw a dolly. How bad is that? You know, we're going to hit him with, like, whatever, grand vandalism. There's a $1,000 fine, some community service where you have to tell kids not to spray paint, and your next fight is now a $100 million fight. I thought that's how it was going to turn out. Now, with him, like, wrecking a card like this and injuring fighters, and it's a problem. It Did is. We that, well, I, I don't. Chessia, he's in or he's out. He's out. Yeah, I read that he was in, and now I read he's out. So yeah, that's Connor's in trouble. I yeah. thought this was going to make him have, yeah. more likely to fight Khabib. Now I'm wavering. If it's between, if it's between he and Khabib, if they decide if they fight, they're both going to want to. But yeah. you think Dana White's going to have to say no? Or the law will have to say no because you, you you destroyed property and assaulted someone and 
broke into an event. Like, I bet Connor regrets this. Oh yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem like this was very smart. Mm-mm. But who knows? Maybe, maybe Kyle's right. Because that was your opinion, right, Kyle? That it's not going to affect him at all. Like well, anything will be positive. Well, that was before I knew that there were people, uh, like, hurt, so hurt this much. Fights. Yeah, yeah. I, and you don't know the extent of the injuries. You know, like, like if it's just scratches, right? If it's just if it's literally scratches, if it's superficial stuff, that's not a big deal. But when I hear that Borg, who's not a uh, an inconsequential fighter has an eye injury potentially that's a big deal that's not something that just heals up maybe like if he's got a scratched cornea all right maybe he's good in the, in, in a couple months like still a big deal still a big deal he's he's lost revenue here although i feel like if the ufc sues connor that could be a problem for connor financially but if these fighters connor could pay what they were going to make and not really miss it are you like, sure like that's could, the extent of their damages though because I, I don't, I'm just a court would have to d d decide that, and, and their law, and you know, it would depend. It, it, it would be a civil court matter, and, and they would be suing for lost revenue and potentially uh, um, emotional and physical uh, suffering. And you know, you know like career setback, or like, like I'll just make up a hypothetical, right? If I had a title shot, now suddenly I lost my title shot because of this eye damage. There's more to it than how much I lost in this fight, right? You know it. If I'm Chessia and I'm like, dude, I had an opportunity to be a contender. You know, if I had beat Pettis, my next shot could have been for a title or, you know, a, another fight away from a title. Now that's all gone. And, and I don't know, like you could stretch the damages to what this fight could have meant to me beyond just what this particular fight would have paid me. Yeah. Like total, like huge damage to his career potentially. Yeah. Yeah, now Chessia, I think his only damages are skin deep. You know, you can't go into a fight with big cuts because they just get more cut when you get punched. But you can heal pretty completely from it. Uh, the eye damage, I don't know. Well, we'll see what's up. But yeah, yeah, Connor made a big mistake. But I, I hope that it results in Khabib torturing him. I hope it. Uh, I, hope, I hope they get a fight. And uh, and I'd love to see Connor win that fight, uh, but uh, Khabib's a hard matchup for anybody. I, like like everybody just talks about Habib being like the, the the best pound for pound in the world. Like like uh -huh. I I know he trains with DC, and DC says you know they they like hand fight you know to to each other and and, and like he and he talks about what a challenge it is to like hand fight with uh with Habib, and you know fight for control and and, and to grapple with him. And, and he's like, an Olympic he, class guy, fifty pounds heavier. Yeah. Yes, he is. So he's yeah. supposed to do that easily, and he says it's hard. He's a light heavyweight champ, like like who who crushes everyone who they put before him except for John Jones, and uh, you know a bad motherfucker in his own right. One of the one of the one of the goats, and uh, and he's talking about a guy fifty pounds his lesser, being a fucking serious uh, 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 opponent. And uh, you know I, I remember Brendan Schwab today was talking about some wrestler, and I don't know wrestling ben at Askren. all. But they, yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 Habib was just taken down and uh, oh, and dominating. Maybe, uh, maybe he was talking about some really high level wrestler that Habib mm. like was training with, and they were talking about how Habib was taking that guy down, like I, he was I, the better wrestler. I heard him saying that's a matchup they'd like to see, and I'd like to see it. Too. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I heard that too. He's the curly haired guy yeah, who like fought yeah. in Bellator and maybe FS1 or whatever that that is, right? Yeah, it was fight. Bellator and something else. Yeah, like Fight Force or some He's shit. Like the only I don't know. Known fighter in the whole organization. There's a. I want to. Oh, I had a thing. McGregor fighting. 
uh, matchup. Oh, uh, Brendan Schwab and Joe Rogan were talking about the matchup between Khabib and McGregor, and uh, or Habib, whatever. Habib has been this guy who walks towards you, walks through your punches, gets his hands on you, pulls you down, and then just brutalizes you on the ground for the rest of the round. That's his thing. But Conor McGregor is perhaps perhaps the best we've ever seen at fighting while going backwards. You know, Silva's there too. So it's like, huh, actually, we've been talking about this wrestler as Conor's kryptonite, but Conor's this wrestler's kryptonite too. I want to see it. I want to see it too. I mean, look, you saw that that punch from Michael Johnson wobble him, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Connor hits a lot harder than Michael Johnson. True. Um, Connor Connor could fucking wobble his ass so badly that he he just throws a storm on his ass right after. He could he could he could do what he's done to, you know, half a dozen big names. It, it, it could go either way. I, I I truly believe it could go either way. But, like if if they're on the ground, yeah, I like Habib's chances, right? Like like, like I love that comparison. They're like. Being, being underneath Habib is like being slowly ran over by a truck. <laughs> like, okay, okay, I can visualize that. That sounds horrible. Like, like something that's just slowly crushing you, like a steamroller just rolling up your body and you Connor can't get it off. Connor could hardly get Chad Mendez off him. So if mm-hmm. Habib gets on top of him, he's doomed. Having said yeah. that, Nate Diaz couldn't take him down. So, you know, who's to say that he's... Remember Nate Diaz in fight two when Connor was focusing on Nate's legs yeah. and just... And look, Nate's about as tough as it gets. I think yeah. Nate may be tougher than Habib. I don't know if Habib's going to be able to stand that kind of leg kick punishment. Connor, suck. Connor was crippling that man's leg. So Connor's a tactical fighter, right? Like, like they're not going to go into a fight with Habib without a game plan. Yep. And, and it's going to be the best game plan that money can buy. You know, he's going to have Kavanaugh and all those guys. I'm sure they've been thinking about it for years now, how to beat Habib. You know, and, and I saw I see his Instagram posts every now and then. And he's training with wrestlers, and he's training with uh, with, with people that they're trying to. He, he's trying to improve his game, you know, make become more well-rounded. We'll I, see. I, I want to see that fight. One of the reasons he looks I... in, he's incredible shape, by the way. I don't know if you've seen like pictures of Conor recently. <sighs> looks looks excellent. Like like just just really really ripped. One of the reasons that I knock Conor and say every one of his fights, potential fights, is a loss, is that I expect him to be rusty. You know, he hasn't had an MMA fight since 2016, and he won't have one until 2019. So he's going to be, he's going to suck. Potentially? Yeah. Potentially. <sighs> you know? Man. Uh, for some guys, ring rust is definitely a thing. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Seems like it I don't know. All, all guys, right? No, there's guys that have come back and. Dominic Cruz. DC? Yeah. Daniel DC Cornier. came back in there and it was like, God damn, like, like he's, a, you know, and, and then the, and those, and that off time, you know, I saw him at those jujitsu tournaments, fucking people up. And I saw him like, uh, do some sort of wrestling only thing with, uh, I don't remember who it was, another big guy and some, some other promotion, just, just wrestling only no striking. And it was, he was doing stuff like that, but he came back and was just looked like he hadn't lost a step. I love know? DC, but he's going to lose his next fight and retire. Who's he fighting? Stipe. Mm. Yeah, he's gonna fight for the heavyweight title. He's gonna lose. Did you see him getting? Did you see him getting himself pumped up for Gustafson backstage? No. Oh, it's great. Let me see if I can find it. It's it's. I, I was gonna describe it, but man, if you haven't seen it, look, I'll see if I can dig it up. Gustafson, huh? That was a while ago. It wasn't Volcom. Could have been. Okay. 
<sighs> Good stuff. I don't know. You, you, MMA is interesting right now. Freaking Connor. I was. When is this event supposed to be, or is it not set yet? The one that's been crippled by Connor's antics is Saturday, the day the show comes out. Oh wow! Yeah. So that, that is that's going to be a very disappointing event. It, uh, well, the big fights are still on. Like, really, the top two fights on the card are what sells it. Um, but I wanted to see Chessia versus Pettis. It's too bad that's gone. Borg, I didn't even care about, and neither with Arnold. Who's, uh, who's Lozon fighting? I forget the guy's name. I can't, I, I've looked at it so many times. It seemed, I, I think it was another guy with like a, who wins like two thirds of his fights, something like that, but he's hasn't fought quite as many as uh, as uh, Lozon has. Looked like a decent matchup for, for Lozon. Yeah, this is it. We, you can watch this if you want. This is actually from Habib's point of view. Habib's like, uh, you know, relaxing backstage. And, uh, and Cormier's in the background getting pumped if you want to watch it together. Uh, yeah, I'm just queuing. Habib's <laughs> big face in the thing. It's not in landscape mode. It's kind of hard to share. Are we ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Ah! Come on, baby! Kick this fucking guy's ass! Let's go, DC! Ah! Ah! Come on, baby! Fucking guy has nothing for me. Come on! You gonna beat his fucking ass. You gonna whip his fucking ass, boy. <laughs> I believe he said you're going to beat his asshole and you're going to rip his ass, which went from tough to a little homoerotic. Yeah. I'm going to eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, beat your ass. What I say? Well, <laughs> shit, you remember what Mike Tyson told me? I'll fuck you till you love me, faggot. Yeah. Like, like, Mike Tyson used to literally tell them he was going to rape them until they enjoyed it. Well, and look at his record, a legacy of success. <laughs> Fucking, Who's to uh, say? The punching power? The, he's widely loved uh, now, so yeah. You didn't, he to, didn't he actually go to jail for rape? He did. He did go to jail for rape. I don't believe he committed that crime. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, like, I, I had so, to ask, so I don't know anything. If you listen to Mike Tyson's side of it, he's like, you know, they didn't submit some evidence. She had a history of, of stuff like this. Like, I was set up. But he was found guilty in a court of law. So there might be another side to it that we haven't heard. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I want, I'm not positive about this, but I'm pretty sure I've heard him say, I've raped bitches before, but I didn't rape this one. <laughs> He's like, I'd tell you if I had. I don't you, think he would. Like, you hear that, and you're like, I think you would. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be like, all right, and here's the case of you know Mike Tyson versus... Suzanne, you know, Smith. Yeah, I'm sure her it's name like, was Suzanne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I sucked that bitch. She's linked this quote twice. I think it's worth sharing. Mike Tyson went to jail for rape. Floyd Mayweather was arrested for domestic violence. John Jones hit a pregnant woman with his car while intoxicated and ran away. Please quit acting like Conor McGregor is the most vile villain in combat sports. Yeah, he did just throw a dolly at a bus, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely criminal, but it's not nearly as bad as those other things. Yeah, I I don't know. To me, I feel like I have it in perspective. 
He really hates Khabib, and he's lost his mind. Conor McGregor is, is not in control of his emotions right now. Whatever's going on in his life, maybe it's the fame, the fortune, the stress, the whatever, he is not in control of his emotions. He's a little fucked up. But that doesn't make me want to watch him fight less. Maybe maybe it makes me want to watch him fight more. 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 Yeah, I, I, just, I, want to fight more. I just need Connor to be broke. Right? I need Connor to have uh fines and legal bills that make him say, Whatever, I'll fight. Yeah, I'm uh, trying that... to sell a suit. <laughs> no, it's not black. It says fuck you all the way down. <laughs> Thirty thousand. It's going to go quick. You trust me. Believe that. <laughs> I was he has a suit that says fuck you <laughs> in the pitch. Yeah, stripes. he sells them. He sells them. He's oh, got his own really? clothing line. He's got his own clothing line. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're, they're not that expensive. You know, they're about like what a, a nice suit costs. Yeah, because nobody's buying them. They're yeah. buying them. They no, don't nobody, all say fuck nobody you. Nobody is wearing those. <laughs> all, there's, oh, they don't all there's, say fuck you. No, they don't all say fuck you. There's one. Have you checked out our racial epithet collection? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find them because they look nice. I thought last time I looked, I thought they looked nice anyway. Just says they're four to ten thousand dollars. I'm looking. F Do you know the website? Uh, I'm looking for it. Fuckyou.com. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that site is. Yeah, I know. I think about <laughs> that one too. And then I'll be like, oh, that's not. That's. This might be it at David uh, August Incorporated.com. Yeah, Chiz just linked it. Let's see. He's here are these hideous pants that he wears occasionally. <sighs> I like these suits. I mean, they're a little flamboyant, but like, I, I, I wouldn't want the one that looks like a sea snake <laughs> that's like black and blue iridescent. But uh, the one below the pants looks okay to me, I guess. I, I feel like you have to be in really good shape to pull some of these off. They're fitted, yeah, yeah. I, I like that about them. They're 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 sort of fitted. They're very slim fit. You're you're right uh, about them being fitted and that being part of it. But I also feel like they're one of those, you know, to wear this, you have to be that guy where everything looks good on you, right? Like there are some women so hot they could wear a wetsuit and a Viking hat, and you'd be like, that is smoking, right? That's my that's my fetish. <laughs> that's where these are, in my opinion. Like if you're gonna dress like you know, like this guy on our screen right now, you have to look amazing. That's Nobody looks good in those pants. Uh, oh, the, the flower ones? Nobody looks good in those floral pants. Nobody. Oh, yeah, it. that's a bad look. He came walking out wearing a, nothing but those pants and a mink coat uh, in Vegas one time, and I was just like, ah, that's, that's, that's an error. The that is new money as fuck. <laughs> oh, that's making money. Is what that is. Like, like he's get look. He's he's making. He doesn't do stuff if he's not getting paid to do it, right? Like, 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 and and when he looks like he's wasting money, he's often doing a, an integration. Like, 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 he's promoting this this clothing company. I bet he owns a percentage of it, or at least he's getting paid a lot of money to to promote them, right? Like, he's not wearing those ugly ass pants because he likes them. He's wearing them because he's getting paid. He's not buying that mink coat. He's borrowing that rent mink coat. And most of the time, I'm not like, he's like, not making money. I'm just saying that's a yeah, very yeah. new money look. I suppose so. Yeah, it's like a gold chain away. Like have like a chiz hat, but it's got you know rhinestones all over it. It messes with Something your head like a that. little bit, right? Like you get a little preferential treatment, and all of a sudden you're like, "What? Pay for clothes? Clothes pay me. 
You know, I, I bet he doesn't get a cell phone without thinking, like, all right, who's the high bidder? Apple, Samsung, come at me. Yeah. Maybe not quite a few. Of the, I, I bet a couple sponsors. I, I bet at least one sponsor drops him over this. I don't know. His sponsors or, are Bud. Know, like I said, his big sponsors are Budweiser and Beats by Dre. They're like, fuck yeah. This is right up our alley. Our core fan uh, like 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 you think uh, anheuser-busch is happy where they're like yeah this our one of our you know, flagpole advertising partners is acting violent and erratic oh yeah, no we're an alcohol to, company drunks <laughs> who listen to rap music tend to be a bit violent this is hitting their demographic with both eyes this is perfect <laughs> this is hitting their demographic in both eyes like a spray of glass from a dolly <laughs> okay, it couldn't get any better than this. They're like they're they're loving this at at at, 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 at Anheuser Busch, and beats by like Dr. Dre himself. I think they're like, not. Fuck yeah, Dolly them bitches. Uh-huh. Dolly them bitches. I doubt it. And by the way, beats out. by Dre is Apple. <laughs> it uh, is now. Uh, I, yeah, no, I think that this does not help him in the short term. In the long term, I mean, shit. The, the only thing I thought about Conor McGregor was what a like non-fighter he is he's a retired fighter suddenly he's on the radar so yeah. that's a thing but completely See. out of control of his emotions that's he's ah yep. so interested to watch him fight now i wasn't uh five hours ago but will your interest shit. last till 2019 he's going to be suspended oh here. no uh, <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see I, I, i'm telling you like Money, money trumps everything. Okay, I, we'll see what actually happens. This guy is worth a lot of money to whoever uh, he fights for. Look, he, he, if he goes and fights for a different organization, if he creates his own organization, I'll watch. I'll watch. Yeah, but I you know, I'll pay. He can. I think. I think he's under contract with the UN's UFC, so they well, they could block any of that. Hmm. Even if he's under suspension. Yeah, you'd think so because he's under suspension. Under Interesting. Of the contract, right? He can still box. He can still box. Yeah, but he'll get beat in boxing. Isn't people... it the same commissions? No, no, it's the uh, the Ali Act prevents that whole thing. Um, that, that that was widely discussed. Um, you know, going into the Mayweather fact uh, uh, fight, that like it was like, all right, UFC, either hop on or get or get kicked through the curb, and that the, the curb. And that's why, uh, you know, Dana was at those pressers and became a part of the thing. You know, it, it was a it was a sort of a courtesy call for them. You know, he did not need them. He could have he could have kept doing his own thing. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, he could. And, yeah. and there are boxing opponents that he could beat. You know, like, like he fought Floyd Mayweather. All right. Like, like tough one. Yeah, the arguably the greatest of all time. Uh, I, I think he could go in there and he could get a fight with. Uh, I, I, can he beat Oscar De La Hoya? That guy's getting fucking old. Can he beat? Um, who was the guy that he roughed up in training leading into the Mayweather fight? That that, that, Paul that something. Yeah, G, something Italian maybe yeah, Giamatti yeah. or something. Works. I think beats that guy probably too. You know, I, I bet there are. Maybe he maybe he says, "Hey Nate Diaz, are you tired of getting fucked over by Dana White? You want to come box with me and we and we uh, and I give you a third of forty million dollars." Okay. I'm not as sure as you are that. He's not under contract with the UFC. That contract doesn't extend to boxing, you know, because Dana I'm White. Positive. Well, Dana White was equally positive that it was included. You know, he's like, this guy's under contract. You can't talk to him without talking to me. I'm his guy, etc. And uh, in the end, he ended up being under the UFC. 
I'm I'm positive uh, he can huh. do. Um, it, it's it, the mixed martial arts and boxing thing are are just, are just separate. It's it's. Hmm. I, I don't know the intricacies of it, but right. they always they always they're always like ah the the Ali act act allows him to go do this. You know he's 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 in the clear on this. He can he can do what he wants in the world of boxing. Uh, it's 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 not mixed martial arts. It's it's a completely different sport. It'd be like he goes and plays baseball. You know they can't stop him from playing baseball. Um, I'd watch him play baseball. I like terrible that. at baseball. <laughs> Ireland, they don't do that. Oh, you never seen bot speed like this. <laughs> it's much harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> she seems to think that you're right i don't know he's saying he could do like what he can't do wwe no i i don't I, look i could be wrong I, I i just know dana white absolutely said he had to be under him and in the end he turned out to be under him and that's what dana's i'm going a, by dana's an egg-headed liar that who, could, is who could stand a true who could stand and true to, <laughs> who needs a little bit of de-reddening agent and a, <laughs> a and a bit of cardio Yes, but he's, he's fine been on, on neck thickening. He's covered there. I've been rubbed out. Dana White, you know he's been selling the neck thickening agent. A few people have taken too much, apparently. We didn't read the back of the bottle. We are now releasing the Infowars.com neck reducing agent. Now, you, you would much rather use too little than too much of this. Uh, preferable. You don't want to get back down to a bitch neck. You know? And this does not de-redify you. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> nice beta neck, bitch. <laughs> oh, should we wrap there? Yeah. I like that as a wrap spot. All right. Uh, PKA episode 381. I had fun. <laughs>